Barney? Storybook Land, a very magical place where we can use our imaginations. <laughs> just imagine, just imagine, just imagine all the things that we could be. Imagine all the places. <laughs> bunch of assholes leaking rebirth all over the net with this week's dc comics goodness i'm america's sweetheart eric shea i'm jim warner and this is episode number 72 of I'm, weird out loud you I'm okay de- buddy boy? i'm depressed these, oh. these books uh, you, you, <laughs> like you said rebirth a lot of a lot of shit leaked on on the internet i just wanted to get here and i'm not just talking about this week with rebirth number one i want all the books boy these books have got me I, down i just want it inside me we we were talking about the books, you know. Before we start, we give a little. Uh, actually, we argue. We argue oh, yeah, for a while much. about the books, and boy, I, we shouldn't have talked about them at all. And in fact, usually during the day when we're preparing, we send each other notes and we laugh at it. And I mean, we didn't talk about that. I I sent you a picture of Pee Wee Herman with so the fat boys and Mr. T. That's yeah, it. That's all we talked. I actually sent you a note that uh, I've seen my first time suicide by Aquaman. That was all I said. <laughs> and actually, I was I was surprised that you didn't put that as your header. I was uh, I, I actually went and looked. Uh, but yeah, these books suck. Uh, even the good ones are not great. Uh, you have one that you like, but it, I do. it wasn't a 10. And Nothing boy, is a 10. Actually, I think that everything has weighed on my, my heart. I have a heavy <laughs> heart right now. That almost everything to me a when I'm body. done, everything heavy middle. Every, every <laughs> time I get to the end of these things, I'm like, yep, five. That's yep. like my – it really seems like I'm like – to me – Five, like a three or a four, obviously is is worse than a you five. You have some strong opinions but with it. Five to me, yeah, five to me is like fuck it. I'm fuck, I have maybe, checked out. Five to me may be worse than, than a four. Or <laughs> you are just dismissive of it. It is. It's actually five, like warps down somewhere, and yeah, it's like <laughs> fuck it, I'm done. I wish there was another. Like, let's make up another number that just means like fuck, fuck. And, and it's not. I can't even say fuck you because uh, to the people who write it or whatever. <sighs> I, I've lost it. I've lost the zeal. They've lost it too, just waiting for the fuck. But yes, hello and welcome to the official, unofficial Weird Science DC Comics podcast for the week of May 21st, 2016. It's, it's almost here. June is almost here. We're proud members of the Comics Podcast Network, the Weeby Geeks Network, and the Batman Podcast Network. Proud. Proud. You can follow us on Twitter at Weird Science DC. And like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash weird science DC comics. And I'll tell you on Twitter, uh, I had to actually watch. I, I, I'm not going to ever ban anybody or block them or whatever, but there were some people sending me some things that had spoilers in it. And I, I tried to make sure that it wasn't up there because I know for a fact a couple people who follow us on Twitter, like a Brandon, he doesn't want to know anything. And I don't yeah. want people to, to just go to our Twitter page because uh, we're to blame then, Eric. 
I don't want to be to blame. Uh, I don't mind spoilers. I've looked at them all. We'll talk about it in the news with the Rebirth spoilers. I will not spoil it. Um, but I like it. I looked at them all. I, I like, even was I looking for yet. more. I sought them out. I, I wanted to see. <laughs> no, I'll uh, keep my I, head in the I, sand pretty much. I, I mean, looked last night when it leaked. and you I saw, saw everything. I saw everything, and I, I'm angry that I did. And yeah. I'm just, But, but, but I'm going to stay back. To me, there's the, the spoilers. They really didn't tell me the, the whole story. No, absolutely not. Things like that, but yeah. I just saw want, enough to bother me. If you want to email <laughs> us and you know yell and scream about us spoiling things, because we do spoil stuff on the podcast. So I'll tell you right now, we're going to spoil the shit out of this week's books. Uh, we can You can email us at weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com. Um, also, a little behind the scenes, we get some books sent to us by DC ahead of time. Boy, I wanted, I wanted to get that rebirth. I and know. I said to Reggie, if we did, if we would have, but we didn't. So now I'm mad too because somebody <laughs> did. Somebody and it really pissed me off. But uh, if we did, I said to Reggie, what we'll do is maybe on a Tuesday, on Tuesday or Monday, whatever, maybe we will do a full rebirth you know, podcast, you know, like an emergency type yeah. thing again that we would release at 12:01 on Wednesday. So it wouldn't be ahead of time, but it would be out there because boy, there's a lot of books next week. And we're going to talk uh, – Rebirth is uh, three issues pretty much in length. It's like 90-something. Yeah. It's going to be a 10-hour podcast. We're, gonna, we're probably going to have to actually we, – we've been going away from the Flash reviews a bit. Next week, we're going to have to have some. We, we will have to. I think there's 16 books, and including Rebirth. That's too many. That's too too many. many. That's why I really was hoping we'd get a little early. I want to go back in time where you tell like Eric, don't worry, we'll have a capper at ten books. Yeah, no, well well tonight we will go over that, but not us personally, because we did record some it's things. True. I don't mind doing that. I don't yeah. mind the podcast having fifteen books if we record five <laughs> earlier. So if we were to record rebirth, if we were able to do that beforehand, I would have liked to have had that, that as awesome. a zone and then like I said, then we'd have the thing. So we'd still have some. And I would not here. touch it again on the and podcast. And really, this this is the this is the week that I really we've we've said it. Each week has gotten worse and worse with the books leading into Rebirth. Boy, this one is killing me. I was burned out a little bit. Still, I'm done. I still got like four Children. reviews I got to get done. I just don't want to look I'm, at it. I am done. I have all my books except again. I think you're doing Rebirth. I don't even. Yeah, I think know. so. Um, but yeah, I have all my books ahead of time for next week. But I have ten books. Yeah, <laughs> ten fucking. That's fucking nonsense. None of them are rebirth. <laughs> you know, they're all these others. And now it's also as I'm reading these things, I, I'm saying to myself like, okay, that's a nice ending. Wait a second, this oh, doesn't wait. end. And then I'm like, hey, that's a shitty ending. And it was an ending. What that's is the, going on? That's the best too because we've to, you've told me personally, like, you've looked it all up and like this yeah, is where I, this ends. This is where this ends. Blah blah. I forget all of it. Then I read the book and I get to and the yeah, end. Like, and some oh, of them the make ending. it a little, uh, you know, ambiguous. ambiguous. Yeah. And like what? Some of them do. The best. Best was Aquaman. Do you, <laughs> do you remember what it said at the end? Nope. Finn. Uh, <laughs> I laughed. Goddamn so fancy I'll ass Aquaman. I'll laugh again later, but I also thought it was funny. Are they trying to play with like an aquatic thing there with the <laughs> <laughs> fucking assholes? Oh, my God. But that, that's all right. Fucking uh, Robin son of Batman had a perfect ending to the atonement yeah, of the year. Like the, really did. I'm telling you, blood. Like, when they said you're my family. Continued. And yeah, and, and then I thought God. the book was over. And then wait, nope, there's still nope. some more. And yeah, we've got a whole other issue. All right. Hey, you know what? We're going to do this plan. Fuckers. But yeah, these, these things, they want to have these books kind of lead 
up till when that character I guess that's going until Super I don't even know because Super That's Star- going till next that's going till next that's month. That's going to yeah and I'm I'm wondering what that is ending to go towards cuz like I said they think like Deathstroke ends July uh August the new Deathstroke. Yeah. All the Super Suns come out in July? I think it does because I don't, I don't think, think so either. Any of us picked it yet, right? Nobody <laughs> I, said they I, As want far that. as I know you did. Yeah, but I don't think it showed up on this list. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe. I don't think it did. Wrong. I think it comes Wait. out that fall one, whatever fall means to DC. Yeah, fall. I'm gonna fall, fall off my the fucking wagon. Start drinking. I like these books. Holy shit! But yeah, just again, want to see that, my chip? What? Yeah. <laughs> what this leads? You're getting these endings that are either a okay, we got to wipe the slate clean, or we'll leave where like a, a Hal Jordan and yeah. Green Lantern. I have more adventures to do, Mother and he slides fuck. off. You, you fuck, fuck you. But some of these, which one that you really liked? I, I really didn't like yeah. after I really wrapped my head around it when we were talking because it just not only does uh, some of these reset, but actually says like none of this happened. Fuck it. Not, not even none of it happened, but it didn't matter. And I think that when Rebirth happens, unfortunately, they might do that to the whole new 52. That's what I'm thinking. Like all of a sudden we're going to they're going to come out of the shower. It's Bobby Ewing out of the shower. <laughs> hey, Batman. And then they make sweet love, Eric. Sweet. Love. Sexy. Hey. These people, if, the, if you want out there, you make us happy and rate and review our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, wherever the hell you get the podcast. No reviews this week, people. I think people are also tuning out right now, just want Rebirth. And then when Rebirth hits, you're going to have that weird bit of like, fuck this, the fucking DC and your nonsense. And so we're and then people will wait a year like me with the new 52 and then saying. they'll all jump then in all head first. The end, and then they'll, wanna, they'll be sending an email. Why is this Batman, this guy? Why does he have this Robin? Yeah, so we'll see that. But yeah, I also want to remind everyone that we have the Weird Science Rant and Rave line. I think I'm going to call it right now. Actually, I should. I'm going to get my phone and call it. Oh my but God, why? I'll just start ranting and raving and then I'll play it immediately. Th- That'd be good. You I think can, we have enough, honestly. Yeah, you can call 641-715-3900, enter extension 452-328, followed by the pound sign. Now listen, I, I, I was the one who came up with the rant and rave lines. In my mind, I really <laughs> did think that it was going to be like this. Oh, the beep. best way plans. It's be like, beep, you know what I hate? I hate that Batman. See ya. And then (laughs) what the fuck's going on with that flash showing his identity there? He's a fucking moron. Boop. No, I I don't mind. I think it's funny. Um, Dancing Mike called this week. He left his own podcast. He he left a 19 minute message. I have heard podcasts that are shorter than Mike's message. I laugh at those podcasts. I think that one person. Well, actually, the guy at work, Ben, who we used to work with. Yeah. Actually, he wanted. He says the perfect podcast 15 minutes, so he can listen to it at break. I'm like, 15, we've already gone, what, now, almost like fucking a half hour. We're not even fucking started. But yeah, Mike, uh, he left a long one, but I'm going to split it up. I, I apologize to you, Mike, because I'm going to have to split it up, but we will put it all in its entirety throughout. Uh, but there's also Rocky sent one in. Uh, there are no strange ones saying that they're hiding in the closet. Thank God. They are not there. Uh, Paul was sending me notes. He's scared because of the one message the person said that, uh, he didn't know where his parents were, and then the next insinuated that he killed them. Uh-huh. He, he was uh-huh. all weirded out. Yeah. Uh, but Him yeah. and me both. Yeah. Uh, but uh, other than that, uh, this week I got to talk to DMC of Run DMC Fina. Crazy, right? Fucking little Jim Warner has yep. to shit his pants Talking and died. Talking it up to me. 
uh, freaking me and him were talking, and I will have, I'll just throw it out there on Monday, we will have the five questions with him where he will finally complete the <laughs> I'm Spoon James, and I'm here to say, you're going to find out what he was here to say. He, now imagine that. Little, little Jim Warner, all right? We got yep. little Jim Warner over here. Imagine a little Jim Warner, and you could tell that little boy one day. At one day, he will add, he will finish your. He will rap. write. He will write a rap for you. Yes, he will write a rap. That's amazing. As well as if you listen to the Rap Attack podcast, he is also gonna. He also told me what he would have done to those guys who punched me in the face and broke his <laughs> nose because I liked rappers' delight. Yeah. He he told me, and and he's a very nice guy. Sure he is. Really comes off as a nice guy, but even he seems angry at that. He, he did not like that. But yeah, Eric, it's time for the news. He broke the barrier. It's time for the news. He <laughs> broke the barrier. The bar- he did. I actually in the thing, uh, one of the questions I asked if he, uh, who he thought was weirder, the elf in the Christmas and Hollis video, <laughs> uh, Larry Bud Melman or uh, Aerosmith, <laughs> Steven Tyler. Tyler. And he gave the answer. I won't tell you who. Okay, I can't wait to read it. Honestly, I won't tell you. But also, um. While we were talking, because it wasn't just that. I was talking to him a bit. That's amazing to me I that you got to talk to him. him. I said, yeah, you know, I, was, I told him my whole deal. Like, yeah, hey, I, I really like rap, but I, I was the only white kid, and they, I was getting, uh, you know, bullied by it. And then I moved to a white neighborhood, and they were kind of bullying me about it or making fun of me about it. And I said, then you, you guys had to get a, a hold of a fucking Aerosmith. <laughs> Next thing I know, and I said, these fucking sellouts. I was yelling. <laughs> he was laughing. That's awesome. And I told him, I said, you're goddamn sellouts with that fucking Aerosmith. I hate that. I, I don't like Walk This Way. I, I don't oh. care. I'm telling you, it's probably one of the first rap songs ever heard, like pseudo rap. Oh. And I can't listen to it anymore. No, no, it's it's awful. But It's always on the goddamn radio. Cool. And I went, I was listening to a bunch of Run DMC, and I... Uh, actually learned some things from him. I also told him about uh, how I would run around. My mom would get mad because I'd wear my sneakers without laces. Yeah. And you know that's a prison thing. That's why they did it. Wow, I did not know that. Yeah, because when you're in jail, you can't You don't get laces. laces. Kind of yeah. Fights. Yeah, and uh, there's actually a line. I wish I – I think it's King of Rock. I, I actually might – I can't remember what. Uh, that actually he says in the line, DMC's line is basically like, hey, we're no cons. We're doing that. And It's really good things. And uh, – there, there are a bunch of raps, the King of Rock uh, rap as well. Like they're yelling about what they do. You know how that rap yeah. is then. It's like I'm the, you know, he, his thing was I'm DMC and I like to draw. <laughs> so funny. And, I, and you know what I thought that was as a kid? Because I used to listen to stuff and think things in my mind. I thought it was draw a crowd. I thought it was good fucking MCs drawing a crowd. No, nope, he liked to draw fucking comics. He's a huge comic fan. I, he yep. has a comic. I'm sure does. That he DMC. Had. DMC. And I actually asked him about that. It's fun. And I, I had some fun talking to him. Was, I, I'm yelling at my mom. Oh, my mom. My wife. <laughs> Listen, I'm talking to DMC. <laughs> what the hell is that? I told her. Get the like, fuck oh, out of here. Fucking asshole. Then I'm telling my kids. I think they're going to be so proud of me. Oh, Your daddy's at, a big shot now, <laughs> boys. Look at daddy's talking. Like, that guy? Look, look at the picture. What has he got, that bowler cap on? And a <laughs> fuck badass. Chain. What the hell? DMC. But yeah, it's time for the news, Eric. You got that sound ready? It's DMC. time you got a little for the news. It's time for the news. I didn't know we were doing impromptu. Up hey, I don't have nothing prepared for it, so it's, let's do this. I'm, I'm trying to think of a barbershop like deal. It's time for the news. Ah. 
All right. As your first bit of news, DC Comics unveils new retro logo to debut with the Rebirth number one. Uh, it's weird, too. I, I wonder why they really even let it out on the Internet and, and that. I guess they wanted to get people ready, but it will debut officially on the Rebirth number one issue is what they're saying. Yeah. And it's DC Entertainment announced a new identity and logo for its iconic DC brand. The new DC logo is a, is a mark that leverages over 80 years of heritage with an eye toward the future, they tell us. What do you think of that? <laughs> I think that's such nonsense. All they want is a different thing to put yeah. in these books. And, and it was funny when this was announced. People were like, oh, my God, it makes sense. They did it with the new 52. Yeah. Why, why aren't they going to do it now? Um, well, here's we're rebranding. The, Let's do this. Here is the quote. While comics continue to be a heart and soul of DC, the brand has evolved to now stand for powerful storytelling across so many different forms of media. DC is home to the greatest superheroes and supervillains. What do you think of that? You, you agree? I do agree. I do agree as well. And the new logo has the character and strength to stand proudly aside DC Proud. iconic symbols. I'm telling you, I wish I would have thought earlier. I wish I would have grabbed what they said about the new 52. It's almost the same. <laughs> this will look great on the DVDs. But, I hated uh, the old logo for the new 52, but I, I really know. do enjoy this one. I, I I always thought that I would see it and try to you know get the sticker fully off. Like, Dude, I, I, I still do that every now and again if I see it. For some reason, I just get drawn to like, I'm just going to pull this back. I was, don't know why. And this is Emmett. I'm a child. Ray, the DC Entertainment Senior Vice President of Marketing and Global Franchise Management. That's a hell of a fucking title. Damn right. It continues. The launch of the new logo is the perfect tribute to DC's legacy, exciting future, and more importantly, our fans. And I really do think that this is uh, continues the whole thing that we've heard about what Rebirth will be. It's like, you know, bread and butter, yeah. back to the base. Legacy, blah, legacy. blah, blah. It makes sense. It does, it does look like a Silver Age type thing to me or whatnot, but... A lot of people are already fucking around with it and doing things with it. I, I saw Victor so. Vagdanovich do something. He's like, you don't like the new logo? I'll make you like it. He did it. Really? With, like It was the D and the C were the eyes of a smiley face kind of thing. And I'm oh, like, really? that's funny, Victor. You're a silly guy. Crazy guy. <laughs> the new logo will debut on the cover of the highly anticipated DC Universe Rebirth Special number one comic book written by Jeff Johns, leaking now and releasing on May 25th. And Jim Lee went on later to explain that what this symbol meant was to invoke the insignia of DC's Jesus biggest heroes, Christ. Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman. I told you this yeah. last night when we were doing the uh, uh. emergency podcast with Reggie, and it's still – it's so funny. That, it's I, a fucking really logo. Right. There he goes. Jesus the Christ. Nook, the nooks and angles. Sounds like a – Thomas's English <laughs> Thomas muffin. Thomas's English muffin. I love the nooks and angles and crannies. I, I love – Thomas's English muffins because I love the fucking English muffin with butter is so. Oh yeah, you load that you fucking butter. Load on that there. sucker up. It's like all them nooks and crannies, man. Pocket. It's just a delivery system for more butter. It's like a little waffle. It is. It's it's like a pop tart. Oh, it's so the good. nooks and angles are meant to evoke the Superman S. Okay, you got that? Fuck you. The Wonder Woman WW emblem and the Bat logo. It's a lot of nooks and angles doing a lot of work there. They, you know, you told me this yesterday. I ended up bringing it up online just to look at it while you were talking to Reggie yeah. about something. And the most I see is that the freaking hole in the D and in the C yeah. looks like a penguin to me. That's all I get. I just think that they're talking about, like, the the, the nooks and angles. I don't know. Get the know. fuck out of here. Actually, right? it, it is an old school looking that, logo. I, I like it. It's like one of those things where you're at the mall and it's one of those pictures that <laughs> if you stare picture? at it. And, and I stared at it. And how I usually do that is I try to go a little blunt, you know. Yeah. You get it a little blurry. Yeah. And yeah, I saw shit. <laughs> 
And then I'm like, I don't think that's what he meant. I think we're a bunch of retards. We're just sitting here fucking going blurry eyed, staring at a logo. All of a sudden, uh, fucking somebody slaps me in the face. I think we have too much time on our hands. What's going on, DC? Gotta get another podcast going. We have too much time. Oh, really? Here's the next bit of news. The next bit of news I have titled. Assholes are leaking rebirth, Eric. And All really, up in this. Most of the thing I said earlier, the reason why I really get mad is because it wasn't me. Yeah. I have to know. And that's the thing about myself is I will, not, but I will not leak it. What I no. do, I am like a miser on a pile of gold. If I had that rebirth number one, I would have read it and I would have giggled to myself for a week. Know that I knew what was going on and they didn't. And then, and then I'd also, I'd also, and you just want to go out of like certain people, like, oh, yeah, that's I would pretty cool. It's an okay book. I would say things like, I would message Brandon then and go, yeah, I read Rebirth. Yeah, there, there's some surprises and see what bites. It's almost and then like, being like a oh, kid. really? I, I don't mind spoilers. Let me know. Nope, no, can't. can't do it. It's, <laughs> it's almost like what that podcast about the lies we told. It's yeah. almost like that, but we have the capacity to do it now. Yes. I, oh, I would giggle. I'd be so I'd be the happiest boy on the fucking planet. Me too. The happiest boy on the planet, just that I knew and people didn't. I would not go on fucking Reddit and leak it because then the power's gone. Not fucking you have lost the power then. I like to have the power. And as yeah. a certain song told me, I've got the power. I got I got the power. It <laughs> says some guy went on Reddit and leaked some big things from Rebirth. And I put dot 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 fuck you. Why <laughs> try to become popular by ruining things, Eric? Why? Why? It would be like me letting See, everyone that's know. What do now. It'd be like me letting everyone know that I've read all of next week's books and reveal that in Superman Fifty Two, the new Fifty Two Superman was never real. He was a solar flare Superman. Was actually Connell Superman dude, dude, from I haven't read Dimension, yet. brought here by Telos, and then uh, <laughs> and and <laughs> that's how I was making up all that. You should have saw this long fucking I thing I made up. It was like so convoluted. I feel I, like a big shot just because I have those books from yeah, next week we sitting have, on my desk and, right yeah, now. And you could tell sometimes I do want to talk. Oh yeah, I definitely. They, yeah. they don't want. We to just want to be feeling like big shots for a little yeah. while. That's Again, that's why I say at the end of the podcast, yeah, Sinestro, yeah, we got that. Yeah, we got it's that. because I laugh. I laugh about it. Somebody messaged me. I'm not going to tell you about it. No, it's no. ours. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah, Newsarama, I have this, continues. Newsarama has a review if you Fucking guys want to go. And here's the thing, too. This this is what gets me really angry. They have a review on the review of Rebirth, spoiler-free. No, no, it's not spoiler-free because it's not supposed to come out until Wednesday. You're Embargo, not to, motherfuckers. So you tell me it's an 8 out of 10. There's a spoiler. You tell me 10 out of 10. Spoiler. You're, that, fuck you, jerk. We get these things from DC, and they have specific things. You cannot do this. You can't use these images. You can't do that. Right. You know what we do? We follow the rules. You know, I, I, I hate these people. People think we're the bad boys. Yeah. What's going on? And they, all it is is like, oh, and now basically they have an exclusive review for a week. And sure do. I, I'm just going to make up a review. And it's going to be spoiler free. I'm just going to make it up. I'll make up <laughs> all this sort of shit. April Fool's, baby. And yeah, it's, it's, bleeding it's cool, bad. bleeding cool, uh, grab this Reddit guy's thing and put that on. And, you know, that's because they're, they're fucking scumbags. They really yep. are. That site's a bunch of scumbags. And uh, I talked to some guys at DC, and they're actually pretty cool with it. Uh, which made me even more angry. It made me more angry. I actually got on with one guy. Uh, hey, you know what? Is that what we just do? Cool. Us, put uh, shit out all willy nilly. Like, you hate bleeding cool like like we do, right? And they're like, no. no. Everybody's like, no. You know what? Things like this happen, and oh, you know, we just have to try to make uh, you know the best of it. No, 
If if we did this, we're not getting books anymore. We're off the list. Fucking assholes. I, I, I hate it. I hate it. Again, we weren't around with the new 52. This happened. There wasn't really like that big uh, book, though. Delete. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was just the things, but fucking ridiculous. The next one. Warner Brothers developing Harley Quinn, Batgirl, female-centric DCU film. Female? What is that? That's ridiculous, Eric. That's it. I'm going to hate everything. Ghostbusters. Ridiculous. Actually, it sounds pretty cool. Even before the debut of the Suicide Squad movie, Warner Brothers appear to be impressed enough with Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn to already be talking spinoff. And if the reports are true, it will also feature a bunch of other female characters of the DCU. So that's kind of up for grabs what they will be. I would say the background maybe. Poison Ivy. You gotta have Poison yeah, Ivy. And Catwoman probably will shut. You know what I'm Honestly, saying? Honestly, this you is. You have like a, a a tier of thing. You know, it goes down the line. Birds Poison of Prey, Ivy. whatever. Yeah, Actually, Ivy Katana could even be in there because she's in the Suicide Squad. Yeah, yeah. Her and two. Yeah. But no, I'm telling you, this is actually some really cool news to me because this is the first time that DC will be ahead of the game because Marvel has not given freaking Scarlet. Uh, that is true. Scarlet. Fucking Scar- Scar- no, Scarlet. Uh, Goddamn, no, Scar- oh, Black Widow. Black Widow. God damn it, I'm in a retarded. Scarlet Witch. I'm like, no, no they're not giving her a They have not, not given Black Widow a solo book. movie yet. Yeah. I think that they might have at that one point, but she got pregnant. <laughs> and they had to have all that thing when the, uh, the last Avengers came out and they had to yeah. kind of hide that fact. Uh, I that actually, baby bump. I actually like this a little only because that really shows me that they are really impressed with the Suicide Squad movie. That they're like they were really impressed with the Batman v Superman movie too, though. Yeah, but you know, you didn't until then. This would have been like months before all getting the uh, solo Batman. That was kind of after, right near that. This movie isn't out for a couple months, and they're already talking this. But again, we talked about it before. Some of these news items, I think, now are just to throw out there to see the reaction. Yeah. People are like, Harley Quinn, all female, that's awesome. It's easier that's than having a test, test freaking, yeah, you know, that's like. the yeah. test. You go to Twitter and, and post crazy shit. And people are like, yep, that's like me. I go on, on you know what I hate? Racism. Jews. Oh, yeah, racism. racism. Uh, you, know, you know what's bad? <laughs> freaking sexism. Yeah, then I get all yeah. these followers. Rally, motherfucker. Yeah, get it going. Get it going on. Uh, yeah, it says, according to Hollywood Reporter, an unnamed female screenwriter is working on the story, spurred by Robbie's strong performance uh, or strong push after being cast for Suicide Squad. Robbie is reportedly acting as producer of this as yet untitled film as well. Rob, I'm telling you, I went back this week and I watched um, Wolf of Wall Street again. Yeah. And she's completely naked in that movie. And it's the first time I think I ever saw her. She might be the perfect woman. She was pretty hot. Oh, my God. And, uh, and the best part of the best part of that that flick too is that like <laughs> Leo goes and has sex with her. He's like, and I had sex with her for a whole eleven seconds. Like you lasted fucking twice Here as long as I would. Go. Get this joke out there, buddy. Working no, material. No, I'm not even working material. I'm telling you, I was laughing my ass because be I forgot this whole humping. scene. Uh, I, yeah, no, it would not be I've, dry. I've never seen it. I have never seen it. The Hollywood trade goes on to say that Gosh, Batgirl, Batgirl, and the Birds of Prey were bandied about. By their unnamed source in relation to this project, but in an unknown capacity. An unknown capacity here. Batgirl and the Birds of Prey. They're, they're not going to. It could be like Batman and Suicide Squad. He's just there and then he's gone. Yeah, I would think that this will be. I don't know. As far know. as I know, I have no idea. I would think that this would be, they would be after her. Maybe they 
recruit her. I don't know how they, they'd spin it. We'd have to see. But uh, the next thing is another film's thing. New DC Films Division at Warner Brothers, led by Jeff Johns and John Berg. I don't Warner like Brothers it. has reorganized its DC-based films under a new DC Films banner, led by Jeff Johns. Probably have a new fucking, uh, fucking logo, too. I'm saying Marvel stu- has their own studios. Yeah. Well, now DC and John Berg. Theirs. According to The Hollywood Reporter. Hollywood Reporter. They, they know their stuff. As part of this, so. the duo have been added as producers on the upcoming Justice League movies. I love this, too. Uh, how many producers? This is getting like a full moon production, Eric, where you could just pay. <laughs> hey, I put my in. 50 bucks in, you all pay, right? Pay I'm 50 a producer. Bucks, you're a producer. They got 800 <laughs> producers at the end. Described as an attempt to course correct Warner's comic book movies. This is an evolution of John's role in fostering DC's television projects and Berg's role as one of several producers on the recent upcoming DC films, but also acting as a conduit to Ben Affleck, whose role has grown tremendously from at first beginning, or first being just a Batman actor, becoming director of the upcoming solo film and producer of the Justice League movies. Uh, yeah, that's fine. They're really going to the Jeff Johns well. Like if shit and goes it's, wrong, it's you... making me angry because Jeff Johns is one of my favorite comic book writers, and, and if he's off gonna... doing movie shit, he ain't gonna be writing my comics. Do any movie shit? He's a figurehead. They'll consult him for things. He's a figurehead. You don't yeah. see his head. He'll fucking yeah, really. That Green Lantern hat or the <laughs> or Aquaman hat or Aquaman. Uh, I I don't. Whatever he's working on at the time hat. Right now, I do think that why he isn't on a book in, in Rebirth is because he is working with all these other people, and those other writers are saying that he's pretty hands on with them. That if they Damn need right. something. They call it 2 a.m. He comes and over. He better be he gets in bed. spending most of his time on Ben Percy. I knew you were going to say that. Poor Ben Percy. The guy Fuck is him. just – he's – that – Hopefully that Teen Titans is good. It'll be funny. I, it's like be this amazing. doesn't seem like Ben Percy. It's actually and that's Jeff exactly what I want. I want a book that and, does and not feel like is, Ben Percy. What happens is Ben Percy writes it, and Jeff. What they have to do is they send that the script rewrites. It's all rewritten. Exactly. Just throws it away, rewrites it, sends it off, and then Ben Percy doesn't want to admit it because it's selling great. <laughs> oh, he's so good. Uh, the next one is a TV move, uh, TV news, and uh, something that you're very excited about. Supergirl I'm joins, an excitable guy. Supergirl joins with Flash Arrow and Legends of Tomorrow for December crossover on the CW, which also means to me that this was probably going to happen anyway, but mm-hmm. it just makes it a lot easier now. That and if they don't call it never. crisis, I'll be yeah. pissed. I, I think I think that, well, I'll read the thing, but I really do think this is a crisis that will get Supergirl in with everyone. That's what I want. With Supergirl now confirmed to be joining the CW in the fall, the proverbial other shoe has dropped as network chief Mark Pedowitz. I wouldn't like the name Pedo. That's a terrible name. Is, you you know exactly where you that. go. Is Pedo? Yeah, Come on. Yeah, you don't want that. Has confirmed the show will be taking part in a four-way. Ah. That's crazy. Four-way crossover. With Didn't even work its way up to a three-way. Four-way no, right into just it. right with it. Why not? Go for the gusto. You need some experience, the man. Flat, Come on. No, no. Because you might get uh, – you do the three-way, you might be scared off. Just go for the four. The and flash if, at least that way you know what you're getting into. A three-way is like not – There's a – the, the age-old question, uh, would you rather take a – Three inch cock up the ass uh-huh. five times or a 15 inch cock once. <laughs> what would you go? Wait, what are we talking about? Parties? Like, why, talking, why do I only have to stop at one? Well, maybe we're in jail. I don't know. Maybe then he leaves. I, I, why can't we make a night of this, really? Okay. Well, I'm going on. They, they, <laughs> it joins the Flash Arrow and DC's Legends tomorrow. Here's, here Just is like the that. quote from Pedowitz. Just imagine what our superhero crossover episode is going to look like come December. <laughs> that's okay, the, that's the quote. 
Thanks. Did we catch you at an off point? What oh, was going on? I'm imagining it. You... I imagine that they're all going to be in each other's show. I see. Did somebody that... like approach you while you were in a freaking fast food line? What yeah, the hell? Like, hey, Pedowitz. Imagine. What do you think? He's like, just imagine. <laughs> Though the CW has yet to announce the premiere dates of the show. I wish I read this shit before we did this. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? I wouldn't even put that. Pedowitz. Thanks, Pedowitz. I'm imagining it right now. Yeah. Though the CW has yet to announce the premiere dates of the shows, they revealed the time slots, and it's basically everybody's time slot that they have, but Supergirl Monday at 8, Flash at 8, all all these are easy. CW week uh, of superheroes. Actually, it's all just 8. Arrow at 8, Legends tomorrow at 8. There you go. Boom. 8 o'clock, Eric. You want superheroes? Don't tune in Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. Every other day is covered. Just imagine. Just imagine what can happen on Supergirl. I'm going to say that. Anybody says anything to me, they ask me. Just hey, imagine. Uh, hey, what do you think is your favorite uh, book coming up in Rebirth? What should I buy? Just, Just imagine, imagine Rebirth. Just imagine <laughs> it. Just imagine it. First two Batman Arkham uh, games. I'm Master. changing the freaking what, like the header to the site right now. Weird science. Just, Just imagine, imagine it. We're Imagineers. Right. Yeah. First two Batman Arkham games are remastered with new engine for PS4 and Xbox One. But what about Arkham Origins? Yeah, Arkham Origins is not included. That's the uh, retorted brother. Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment and DC Entertainment announced Batman Return to Arkham. The new titles, the new title bundles Batman Arkham Asylum, which mm-hmm. Jim Warner gives a full thumbs up and at one point said, boy, this is one of the best games ever. It is. Even before I even freaking knew half of these characters. Yep. And Batman Arkham City, which is even better, but I raced through it and should have taken my time, Eric. Sure. Should have taken my time. Two of the most critically acclaimed video games on the last generation of gaming consoles. Both are being remastered for PlayStation 4, Computer Entertainment System, Xbox One, using Unreal Engine 4, a first for the award-winning Batman Arkham series. Just imagine it, Eric. Just imagine. Remastered by Virtuos, this set offers fans a chance to play the first two Batman Arkham titles, including all Game of the Year edition bonuses and downloadable content for both games. Now with improved graphics, as well as upgraded models, environments, lighting effects, and shaders. Batman, the biggest, the, you know what I would need for the play Arkham Asylum again is the ability to glide. Yeah, you didn't have that in that first game. If you go back well, and I play that after the others, back, oh, no. When you go back, what really throws you off is at the beginning. You really can't do anything. You have to get all those things. Oh yeah, yeah. You got to go get back. in the back cave, yeah, do the yeah. gadgets. Oh my goodness! But uh, I really loved it. I loved it too. I'm telling you. But that ability to glide is so like maybe, it's ingrained. Maybe tweak with it. Maybe I they would. will do that. Uh, they won't. And you'll still have that freaking. Combat system that I just button mashed to get the goddamn way through. I'm counter. You know what's everything. funny? Uh, counter, Brian, counter, counter. Brian at work just counter. bought Arkham Knight. Oh, really? And he was telling me about it all week. And yeah. he like he keeps getting his ass kicked. I'm like, you just push that Y button so you can counter. counter. That's all. He's not. I don't think he's countering at all. Counter. Well, the guy doesn't know what a Y is. No. I counter, don't. counter, counter. That's what I say. Batman Return to X. Arkham will be available beginning July 26th. Here's the kicker, though. For forty nine ninety nine, it's too much. They it, it, no, it's too much. These games are old. Most of the people have played them. That this should be twenty nine ninety nine. You're telling those me you haven't games. bought up revamped games before? Not for fifty bucks. No, hey, each of those. You, you know what I'm saying? You get crazy with the video games. All I'm saying. Yeah, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't spend that. I would wait until it goes down. This is bullshit. This should be twenty nine ninety nine. You have two games. They're fucking ten years old almost now. It's are they Jesus Christ? I think I don't think. I have far. no idea. They're at least six. Uh, these are old games. I'm yes, telling you, I, I bought remastered. a. You've made your money on these games before. They, I bought a three sixty just to play those games in no. Injustice. That's all I did. And I have I not looked you, at it in every and year. You probably bought. 
those. They were probably nineteen ninety nine and twenty nine ninety nine when you bought them. I think they were both nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is the price is ridiculous. I that it really throws me off that they would charge that much. But hey, you know what? People want to make a buck. They want to make a buck. But you know what, Eric? That is the news for. I'll say, how much did we pay for the uh, the revamp of Resident Evil? Uh, I can't remember. I think. Yeah, yeah. But again, that was not just a shine. That really that was so changed good. the deal. And yeah, I would think that that was thirty nine ninety nine. Then I think it was like ten dollars less than a regular game. If I don't, if I, I'm trying to think. I and think you're, it was you are price. talking the GameCube one. Yes. No, I think it was a little less. I think I, I don't recall. Uh, I'm just imagining. Uh, just imagine, Jim. That was awesome, though. I didn't just imagine. I played that. That was when I was a big. Oh, it was so good. It was. It really was. I, and then I played Resident Evil Zero, and it was not as good. Yeah, they, they kind of they shoved that out there, they and I was up like, the goddamn okay. system. Yeah, and I was just like, okay, I've had enough here. Yeah. Let's move on, baby. <laughs> and then they they started. I'm telling you, Resident Evil Five was that. It was Resident Evil Five, right? That I got to the end. Yeah, and I was playing with my son. <laughs> it was Ethan. Fuck you so I, bad. Yeah, he had updated his pistol. He had upgraded the pistol the entire time. Nothing else. We had nothing. And we had nothing. He and he used up, all the rocket launcher. We start going, and he's out of ammo. I'm like, God damn it, Wesker. He's killing us. You're done. He's There's no way to the game now. Yeah, we had to go back, and then we were like, fuck this. Yeah, I used I'm to done. play a lot of games co-op with, with my uh, kids. Yeah. We'd play a lot of things. It was real fun. A lot of games now, because of the online and stuff, they got rid of split screen. Yeah, I've heard that. We really like. That's terrible. We love that. I really did. But yeah, that is the news. We're going to move on to the mail. Hello, Weird Science DC Comics Podcast. This is uh, Dancing Mike calling in with uh, lots of raving that will come in a bit. Um, First of all, a few random uh, points. Um, I just wanted to say hi. Of course, I forgot. Hi to. uh, Jim, hi to Eric, hi to Chris, and hi to Reggie. Uh, I just want to let uh, Chris and Reggie know that I'm really, really enjoying the uh, weird history of DC Comics segment of the show. It's uh, really one of my favorites. Um, me being kind of an older guy, 48, so yeah, I'm an old guy. Um, a few notes on the Golden Age Alan Scott, just trivia kind of things. Um, Alan Scott's costume was uh, designed to be garish, to be unsettling to his enemies, and yeah, it's pretty unsettling, And um, but it's classic. I really love that costume. His power is deriving from the Star Heart, which is powered by the same energy that the Green Lantern Corps' rings are powered by, so that's kind of where they tie down into the Green Lantern Corps loosely. And also a great Alan Scott reference actually came on the Green Lantern animated series, where Green Lantern in, uh, encounters the steampunk Green Lantern, and that the steampunk Green Lantern asks him, or mentions meeting a, a Green Lantern before that had a red shirt and a cape. So, and of course, Hal Jordan had never heard of that Green Lantern, but that was a nice little, nice little geek out moment, uh, Easter egg for us. Um, also, Jim mentioned whistling and how um, people. I'm sorry, changing subjects here. Jim was mentioning whistling and how. You know, people are whistling, aren't working hard. I and and he can't whistle, and I also can't whistle. Which uh, he was mentioned the song "Patience" uh, by Guns N' Roses, where they whistle. So I can't really perform the first part of that song. So for me, patience is just you know trying to get through the part where I've been walking the streets at night, just trying to get it right. It's hard to see with so many around. 
You know I don't love being stuck in the crowd and the streets don't change, but maybe the names. I got top of the games because I need you. Yeah, yeah, well, I need you. send uh, some sound files to DMC. Next thing, I'm on tour. I'm, I'm the next fat boy. Uh, uh. I'm MC Boosh. First mail is from Steven Torres. Uh, All right, Steven Torres. We've never heard from him this first time. Long time, first time, first time, long time. Eric sure. and Jimmy says, greetings from Houston. Houston. What's up, Houston? I think my listening. sister lives there. Really? I don't I've know if listened. she moved or not. I've been listening since around episode 44. He doesn't say Batman 44. It's Thank episode God. 44. He's not sure though. He has a question mark, but that's fine. When Jim, he's going to say it's when I when Jim revealed he was caught wasting kids to the Sears catalog. That's been so, many podcasts. I could not a, place that. That was a long time ago. Funny shit. I like the show. I like the off-color humor, and you guys review funny books the way they should be reviewed. That's every book critically. Yeah, with a freaking fine eye to the details. The different <laughs> segments make it feel as if I get more than one podcast. It's fantastic. Like I said hey. we're, we have a podcast network in one podcast. Exactly. Uh, more. The last week was what six and a half hours. People I don't know. I, screaming I at me. gave up. <laughs> all these other podcasters, they it's like fucking all hell's broken loose when you you release a six and a half hour podcast. And I know these people don't listen anyway. But, yeah. Oh shit! Everybody's running around like their fucking heads are cut off because there's. <laughs> Six and a half hour podcast, and I look and they do a forty five minute one. What, what the hell do I care? No. You know what I mean? The, I don't know how you do. How do you? You do it by staying up all night and hating yourself. You the know next what I day. said? I, I actually do the one person because I. It got to the point where they. It seemed like they were making fun of us. <laughs> and uh, the, oh, I said, you know what you do? You hit record. Yeah. You you watch the sun go down and you watch it come up. Ah, uh, yes, he goes on. Reggie, see what you're doing? See what you're doing there, Stephen? You're free. <laughs> I lost my place now. My thing's going nuts. Oh, <laughs> God damn it. Keep talking. I'm all the way down at the I don't even know what we're talking about anymore. I don't know. I'm saying that. I'm getting all riled up now. I'm I still lost back my on place. wasting kids. I lost my place. This is and also, this is what you do. You, you mess up like this, you don't edit it. Fuck that. I didn't see chumps. on going. He goes on. Reggie and Chris get a big thumbs up as well for their segment. He's saying that we have lots of podcasts on one podcast, which I'm uh, fucking dancing Mike. He's contributing as well. Content. Furthermore, furthermore, fuck all the haters. The blue humor and show length are never a problem. I can't get enough. I'm a DC guy, but not a Marvel hater. People who pick sides piss me off. I'm with that. I, yeah. I don't care. I don't care. Like, 
I don't know enough about Marvel. I, yes. I've been going on and on about that app. Oh, I haven't I oh, haven't read Marvel in like three years that now. That app is the best thing ever. But I, why would I hate on somebody who likes Spider-Man because I like the Flash? You know? hey, I got a Green Goblin fucking tattoo. I love Spider-Man. I've not read it in so long now. Like a Green Goblin anymore. I don't know. It, lo- it looks like, like the Hulk who was mutated <laughs> into maybe She-Hulk and then looks like an elf. I'm looking at it right now. There's a perfect Green Goblin just, and, just um, faded a bit. So I got it like 17 years it's ago. It's on a Green Machine. No, it's just his head. You know it. Green Machine. And I'm unable to afford all the books I want to buy, so your spoilerific reviews are perfect for me to stay updated on all the titles I'm interested in. Keep it up. Now, I will tell, I will tell Stephen right now, if one of those books this week happens to be Futures Quest, Future Quest, Harley, or Poison <laughs> Ivy that you're waiting, there's not much info on those. It's just me and you yelling at Reggie. Yeah. We didn't really go much into that. We'll get to that later. However, there are also some titles I'm not interested in. And it would be cool if you guys could put some time hacks in the show's descriptions. That sounds like a lot of work. It's like a lot of work. And the problem is with with a six-hour podcast for me. You have to sit there and listen to it. Plus, I said we don't edit it, but I do have to, like, you know, put different segments together and whatnot. So, yeah, yeah. If somebody's out there that they want to do that, I'm serious. If they want to do that and send me an email like on a Monday or Tuesday, I will go back and re-put those in. I don't think it's happening with me. I really no. – that's too – I don't expect it to. We talked about putting, we talked about it months and months ago, and it's like, nah, that does seem like a lot no, of – Again, uh, what? I got the podcast up last week at 10 at night. Yeah. When did I tell you I started when I was screaming at you? Two? No idea. It was like eight hours, and that's just me splicing shit together and coming up with things between and grabbing all these different segments. Holy crap. I was going to say moly. Holy moly. Holy cramoly. Holy cramolies. Uh, that's end, one. If we say it two more times, you can be out when, too like I was when, with Harley. Yes, when we are done the podcast, I try to go to sleep, but I'm woken up usually within two hours. So yeah. Two hours of sleep. And usually we'd also recorded something on Friday night and not gone to bed until two. And then I have to edit the podcast, and by Monday, to, I'm dead. That yeah. really does kill me for the first half of the week. And fucking time hacks. I, I would love to put. I would love to have that. Yeah. Uh, what I do though, and I said to Reggie, I sent this to you and Reggie, and Reggie's like, you know what? And that he does have a point. I, yeah, here's a point right between my legs. There's your fucking point. I don't know why I point at your dick. The best I can do. Is and I even got away from this a little, but I've gone back to it. Uh, is I list the books; they are in order as they happen in the podcast. So if you are listening to say, you know, Harley Quinn and the next book's Poison Ivy, you want to get to that. It, that's the best I can do. Fast yeah. forward to that, and usually most of the books are within twenty and a half hour, twenty minutes to a half hour. Yeah, you get the the point. Right between my legs. Hopefully, <laughs> oh. I won't be so lazy, and I will communicate with you guys more in the future. By the way, I listen from Stitcher. Stitch, I, I haven't seen your, your freaking review yet. <laughs> Until next time, keep it weird. Keep up the good stuff, Stephen Torres. And yeah, well, you better keep mailing, Stephen. Thank you, Stephen. Keep it a mailing. Next one. Start Say hi to my sister for me. Starting to hate Harley Girl. And Harley Girl is, I, I actually was thinking about this. I think she has um, emailed like two or three times. I Something know like this that. is not the first. Yeah. I, I think it's a dude. Harley Girl says, Where are the reviews, guys? I have been waiting for Wonder Woman and Dr. Fate reviews this week and still don't see the Earth 2 from last week. 
What gives? Who the fuck? out for lunch? Get with, I know it. I knew right when I got this that you were going to say, who wants Dr. Fate? Get with the program from Harley Girl. So Harley Girl, I will say that those uh, titles you mentioned, they're all Eric's. They're, yeah, they're all mine. Oh, yours. Freaking Wonder Woman, Dr. Fate. It's been a long goddamn week. And then half these books just fucking beat oh, me down. Oh, week. Oh, yeah. I heard of you talking about these NES games you've been playing hours of. I played one oh, these hour, and I got it one day. What 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 movies did you watch this week that you said I don't even know why I watch them? Hellraiser. And you're like, oh yeah, but you suck. Yeah, that was on like Monday and Tuesday. Yes, I I, I do have an, uh, the next one, Hellraiser three. The next one like something else, and I do have something to say about this one. Right. Todd T. Todd T. Says, "Hey, so, Todd know, T." At the end of the last podcast, you guys said that you had an early copy of Sinestro. That's, that's the one <laughs> that true. I was going to call, but no review. That's true. So now I... the Monday, the Monday's out now. <laughs> I, I, I didn't even set you up for that. Are you guys hoarding the information yourself? <laughs> By the way, it was a great issue, says Todd. He it was wants an to okay know. Issue, On Todd. Saturday night, we said we have that early. I know. It hasn't gone I... up. The thing was, I was working on it too, and then uh, I, we got the five questions of Sean Gaborn, and you wanted me to put up the Puppet Master, so I stopped that. That was and, Monday. Uh, I know, and, but I never got back to doing it. And then I, every time I went to go do it, I ended up working on a different review. Sinestro. Sinestro. We're going to talk about it tonight, though. Yes, we are. Uh, the next one's Jay. That one just got away from me, the really. Next That's one's Jay, up. man. Uh, <laughs> Manship's been yelling and screaming for the earth, too. It, he said to me, and this is legit, he said he is not. He does not consider himself done a book completely until he's read our review. And You're that's a compliment. That <laughs> compliment. But yeah, so we're two. It's out there in the netherworld, he thinks. He, he cannot finish that. J-Man says, hey, Jim and Eric, we have to say, yeah, J-Man, making us do that emergency podcast for <laughs> freaking three hours last night. Uh, J-Man says, hey, Jim and Eric. I'm writing to you hey. while listening to your Just for the Hell of It rap music episode. I just wanted to thank Reggie for schooling us on the history of rap. It's funny. Reggie started the history of rap and then me and you fucking off the rails. Yeah. Next thing is, it's all about me and my personal misery. <laughs> I personally hate most rap music today. Talking about how much cash they have, how many bitches and hoes they have. Jay, is that still a thing? I, it must be. Uh, I know that my kids listen to some, and there's a lot of curse words. There's the one song, uh, I ain't fucking with you. I don't even know how. Yeah, I'm singing it. I, tell you, I am so out of it right now. Fucking Liz, the one boss at work, she came yeah. up to me this week. She's, an, she's a grandmother. Yeah. She's asking me about this song if I know it. She listens to all this new song. I'm like, Liz, you know more about yeah, new music than I do. I am completely out of it. Uh, yeah, there's the song, like, I ain't fucking with you. I don't even know who sings it. I, it was I, terrible. It's, it's catchy. I, uh, I could, you sent me the video. I'm like, uh, the, I, the best, though, is that uh, we heard it on the radio in the car. Oh, really? That That's terrible. song, and I said, one of the worst clean raps ever is straight out of Compton. Right. The clean one. I know. That's when, I don't know what I prefer. Do you prefer the, like... Straight out of Compton, young, you know, when they scratch the I, I, curse, I, or do you like when they redo the words? I think I like it when they redo the words more than the it's freaking odd. though, because that straight that out scramble. of Compton does the redo words, and it's so bad, because then you're like, who are you fooling? Yeah, I know, but that, was, that scramble just really throws me well, out of the song. Well, this, uh, this fucking with you, whatever it is... Uh, it, it's scrambled. It's like, I ain't... Why can't it just be messing? I ain't messing with you. Yeah. That, that I wouldn't mind. Yeah. But, uh, no, straight out of Compton's terrible. If you that is look terrible. it up on you, it's the worst. It's We've so listened bad. to it before, and we just laughed it our ass off. drives me nuts. That's why I laughed. Uh, but he likes some of the, uh, Jamin continued, I like a lot of the classic 80s and some of the 90s rap music. He's with me. 
I'm yeah. the big 80s. I'm, I'm Spoon James, I'm here to say. Anyway, let's talk comics. I'm so hyped for DC Universe Rebirth 1. But every time I go to the internet, some asshole wants to give me spoilers for the page read. I appreciate that, that they label their story spoilers. Not everyone, it seems, but stop teasing me. So far, everyone is giving it a perfect 10. Wednesday can't come fast enough. Now, the one thing I did tell you before we started, uh, we do not have it. So this nope. isn't anything but... There has to be more than these three spoilers. There are big three, and one isn't even from the book. One we know is from Justice League. Right. So basically these people are spoiling two things. One, the first one, you know what I'm talking about, wink, wink, Eric. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we knew this was going to happen anyway. There's I'm actually not following crazy. this conversation There's anymore. One, I'll tell you <laughs> I don't know what we're talking done. about. <laughs> you, you know, because we talked about it earlier about who's going to be in Titans. I can't play games like this. We gonna, who, it. it was going to be who was going to be in Titans. Everybody right, right, knew right. that. That's not a big shock. But uh, I'm not going to say, but the other one's fucking crazy. But, yeah, I checked your guy's website and saw no review for Sinestro <laughs> 23. Jesus What's Jesus up man. with that? I'm channeling the hurricane for WWE. Never mind. He says it was awesome. If I had a fourth pick uh, for the good in the new 52, it would be Sinestro. So it was it was a good series. But a lot of that was filler. Like I'm telling you, well, we had that battle on Earth with the paling. Yes. And it was yeah. just every issue. Throw more rings Again, at it. Throw I don't know. At, at that point, he'd already been told of coming oh, yeah, by and told, listen, you can't really do that much. We're heading to rebirth. The, the thing's going to end because, yeah, it did seem like the the big thing. Like, oh, Superman's a, a yellow lantern. Then the next one, oh, my God, Deathstroke's a yellow lantern. Oh, my yeah. God. Scarecrow's a guy. It's every issue. Manship fell for all of me. He's like, oh, my God. He, I get these emails. You Wait till you see who's yellow lantern. I said, wait till I see who isn't. Exactly. Jesus Christ. You can say what you want about other series you wrote. Colin Bunn never failed us when it came to Sinestro from beginning to end. I, I agree. I think it was a strong I, I series overall. It was, no, the was best Lantern, it was the best Lantern series in a long time. His issues were the highlight of the Godhead event, and Sinestro was the only formidable character in the DC Universe who I felt was truly several steps ahead of his opponent. Sorry, Lex and Bruce. I'm not buying it from the way you were written portrayed in the New 52. He doesn't like mm -hmm. it. Lex, really, if anything, I, you hear a lot of people complain about things. If, if people were Lex fans, Lois and Lex, I think were just – they were shit on the whole time. Oh, yeah, totally. And yeah, I guess Lex then you can say that, oh, well, he wasn't Justice League. But even that seemed forced. That it wasn't was, Lex. I'm telling you, though, they did the, not play on his – like the villain. That's what I'm that saying. The best had. Lex was in the truth when he made fun of Superman when they, was, they, he left the com open. So they so knew. good. That was the best one. It's a shame that we probably won't be seeing Bun write anything for DC in the near future because of the way he was treated by fans, some reviewers, Eric, and the DC hires up. What I think fuck? it's more higher-ups. Uh, and again, uh, the reviewers. Go back some and read Aquaman. Have some fun. That's the problem. Some of the reviewers, it's Aquaman, and he even said it was. Go bullshit. back and read Lost Either. Army. Have some fun. I am not looking forward to Robert. Go back Vendetti's. and read Lobo. Have some fun. I am not looking forward to on Robert Venditti's take on Sinestro at all. I told you that's where he's going to end up in that uh, Green Lantern. Court. Right, right. They'll probably do a decent job, but Bun could do it better. Venditti didn't close his arcs well anyway. I actually was just going to say before that that that's his problem. He's very good set up, lead into I, I something. I don't know. A lot of it, it's just boring to me anymore. Yeah, like, I, but it, the whole it, year it of doesn't have an end. Nothing whole, is for anything. But I'm saying, never really had a middle either. They just kind of mangled around and did nothing. Sounds like Martian Manhunter to me. <laughs> I'm still only looking forward to DC Universe Rebirth, Batman and its Rebirth one-shot, Wonder Woman and its Rebirth one-shot. I'll give Suicide Squad a try until Jim Lee misses his deadlines. Seriously. Hey, uh, Jim Lee and Dan DiDio got together. They were giving an interview on Newsarama, and they said, listen, these weekly books never missed a deadline. And that's why they <laughs> said that I think that where they had announced teams on these books – 
that's like the curtain's going to draw back. They have an army of people on these books. This Suicide Squad probably has 20 artists. So when mm. one guy fucks up, they just throw another guy in. Yeah, that's and, what it's going to be. And it's really going to throw some things off. It's some I like when issues look the same, so especially if it's two weeks get, later. And, and if you get a trade? Yeah. Yeah. But I think that's what's going to happen. I think it's the ba- more of just push it out there. I haven't looked at it. You have, but the Batman Eternal trade to me would, oh like, would just look like nonsense yeah. just because of all the different looks artists. It's like a fucking crazy quilt. It looks, yeah. there. looks crazy. Quilting to do, Eric. We got quilting to do. And I'll pick up Green Lantern's Rebirth. Hopefully, Johns does more for this one shot than Scott Snyder did for the entirety of Batman Eternal and Batman and Robin Eternal. We'll see. Uh, I still have no, because he is doing that one shot. Right. I still have no faith in Tomasi, Superman End of Days. <laughs> I don't know what to call it. <laughs> it is not helping his cause with me or his case with me. I agree. What are you guys uh, looking forward to now that the August solicits are out? I'm, I said to you uh, last night when we were talking for the emergency podcast even that I'm very excited for Rebirth now, but I'm more excited for the individual books, not this one shot. Yeah. That's why the spoilers don't really bother me. I really when, – when they're talking about the spoilers, I really do – like just tell me what the fuck is happening and what's yeah. going on. What's the I, universe going to look like yeah. so we just get to so our I books? So I got that and let's get the books in. I'm, I'm looking forward to almost every one. I have to admit. No, I'm looking forward to a lot. Every one – that that rebirth and the number one or two, you know, that first yeah. month deal. And I am looking, but I'm I'm really looking forward to Supergirl because I really want to know if Steve Orlando can write uh, something <laughs> good. And I, maybe he can. Maybe it was just Midnighter that he had craziness with. Um, I want to see. There's a lot. All of them. I I'm really, trying to think because we actually talked about this and decided what we're going to do, but I can't remember what was in the August solicits you, anymore. You said to me, well, he's saying now that the Augusts are out, what are you looking uh, at? I'm saying I am for the I'm whole look, thing, not just I'm, August. I'm saying that I'm looking forward to Teen Titans just because I wanted to not suck. Yeah. Uh, you're looking forward to that and Green Arrow, right? No. No, I'm actually – I. I'm so burnt on Green Arrow. I don't want to see him anymore. No, I am reviewing that, so we'll see. I just want to see if what they're saying is true. I don't want them to, you know, oh, they lied. It's just the same. It feels the same. I hope that right away it does feel different. We'll see. But, yeah, I'm looking forward to everything until they fuck me. I'm also really looking forward to Green Lanterns and Blue Beetle. Yeah, Blue Beetle, that's way down the line. That's August. I'm waiting. August. I'm looking forward to it. will be waiting for a long time. It'd be funny. Let's cancel before it even comes. That'd be fucked up. That's all for now. Keep up the good Destroy my See summer. See you in 7, J-Men from Fancy Monterey. Thank you, J-Man. All right. Now, I'll get on that Sinestro of you immediately. Yes. The next one. Podcast is, over. Next one is Red Robert. Red Robert. Oh, Red Robert. actually sent this to me. He It wasn't for the podcast, but I said I wanted to put it on. And he also said for me to kind of state it right off the bat and through this, he is not a Midnighter fan. Okay. Doesn't like the Midnighter book, but there's something that he wanted to talk to me about. But at first he says, curse you, Jim. I started reading Legend of Wonder Woman, and I adore it. Of course you do. I don't know why I held off on reading for so long since Wonder Woman is my favorite superhero. Maybe I was just afraid of being disappointed again. Seriously, there hasn't been a great single issue of Wonder Woman since Gail Simone, and it's been like six or seven years. (laughs) See, I told you, people don't like that as well. No, not at all. Uh, A lot of people love it. I liked it, but yeah. Uh, Legend of Wonder Woman is awesome, but it's amazing, and I love it. I have no life outside of this comic. I hate you, Jim. (laughs) It is good, and I I messaged back to him, and I I said, you know what? I even forgot to put it in the news. That a volume two is uh, was announced. Oh yeah, they're gonna I have all about it too. Too. I I actually was gonna put it in my thing that we talk about digitally, and I think I do mention it. 
forgot we all talk, about it. We for talked the news. about it last night. Now I forgot all about yeah, it. It seems like that's news from like eight years ago. But yeah, <laughs> there's a volume two, so that this one's coming to an end. This volume one, and then they're gonna have a volume two. We were talking about that. So I don't even was, know if that was in the digital or if it was off air. No, it was it was digital. I mentioned okay. it in my blurb. Oh, and by the way. And this isn't for the podcast or anything, he said, but I wanted to put it. Since no one wants to listen to that, I just thought I'd clarify something. You mentioned a couple of times how the sluttiness of Midnighter in a solo book made him unlikable. And I did say that, among other things, of course. And I just want to address that. There's this trend in entertainment to make gay characters sexless by immediately pairing them off with the first person they ever date. It's all done to avoid having those characters date, kiss, have sex on screen or on page any more than it's absolutely necessary. In this case, it's basically once. Gay character goes on date, has kiss, gets married, adopts child. It's that, and I, I wish it was that job. That, you know, so I wanted him to say like from China or something. Yeah. It's the way it goes, and it's frustrating to watch because it kind of isn't that true to life. You know, Like Dick Grayson, he gets to date Babs Gordon and Princess Coriander and bang Helena Bertinelli a couple of times, at least pre-Flashpoint. Midnighter basically gets to just be committed to Apollo. Alan Scott has his boyfriend die and turns into a soulless thing just so he never has to kiss a guy on That was the again. worst. North Star from Marvel Comics comes out, boom, gets married. So his personal life doesn't have to be explored in detail. Wiccan and Hulkling have been in a relationship for ages, while their straight friends get to date, break up, and generally be more interesting. And that's all assuming those characters even get to have a life. Bunker and literally has a boyfriend in Mexico yeah. or some other kind of Brazil. It'd be like that. Like that. It's, it is. I, you, I know what you're going to say. It's, that girl, it's my girlfriend who lives it's in Canada. Ni- you wouldn't know her. It's Niagara Falls. Yeah. Like, yep, there it is. And even warrants a mention, and the two of them shared a panel, I think, in one. Count them, one issue. Yeah, there was one issue where Bunker yep. and Beast Boy went down to yeah, visit. They went and, down. Uh, that was it. Yeah. Talk about desexualizing a character. Meanwhile, Tim Drake gets to bang Solstice and Wonder Girl while under the influence of Trigon. And why the fuck do I remember Scott Liddell's Teen Titans that well? <laughs> it, it seems what it, it seems like I'm wanted to like that book. He says it seems like I'm complaining about gay characters getting to be in happy relationships. I kind of am, but you know, when it gets to be as much of a trend as this these days, mind you, not just in comics but in movies, TV, and books, it gets to be frustrating. So I feel like Midnighters' whorish ways were one of the brightest spots of that book because they were refreshing it's just like everything else about the book and midnighter as a character pretty much sucked ass in a bad way and they put okay ran over back to reading the delightful legend of wonder woman i told him i wanted to put this it does it actually made me think you know what i i kind of get it now i i do i actually was going through now again i said to him you have to realize i am a married man with five kids. I live so, a sexless life too. That, well, and yeah, and not even just that, but yeah, to me, I would rather see Tim Drake be married than to go whoring around. But it's weird because I, but while Tim Drake's going around, I don't think anything of it. But yet Midnighter, I thought was awful. And it really came from people uh, pronouncing like, this is the gay, but now I get it though a little more. I actually do. And that part of it, I actually think that I was a little wrong. That and and even to the point where I might have even been a little homophobic no, to be I, like, oh look at that animal, look at that fucking gay. <laughs> I'm telling you, it, but, uh, no, honestly, back in though, my mind, I think I was thinking that, and it he, doesn't make sense because he's just being a normal dude. That's no, he's being a normal dude. He's fucking everybody, but then he gets into a relationship with one person that's who happens to be the bad like, guy. Yeah, I didn't get like the fuck that, out of here. And and all of a sudden he really cared for Prometheus. Yeah, nonsense. That, that was a little forced. But just the whole thing where every issue we had another guy or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> no, is that, you know, I can tell you the point. Bad animal. I really, 
I can tell you the point exactly where I did not like Midnighter's character at all. It's where he was with Promethe- Prometheus before he knew. Yeah. And like, I made you Thanksgiving dinner. How is it? I've had better. Yeah, yeah he he was pretty good. You fucking for. asshole. Like, sure. Remember that was pretty good. I've had better. <laughs> oh, really? Actually, what I didn't like. No, I've had worse. I think it was too. I've had worse. It was I've like all these. Yeah, he was a whore. He's a man whore. He's going and everyone is like, every time he talked to them about Apollo. They, yeah. they get done, and they, they're what, all over. That's what people love is when you, you talk about your exes. You know who was better than that? Apollo. Oh, you son of a bitch. You son of a bitch. But, yeah, I like the, the ending of, of Midnight. The last couple issues I was not as upset about. So I said I'm, I'm giving Steve Orlando a clean slate with a Supergirl. I'm in. Huh. Next no, thing, she's going to be fucking everyone. I'm telling you, I, we have enjoyed Steve Orlando on other books. It's just not Midnighter. His dialogue just did not come off or pay off right. Uh, and now, things you're wrong. The only one thing I liked with him, and that was, I, I was that Shazam. That was the Shazam uh, Dark Side War. There was something extra. else he did. Now he did some other things that I really didn't like. He did, uh, what's it called? He was on those issues of Batman and Robin Eternal. Yeah, some of those weren't bad. Garbage. Some of them they were the bad. worst. They were awful, and I think you forget because they were pretty much early. I, I really do fucking forget. nonsense. They had the worst dialogue, and I said that was actually, I think, was a turning point for a lot of people listening to the podcast when they're like, you know what? I think Jim's on to something because this dialogue here is awful. Whew. Shazam wasn't bad, though, huh? <laughs> no, I like that, and he has a backup. It's funny. He has a backup in the uh, Power he has Rangers. The Bulk and, uh, and what's his name? Bulk and Skull. Bulk and Skull back up in the Power Rangers, and it's like two pages, and even that. It, that's not bad, but it's just two pages. It's Bulk, of Bulk and Skull, and skull. though. <laughs> and it's okay. But, yeah, it's just goofy. I, I'm not uh, – we'll see. Come on, I'm, Steve I'm Orlando. Wallace yeah, Supergirl. I, I'm doing Supergirl, and I'm doing her because Steve <laughs> Orlando's right now. He's, she's going to be doing everyone. But, yeah, I'm going to be reviewing that, and I really do hope that it's good. But uh, the next one, I'm going to remake. Thank you, Robert. This – this one's going to re, uh, remain anonymous. Okay. I am not going to let everybody know that Pistol sent this in, Eric. Okay. It is Dear Jim and Reggie. That's kind of you. Yes. That's fucked up. He never up. really it's... said that. I don't know that he wanted this to be read, uh, read per se, but I like it, and it made me laugh. So Pistol says, Dear Jim and Reggie, I'm not listening. I'm just listening to you guys talk about Darwin Cook on the podcast. Now, the best part of it is this is what I was talking about, Eric, last yeah. week. You were on with us. Yep. You didn't say a word. I think that that first part, people didn't know you were on. At one point, I'm like, Eric, you going you to fucking pipe in here? Dear Jim and Reggie, <laughs> just listen to you guys talk about Darwin Cook on the podcast, and I really thought you were going to say something about this. I think we did eventually. I think this was like a uh, rant, like a stream of consciousness rant that ended up uh, being played out. When the announcement came out on Friday that uh, Darwin Cook was sick and receiving palliative care, I wanted to tweet you or Reggie and talk about it in the listener mail, but I thought I would look like a jerk. I don't think he looks like a jerk here. Um, but I thought it was so weird that people were commenting on the announcement and articles and tweeting things like, I hope he gets better, or hopefully he beats this cancer. And Reggie full out said, yeah. well, we talked about it later in the podcast, where Reggie said, what, why were they doing this? And did you notice these type of comments, which we did? I don't think these people even read the article, and I agree. They just saw he had cancer and started talking out their ass. Man, it made me so fucking angry. Because the announcement from his family basically said, look, Darwin's really sick. He's going to die, and we're just going to try to make him comfortable. And when these assholes in comments are like, I hope he pulls through, what the fuck? Am I crazy, or did you guys see this too? And it's from Pistol. And I agree with him. And, and where I really think that if, if it was me 
and I actually cared for anybody in this world but yeah. myself. And even if it was just me. And I'm like, I'm in palliative care. I could barely move, but I'm, I'm fucking still on Twitter. <laughs> All right, guys. Palliative care, Werner here. Uh, what do you think? And they're like, you can do it, buddy. I'd be like, fuck you. <laughs> I am dying. And I, I wonder if the family thought like, because they did. His wife's like, yeah, you know. And uh, we said when she said fuck cancer. Mm-hmm. And really, I think now it was just like, fuck cancer. This fucking cancer shit is awful and kills yeah. people. And people are like, he can do it. I know. I it wasn't met a him battle once. cry. It was a defeat. Uh, yeah, it was, or it was just like a, uh, you know, an exclamation to yeah. something that was awful. It's like me with my dad. Fuck you, dad. Fuck dad. Fuck dad. But uh, yeah, I, I agree. It was odd, and I was one of those people who I don't tweet things out, but I, I actually. Uh, <laughs> Like maybe he can beat it. I didn't know. And then once I heard, I didn't know. I'm I'm a dummy. I right. never heard of palliative care. I didn't know what it meant, and I'm too lazy to look. But a lot of these people, then they do talk out their ass, and then they start saying crazy shit. But this happens with everything. And I'm and, telling you, when we're doing that top five that that didn't record proper before, like we were talking, and Reggie and I are just sending uh, messages back and forth. Yeah, it was later the night when it was freaking revealed yeah, that he yeah. was in the care. And like we're like we found out he died, and we're just sending yep. messages back and forth to each other as you were going well, yeah, this on. Is, well, this is the internet. Uh, how many times do you tell me one of your friends gets a story, and they're like, they said that the the Muslims have now oh, taken God. over this, and they're going to do that, and they're going to do this, and uh, this People happened last week. You look on it like up, Facebook are the and, fucking yeah, worst, and it's a made up story from five years ago, and at that point it was talking about Germans. Yeah, you I, know, or I, or this story started out in 1941 about Hitler. I now really want to get off. Facebook. And but that's what people do. They it's headlines. This yeah. is what happened to Big Bob, who uh, I used to work with, who died. He's dead. He now. was he was a big headline guy. So and he's and, a big guy. He's well, six hundred. He was. He was huge. But he would make up his own story based on a headline. The headline could be like like uh, the one Simpsons president Reagan dies his hair, but yeah. he wouldn't get to the his hair. No. Would, oh my god. He'd make up a Re- story. President Reagan dies. Dot dot dot. Quick for more. Yeah, yeah. He would just be, oh, my God. And he, he was big on the people dancing on the roofs after 9-11, and he was going to go. He was going to go at the one point. 9-11 happened. A week later, he started hearing these stories. He was going to go to the Dunkin' Donuts in Soderton, where I work, and that guy was uh, – Indian. Indian and lived in England his whole yeah. life. But yet he was going to go kill that dirty towel head. He was yelling. I'd fucking slap them, and I'm telling you, I did. This is but why I don't fatty, talk to people. Fatty. I got so angry. You dead fat I was fuck. so angry at him. But yeah, he was – and there. Then you have him yelling, and now the next eight morons jump onto there. And next thing well, you have a fucking mob. I'm telling you, that fucking Facebook, a guy posted something about this family that gets all this freaking like um, <clears throat> like welfare and whatever. Yeah, yeah. And there, there's all these comments. I'm just looking through all these comments are like, fuck this country or like like the uh, Obama and whatnot. And yeah, yeah. I'm looking at him like, I'm just getting disgusted. So I clicked on it, and it took me five minutes to go find the source – this is a story about Austria. Yeah, it's always that. I okay, said, and then I wrote know. that. I wrote that. No comments after that. Nothing. Nope. I'm like, you no. Piece of shit. And then, uh, and worse, sometimes you'll get the. I guess they got to you already. Yeah. What are fucking, you talking about? Whatever, libtard. I'm like, yeah. What the yeah. fuck? I'm just informing you that you're wrong about what you're talking about. Yeah. People, people want to get that. People like mobs. They like to cause rabble rouse. Oh, I'm. I, it's it's the worst where I see stuff like this though, and then I. I know I shouldn't, but then I hit the comments. Yeah. And it goes on forever. And I find myself losing an hour at a time going through all of them, just being Next outraged. thing you know, Sinestro is not up. And, and yeah, Sinestro's <laughs> not up. 
Because I read some political thing where the comments went forever. And the comments went forever, and it's not even a story that's uh, 10 years oh. you know, ten years old about Austria. Oh, my God. People don't care. They don't look into things. People want to just react and get angry. Do not take the internet at face value. I, get, ang- hey, face I value. get angry, but at least I seek out the truth. I we know, don't know what we're talking about either half the time. I'm telling you, one of the things that I've led my life saying is there's probably more to the story. And there almost always is. Mm-hmm. There almost always is. So at least just check before you start spouting off your Look, Jess gets mad at me because she'll tell me about something like this person's a bitch. They did this. I was like, well, what did you do? Why can't you just have my back? Well, I just want to know the other side of the story. Oh, like that happens. Like sometimes uh, my wife's out driving and so, oh, this guy gave me the finger. I'm like, why doesn't this happen to me? A lot yeah. of crazy shit happened to me. But nobody's a lot of crazy shit. Out. But nobody's giving me the finger for no reason. Yeah. All right. We'll go on. Manship. Manship. Manship says, hey, bros. What's up? Hey, bruh. The Hustler that I stole the page out of was from a Woman of the Year issue of Hustler. This particular magazine had the 12 women from the previous year's issue plus a bonus section for the Hustler Woman of the Year. This sounds like a hell of an issue. Yeah. Like a greatest hits. I expertly ripped out the preview page that had all 12 women on it. (laughs) Six women on each side of the page. So I had a fantastic variety to work with. Must admit that I haven't looked through a Hustler in a very long time. But I don't back even know then, if they still make Hustler. But back then, Hustler was very naughty compared to Playboy. It was. Oh, yeah. Freaking swank. Penthouse. <laughs> crazy shit going on. I saw that Playboy now is like, they they really trying to push, like, we're more of a tech. And fuck that. The women in Hustler would spread eagle, which cut down on my me time drastically. Yo, damn right. Yes. My father kept the issue in his bedroom, bathroom, magazine rack. I would all, that's crazy. <laughs> Freaking don't get near that bed. What was he doing in that bathroom? I know exactly uh, what he's doing. I was doing bathroom at this break no we just had. Home. And yes, sometimes they came home while I was using their bathroom. Busted. That's <laughs> yeah. You always have to take a dump first. You have to have a backup plan. Yeah. Take a wicked shit first. After moving out, I had an internship during college at a local uh, Bloomington, Indiana engineering firm. Civil engineering. I hope this isn't him in the bathroom. This, uh, maybe I do. The civil engineering department all pitched in for a monthly subscription of Playboy going back to the 80s, I believe. He yeah. had this. I had to take down a fucking Britney Spears calendar yeah. from my workplace yeah. fucking 10 years ago. Weird. There was a special cabinet that held every issue that they had collected, but you had to earn the right to view them. I never earned that right. (laughs) I want to know how you earned that right. Uh, Is it like some kind of hazing thing? I agree. You have to put a a fucking grape up your ass and walk a fucking mile. (laughs) But I did and then eat it and then make fucking grape juice. I did take their 40th anniversary issue on my last day. Needless to say, that issue was amazing with all the glory of the Playboy women since 1954. Sadly, I do not have it anymore, but it did get used and abused like no other book before or since. Speaking of touching touching yourself, we all know that the Quick Town comic comic, used to play hockey, but not sure if America's Sweetheart ever participated in any activity besides chain smoking. You, You can't see very well. I cannot. Well, I used to play stuff all the time, though, when I was growing up. Yeah. And we have no clue of the younger Reggie's physical activities. I don't know. I would say Reggie does like baseball. He's at a sure Mets does. game today. I bring this up because I never did figure out if clearing the pipes helped or hurt my sports performance. Uh, would it help clear my head or deplete my energy by rubbing one all out right before important tennis matches? Oh, it's tennis. <laughs> I always went with what fucking uh, Mickey they said, always Rocky. Said, all of that. That always was a big thing. And the problem is, is for the most point, uh, the matches or any, you know, games, whatever, yeah. that I was involved with happened after school. There was not a lot of time to go and no. 
you know, in our bathroom at school in the gym, the gym locker room, it didn't have stalls. So if you're doing that, you're you're freaking putting it out there. But the results were <laughs> never close. Man. I don't think it made. I know that there's a couple uh, professional athletes now even that they'll come out and say that either way, that this guy, I think it's just what you want to do. Yeah. It clears your head. The results were never conclusive. Sometimes you're on, sometimes you're not, and he so he doesn't know, and that's hustling manship. Uh, yeah, I think it is inconclusive. It all depends. If you have a, a match early, yeah, I don't know how that tennis goes there, freaking manship. Uh, I, the one thing that I really – I used to play tennis. and went Yeah, but not for school because okay. what I found out Fancy. is the normal matches at school – there were no uh, refs. There was no line judge. There was nothing. It was an honor system. Ooh. And I thought, Jesus Christ, I fucking you might as well pencil me into the fucking <laughs> states because there's no way I would I fucking argue and but but I guess at one point you go to states, then there's the you'll be exposed. Yeah. It just seemed to me like I would just argue constantly. Uh, uh, there's no honor uh, for me, especially then. But uh, Brandon is the next and last male. He says, hey, "What's up, you. fellas?" Up, I've had a hard time getting anything done this week despite being off because my daughter came down with a fever from hell during the same time. This was the first time she's ever really been sick. And let me tell you, three-year-olds are normally little assholes to begin with, but when you add in being sick on top of it, you have the perfect storm of piss and vinegar to bring a grown man to his knees yeah, in that sounds tears. Terrible. I told him, these kids, when they get sick, it's like almost like all of a sudden they have a 300-degree temperature. It's like really <laughs> elevated, though. It's, it's really odd. Uh, there were several times, I swear, I heard Eric say in the back of my mind, did you hit him? <laughs> I ended up finding a solution on about day three when my head hurt so bad from being emotionally abused it felt like monkeys were fighting over a bucket of marbles up there. So to cheer us both up, I went and bought a box of 100 freeze pops, which nice. shut everyone right up, me included. We have some freeze pops downstairs right now. This leads me to believe I think the miracle cure to getting or keeping your kids happy when they are sick is frozen sugar sticks. That's some free unsolicited advice from me for all the parents out there. Why don't they have the freeze pops and all of them blue? Why would you blue want them all, all blue? Blue is always the one that's gone. And no, then you pink, have pink orange. is always the one that's gone. No. Yeah, I, I pink guarantee is the you, best. No. I guarantee you everybody out there, if they would mail in, 99.9% will say blue. There's no way they're going to say pink. Pink is the absolute. I do have a freezer full of orange goddamn sticks. And orange, even, even the grape. And what is the pink flavor? I couldn't tell you. Yeah, because it's pink. It, it's, pink. it's not it's watermelon. It'd be nice watermelon. Blue is always gone. Well, this is the week. Finally, we get rebirth. I'm I don't like excited blue. about this. Everybody loves blue. And I told myself I'm avoiding spoilers, so I'll be walking to the store with a clean and open mind hopefully this Wednesday. Well, not clean because, let's be honest, I'm a fan of you guys and any innocence I had is lost long ago, which yes. can't take all the credit for, really. I had some shady friends like Eric. Currently, it's Saturday afternoon when I'm writing this, and I know from talking to Jim and Google, the spoilers are out there on Reddit, and Bleeding Cool already has – uh, this is going to be quite a challenge, and now seems. Yeah, I told him to watch it. I'm, I'm surprised it hasn't showed up on my Facebook feed yet. I might have to establish a Batman-esque plan of action here and go internet dark for several days. Uh, we kind of did that. We did that with Star Wars. Yeah. We tried to. Any Star Wars story before that, we, we were out. We didn't want to get spoiled, especially from Twitter, which is littered with more assholes looking to spoil things than anybody can possibly comprehend in scientific calculations. And I said earlier, that's the problem. If somebody sends us a tweet, it's there. And people will see it. You can't – you can block – I wish – unless I'm a moron, I went because you even had one that was a little bit, and I yeah. tried to eliminate it. The only thing I could do was block you. <laughs> 
<laughs> so I did. Fair enough. No, I did not. Love the rap cast. Had a great time listening to it. When Jim stopped listening to rap is right about where I started listening. So I was almost like a history lesson for me in that respect. East Coast, Goddamn West Coast. old bastards. I'll share some first from where I started. And I think I have to shamefully admit MC Hammer was my intro nice. to that music. I, MC Hammer's first album was okay. I, I'm telling you, it, it got goofy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it really got like then he started with the and now we pray pray and then you're like I'm out. Uh, anytime rap gets religious and even Run DMC did that, yeah. I, I'm out. Fuck, uh, ICP did that. Yeah. Whew. And where I feel uh, he fell in love with the genre, MC Hammer. Don't hurt him, Hammer. As, as I got more into the music, I used to con my mom into doing those BMG Music Club things for CDs, which were ten <laughs> for ninety nine. Yeah. Some crap like I don't know the details. I was too young to care. Mom paid for it, I think, or she didn't. Who knows? And <laughs> most of those, you know what? Nobody did. No. And that, that, that really was one of those things that was a joke. I don't know that that ever came. Like I know that my buddy Pete owed a lot of money. I'm sure never, my buddy Knuckles did never too. Never paid it. He's not. He wasn't in debtor's prison. <laughs> oh, I, I got a mirror ball. That was the last one that came in. I think for that uh, was Neil Young's mirror ball. Neil and Young's he, mirror. He ball. gave me that. I'm like, <laughs> I don't want this. All I do know is each time she'd allow me to do it, roughly half the CDs would then be confiscated from me once she heard them. I remember her being so appalled at the booklet for the Snoop Dogg doggy style CD that if it was up to her. She still wouldn't allow me to have it back at age 34. <laughs> now he says for his books, Martian Manhunter is a Looney Tune, and I loved it, and I wouldn't have it any other way. Damn right. That's one of us. I really enjoyed Two that series, and it's the only thing. I'm saying that I'm, not, I'm actually against it. Yeah. And it's the only thing that came out uh, of DCU. I stuck with the whole way through and never lost me. Kudos to Rob Williams. I look forward to Suicide Squad in Rebirth. Next thing you know, he'll go fucking 12 issues, and it'll be a dream. The only other DC book I read was Future Quest, which I also really enjoyed. <laughs> You're not going to like our segment on not that. Not at all. We, you, we had me, you, and Reggie. I don't know who hated it more. No, I have no I idea. I think Reggie probably liked it the most, right? I would think so. Me and you did. I was, I was out. Oh, yeah. Jody Peter. reviewed it. Oh, he enjoyed God. it. I just had no, had no idea how somebody as young as him had any connection to these characters because I barely do. Well, that's the last book we talk in the segment with Reggie. We did this last night, and I, we got done. I wanted to kill somebody. It actually talking about it got me angry. It really got me angry. I still don't know why they started with that book. But I have a random question about Johnny's friend named Haji. About Haji. He used to coach football with this ex-military guy who was destro- uh, deployed, destroyed, deployed <laughs> over in Iraq, Afghanistan. Area. And then destroyed. He would refer to the insurgents when he would tell us stories. He'd call them Hajis. And oh, oh, he's I racist. Have- Heard that, but again, now we're going back to Big Bob. Haji is Indian, as far as I can tell. Yeah. So every time I I read this book, I think Johnny Quest is calling his friend a dirty name, and I don't (laughs) know how to handle this. I'm not a man of high moral standards, but I don't want to maybe bring this comic up around people and have them think I'm being a racist prick. No, it was just. I'm pretty sure, though, anybody will know if they. I don't know. I want. I have no idea who knows about Johnny Quest anymore. But if you talk about Haji. In my mind, most people yeah, should know about but, uh, it. Well, here's the lesson here. This guy and everybody else who had no brain, all they could think of was Haji had the, the head wrap. That's, and yeah, that's, the where you, that's where they went with the turban. <laughs> head wrap. <laughs> uh, I forgot it was called a turban. Oh, goodness gracious. Honestly, it might be called something else. Because no, it is no whatever. Who knows? But, yeah, that's all it's going with. 
it's going with that. Oh, had you because you know it was in popular culture. I don't know. I, don't I know anything. said in my thing, I do not know one person in my walk of life, in my lifetime, any friend who said to me ever, you know what? I like that Johnny Quest. I like that Johnny Quest. No. And to the point where when I said earlier about books being a five because I don't give a – nobody talked about it. It wasn't like anybody really was mad. I no. just It came on and I turned it off. If yeah. any, the Hanna-Barbera cartoons, I love the Flintstones. I love Scooby-Doo. I loved a lot of the couple, you know, Some wacky racers were okay. Yeah, crazy other things, but that was not my favorite. Johnny Quest came on, it bored the shit out of me, and mm-hmm. I turned it off. And you know what happened? Same fucking thing happened with this book. They didn't change it up. It's just as boring. I'm getting mad again. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, this book really angered me to the point where I really wanted to have fun. I think I got uh, sold a bill of goods or something. What's Paul? My moral guide is that is this name a slur or not? It's not unless yeah. you're talking about a story and you're like, yeah, yeah I went to this freaking Seven Eleven and this Hodge guy. Bunch of yeah, Hodges yeah, in yeah. there. Then it's racist. If you say, you know who I like? Johnny Quest bro, uh, buddy Hodge. No. You know what? Royer does that at work. It's fucking nonsense. God that's because that's his. Good. That just shows you how stupid they are. God. Let's take a Take a breather. <laughs> you know, Ryle, I'll end this email with, with shit my grandpa says after he finishes doing a job of some sort. Good enough good enough for the girls I hang with. <laughs> Till next week. Brandon Beamier, 3660. Thank you, oh, Brandon. God, I, oh, I'm glad we talked about that, that fucking future quest last night. Can we never talk about it again? I don't think we're going to on the podcast. If Excellent. People like it. Yeah, we'll talk like, hey, you know what? Future quest came out again, and maybe I'll read it uh, during the week when it does, and I'll say, hey, it was a little better, but boy, there's like seven trillion different properties they're going to throw at us, and I like either each Herculoids. One, yeah, Herculoids, the, the fucking Impossibles. I don't even know who the Impossibles are. I'm telling you, like you said, you even like uh, Space Ghost, but it's Space Ghost Coast to Coast. That's right. I like. love the parodies. Probably of never them. really saw really a Space Ghost I have, cartoon. In I have life. never seen a Space Ghost. No. The closest I have ever come to watching a Space and Ghost Bird, cartoon is uh, it's a fucking lawyer, you're it, out. Exactly, but the closest I ever came was that Brave and the Bold Batman episode where Space Ghost is on. Yeah, the weird thing about that that Future Quest, I really think that they would they they went a little more serious because of all the parodies. Venture Brothers, fucking Harvey Birdman, Attorney. It was parodied because it was not good. No, really, that's that's the point. I don't really see now. uh, I did like the Harvey Birdman episode when uh the dandy don the fucking fred flintstone yeah but it's Got not hit like in the you, head. yeah it's not like you have a whole you know parody of the flintstones out there because it's a pretty decent show uh also with uh, it was already a parody of the Mahoney yeah, murders. And, yeah yeah and scooby-doo it has its tropes and its funny things but it was still it was good every episode was the same but That's i had why fun I stopped watching it. i had fun though Johnny Quest would come on, and and really, and, the, the problem I had with it, I hate Johnny Quest. Yeah. I, told, I say that later. It's not Haji. It's not at race. Where's C Lab at? It. It's like it's uh, yeah. It's freaking Johnny Quest is just a dickhead. I can't stand him. Fucking dick, always showing off. He's doing in that book. Sure is. We'll talk about it a little. Hopefully bit. he'll die in that book. Actually, I'm so glad we, we're already done talking about that. Me too. Let's edit it in, but yeah, uh, Brandon, uh, we're going to go to Brandon's Gorilla Review, and he's going to be talking about Civil War Two Number Zero. I, I think nice. that's a good pick because yeah, I would think so. Yeah, Marvel is doing their own little deal too, a big event, and 
I actually read this issue and I enjoyed it, Eric. Really? I enjoyed it. I barely know what was going on. I said, did you read Civil War? I did. Nice. I have uh, the last uh, two weeks. I did it on the app. That's awesome. There you go. I haven't seen the movie, but I read the and I liked it. A lot of people. Uh, it's weird too because the movie coming out and I yeah, hear yeah. all the stuff. But yet, if I listen to any podcast, these people just badmouth Civil War. I had they fun reading. Not when like it came it. Out. They, people don't like it. I think they're trying to be cool. Trying to be cooler. Because I thought it was pretty cool. I, I like it. I, I know most of the too. characters on a, a very uh, surface level. <laughs> but yeah, I'm in. I am in. But yeah, we're going to go to that. Way better than Future's Quest. Yeah, and then we'll, we'll be back. And even there, it's Future Quest. I know. I, I and I always say ask. Future's Quest. It drives me nuts. That book is just made to piss me off. Future Quest. But yeah, off the brand, and then we'll be back with the books. How are we doing, Weird Science? Uh, Brandon here. I'm coming at you this week with a gorilla review going to be a Marvel Minute. Uh, issue chosen was Civil War number two, issue number zero. Uh, so we got writing. Uh, the issue, Brian Michael Bendis. Our artist is Oliver uh, Copiel, and our color artist is uh, Justin Ponser. Um, so we start this issue off uh, in the New York City courtroom. Uh, we got She-Hulk um, defending um, a criminal uh, super super villain by the name of Jester. So she's giving her closing statements to the jury there, um, kind of stating why he's innocent. Um, they're they're light on uh, details basically about what he did, uh, but but what it seems like is that he's being charged or been arrested for, uh, basically kind of talking about what he might have uh, done differently. Uh, in past plans that have failed, um, and he was talking to undercover agents, uh, apparently, about this. Um, so that's what he was arrested for. Uh, that's what he's being charged with, and that's what uh, her, her closing argument is about there, um, from the gist of it I get. Um, from that scene, we flash forward to uh, the White House, and we see Colonel Rhodes, who's war machine, and he's being asked by the uh, president uh, to basically be the Secretary of Defense for him, um, with the idea of uh, potentially being groomed uh, for uh, a run at president himself when when this guy is done uh, being president. You don't really see who it is. It kind of looks like uh, an outline of Obama, uh, but he stays in the shadows, so you don't really get an idea of who they're, they're talking about there. Uh, but convenient timing with the election coming up this year and Probably a lot of us out there would rather have War Machine be president than either of the people we'd be saddled with. Enough about that. Uh, we we go to uh, Ohio State. Uh, we we see a, a kind of a group of college kids hanging out and gathering. Uh, we we understand that they're kind of all gathering in this area because uh, the Terrigen Mists are kind of coming their way. Um, if you know anything about the Terrigen Mists, it's what uh, turns basically people that have the in, inhuman gene um, into inhumans. Um, currently, it is, is lethal to anybody uh, that possesses the mutant gene. So, so they get um, something called the NPOX if they come in contact with it, but inhumans kind of get their powers. So this group of college kids is kind of gathering to see who, who's going to get powers here. Um, you got uh, Ulysses and Michelle, you know, kind of the two characters they're focusing on there having a little discussion and then kind of get the idea that Ulysses kind of want to ask her out on a date. 
when the mists come flying by them and, and they both kind of go into this cocoon state um, from the mists and, and they're kind of waiting to develop their powers and pop out of those. So we're waiting for all that to happen. Now we get sent over to the Tri-Skeleton, uh, which is uh, kind of an Avenger base at this point in time, one of the Ultimates. Um, that team is led by Captain Marvel, and she's talking with Doc Samson. Um, a lot of people online had, had an issue with Doc Samson uh, being present in, in this um, point in time in the Marvel Universe. Uh, apparently, he should be dead. Um, Hulk checked on him uh, not too long ago in the ground, and, and he was kind of safe and sound and dead in there. Um, when Captain Marvel asks him about it, he just simply says, I got better. Um, kind of a lot of people are coming back uh, that that were previously dead because of secret wars and, and things being all messed up, and you, you don't really have a whole lot of explanation going on behind that, um, which has been about a year now, and it's kind of annoying, but, you know, whatever. That's Marvel for you. Um, the gist of the conversation that they have is, is that He's kind of talking about her work with the Ultimates. Um, basically, what they try to do is they go out there and prevent possible humongous fr threats from ever happening. An example would be uh, when, when they um, recently uh, confronted Galactus and kind of turned him over uh, to the to the good side. So he's helping them now. He's no longer a, a world eater. He's a, a life bringer. So instead of destroying planets, he kind of brings life to dead planets. And, that, and that's kind of what they're doing. So he's kind of talking with her uh, basically about the repercussions of that. Um, she kind of shuts down when she realizes that somebody sent him there to kind of have that conversation and he didn't come on his own volition. So some female drama there. She she kind of kicks him out and then they move on. Um, we, we flash to the Helicarrion where we see a conversation with uh, She-Hulk and Maria Hill. Um, Maria Hill's kind of being an ass as she tends to be uh, written in a lot of these books um, she tells uh, She-Hulk after a brief conversation um, that the client she was defending so that Jester dude from the beginning scene that he died in jail um, so, so She-Hulk's kind of pissed off about this because uh, she didn't feel like he should have been in jail in the first place you know, Maria Hill kind of makes a, a backhanded comment that, um, well, he, well, he's a supervillain. They always end up doing something wrong anyway. Uh, if you know anything about Maria Hill, recently she kind of created this little town uh, with the Cosmic Cube that would imprison supervillains and kind of erase their memories. Um, so that's been broken up recently. So you kind of get the idea that these two don't see eye to eye. Um we cut from there and we go back to Ohio State and there's kind of like an, a news crew gathered around waiting for these uh, cocoons of these um, in, in humans to open up, see what's going on in there. Um, so they pop open and, and Michelle, the chick from before that, got cocooned. Uh, she pops out and she's no longer attractive. Um, she looks like a giant monkey demon kind of from like the Wizard of Oz but much bigger, much scarier, and, and all red. So she's no longer hot. Uh, Ulysses pops out of his cocoon. Um, he's looking normal, um, so still an attractive gentleman. Um, but 
as Michelle kind of takes off, or that's what appears to happen, Ulysses passes out. And it seems like he he has a vision kind of of uh, some future destruction coming or future dest- or not future destruction but current destruction that has happened because of Michelle you don't really get an idea of of what is what there and then that's how our issue ends um so uh, I usually tell you guys to buy to borrow or to forget it altogether um and, unless you're a total completionist uh, you need the entire run, in, including the zero issue of this event here. I, w- I would suggest either borrow or forget this altogether. Uh, this issue was kind of just a bunch of heads talking back and forth about uh, their positions on various things and kind of setting up potentially what Civil War could be about. I'm not even really sure that's what this accomplished. Um, so, some people are huge fans of Brian Michael Bendis. Other people are not. I'm kind of more the not. Uh, area. Uh, he kind of just makes all characters kind of sound exactly the same, and all their dialogue kind of uh, follows the same pattern throughout the issue where people are interrupting each other and finishing each other's sentences, and and not every character knows each other well enough to uh, to be doing that. So so that's always strange when you're reading his writing. Um, on, the, on the upside, the art uh, was amazing throughout, of course, because it's a Marvel event comic, so you kind of expect that. Um, so hopefully this will pick up with issue one coming out here in a few weeks. Um, the, this, again, issue was just kind of a broad overview of the viewpoints uh, and what, what this Civil War II will lead to. Um, so that's a borrow for me, or I'll forget it altogether unless you're a completionist. Um, you're interested in what i got to say, or you have any suggestions for what I can review for you guys, holler at me on Twitter, at bmer 3660 uh, back to Jim and Eric. And then there were these butt wipes complaining about um, the My Shoes Are On segment where Eric was going on about horror films. I thought that was freaking hilarious. I was loving that. The only part I have to skip is uh, I have to kind of zip through the Legends of Tomorrow because I'm about nine shows behind on that. They're all saved on my DVR. But I, the segment is Fine. I like that. I thought it was funny to break it up a bit. If you're wanting people to blah, 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 go through reviews robotically, then this isn't the right show. Of course, there are robot voices on this show, and I don't mind that. That's a different thing. Um, now, um, not trying to stir up trouble, not trying to uh, get anyone mad, but just wanted to uh, read Robert's comments on uh, my comments uh, regarding Colin Rowe and, and and also, I don't know, it might, it might not have been my comments. It might have been someone called Dancing Dan. But uh, that's neither here nor there. Um, just first of all, I didn't, uh, like I said, when I spoke quickly, I noticed that it kind of dropped part of my calls where I also mentioned the characters in Batgirl or Batwoman, some of those supporting characters where they can have a little bit of personality and and I know that Colin isn't going to have a lot of uh, a lot of character development, and I know that char- you know gay characters can be more effeminate. It's just that if you look at it, I, I think you would if you look at if you would reverse the role. Imagine if you will reverse the roles for a minute. Let's say that Harper was a new male hero and Colin was a little sister. 
And so the male is always running in, and the whole thing about the little sisters always being in distress, being rescued, and that's the only thing. People will be saying, oh, well, that character's weak. It's the damsel in distress. And that's what I'm kind of viewing it as. It's kind of a, a just a gender-reverse take on the damsel in distress with no real character development whatsoever. And I just think that's kind of a, a failing on, and just one of the many failings on Snyder's uh, part. And um, also, just I, I was thinking when... Um, Red Roberts said that um, we should that uh, that that some people can be very effeminate. Yeah, I've had some experiences with uh, effeminate uh, homosexuals before because I actually, when I went with my friend to the gay bars, uh, you know, for a long time, I would you know, I wasn't just talking to him, so I made friends with some other people. So um, I uh, I actually befriended one of people, one of a man who dressed uh, did a lot of drag shows and uh, invited him to a minor league hockey game. And although he wasn't dressed in drag, he was someone who, as soon as he opened, actually before he opened his mouth, and then as soon as he started opening his mouth, it would confirm the fact that he was he was very very gay. Which, like I said, I, I invited him to the game and then went, you know, and he went along with me. And so it was. It's kind of funny in the South at a minor league hockey game because he didn't really know the game, but he was cheering very loudly, come on, come on. So that was, that. we got lots of looks. And, I, of course, I was there with him, so I thought it was freaking hilarious. Um, but, yeah, so I'm not saying to anyone, and like I said, I, I'm not gay. I don't, I, you know, I don't. I, just because, you know, I hung out and know people who are gay, I don't pretend to understand the struggle or you know, I can't put myself in that situation, but I, I wasn't trying to say that it's like midnight or and and you know that is a is an exact is the only kind of gay person. Or Alan Scott, who yeah, you did mention after after his fiance died, and now he's become like Mr. Roboto Domo Arigato. You better work. All right, and it's time for the meat and cheese of the podcast. <laughs> the books we were just talking, like cracking ourselves up there in between. Oh my goodness! A bunch of jackasses oh, not pushing the cord. Oh my goodness! Uh, we are going to be doing the books now, uh, and if you want to go see our full reviews, except for maybe Sinestro, <laughs> Earth Fuck Two, you. Wonder Woman. What else? Uh, Doctor Fate. Doctor. Nobody wants to hear Doctor Fate I don't, or see Doctor Fate. I don't think anybody does. But yeah, you can go to our site at weirdsciencedccomics.com and you can read all our reviews there. Uh, I think it's amazing that it Robin son of Batman already. Yeah, really, that was weird. Uh, one thing I do want to say: uh, how our site works out is uh, we get. I can change it up, but we usually have about ten 
reviews or stories on a page. Right. Um, there is a good possibility this week when you wake up on Wednesday morning, we may have more than that. <laughs> and what I'm saying is, so if you went on and you're like, oh, I really want to know how Superman 52 is, uh, that might be on the second page. You're going to have to page down a bunch and see because we may have a lot up because we got some stuff early and stuff and like that. And I, I have a lot of books and I want to get them up. I, saying, I don't know why I'm asking you this on air, but are, you're doing Superman 52, right? Yeah. Okay, because I did Superman before that. I was just making sure I What's had no that? idea. Because I, I always reviewed Superman before that. What do you mean I just, Superman? The Superman. book Superman? Yeah. I've reviewed Superman for months. Have you? Yes. I, I, I always the, do Superman. You haven't done Superman. It's the truth. Yeah, since yeah that long. No, this is part of the story. I, you for some reason, done, I, for some reason, I feel like the Superman wasn't a part of this. I'm looking no, at the craziest part of this. No, story but Michael Yannon was the first one. We've had we've had one Superman. The thing that's screwing you up is that that was the first issue of this whole five yeah. phase of Superman was Superman, and then they shifted it to be the last. It was the first and last. For some reason, yeah, it just escaped my I, mind I, when I, I'm like, I wasn't Superman for fucking seven months. Because I did fifty. Crazy man. Uh, did you do you did? Yeah, I'm doing this whole arc. I yeah, I didn't. I changed. didn't think about it beforehand. And for some yeah, reason, yeah. it just once, once caught it me off guard. Mossy, I've done all. Of it. Right, right. I didn't <laughs> it, think about it. It, it ends the deal, but that will probably be my first review up, and there okay. is there is a good possibility that it might be on the second page of the the deal. I, that's I just want to tell people yeah. so I don't get you know manship. I get emailing me. Well, it was Superman, and it's it's there. <laughs> just check it out. Also, like this week, hey, Sinestro, we'll page later. two. <laughs> yes, we're gonna have. Uh, yeah, that's what it is now. You actually have had Sinestro up for three weeks. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, like Scooby Doo. Scooby Doo comes out this week, so that'll be in as well. But I have a lot of reviews. I really do want to get them all up, and I want to get them up at twelve oh one on Wednesday, so they might all be hitting at once. But yeah, this is the meat and cheese. No, you you now you, this mind um, my brain is all scrambled now my with this bad. Superman talk. <laughs> but it is weird that they did have that as the first and the it last. Is, I'm telling you, it totally threw me off. I didn't even think about that. And the that. other thing that I will give you a benefit as well is when you read these, by the time you're done and go to the next week, you don't really think of what the book was. No, I like, you don't have sit no there idea. And think, oh, Action Comics was last week. You're just like, no, it was part of that story. Yeah, uh, I get that. But yeah. I'm telling you, the craziest part about this to me is that this is part seven that we're about to talk yes, about. Part seven. It's, it seems like this might be part three. Part seven, how yeah. little we have dealt with. Uh, really? And you know what? Let's f- rewind the last week when I was yelling at you about it but on the podcast. You kept telling me. Now you're seeing what I was getting. I am now, I, yes. Because you're like, no, no. I'm I got this part seven you staring me in the face. Too. You were like, I'm going to give them the benefit that they're going to explain this. I, and they're I want to be positive that. every now and again. Yeah. Uh, I I could see it coming down. And yeah, uh, where is Keenan Kong? Or where is he? Where is Kenji? He, he's still up. The, the 10 are dealing with him still. Yeah. But now, the thing that gets me, though, is are the 10 – the Justice League that Dr. Oman was talking about that died because the, the fact of the matter may be that they might be dead by now. And these new – I don't even know. They didn't really explain that. Um, it, spoiler deal. In the August list that I believe it was for that Superman, there is going to be a, a legitimate Chinese Batman and Wonder Woman. Yeah. Is that the Justice League or is that a new – I don't 
No. I think it's a new Chinese justice. Well, I'm telling you right now is that you, we're not going to see that Keenan Con. I, I guarantee you we don't see that guy till August. I don't know. When does that actual book? Is that when I it think starts? June? August or ju- July? Who knows? I think it's in June, honestly. I don't Boy, know, though. When that happens, they're going to be like, hey, guess what happened after that? This. <laughs> I, I don't know. Crazy they shit. Have, they have all forgotten about him. Nobody in this book remembers ever going to China. We will never see August General and Irons again. No, never again. But yeah, we're going to spoil shit. This is the meat and cheese. Go to the site. What else? Chinese multiple man. Chinese multiple man, you say. But yeah, we're going to start with the books right now. Big book of the week, which we're claiming is Superman Wonder Woman number 29, which continues and is the penultimate issue of the final days of Superman slash Super League slash uh, Here We Come Again. Fire slash, I, I, uh How about Solar Man? How about Con that? L. Yeah, we'll get to that. We'll yeah. get to that, all right. How about Up in Flames? How about that one? <laughs> this, this story arc is Up in Flames. <laughs> up in Flames. It's been revoked. Sudden death. <laughs> Written by Peter J. Tomasi. Uh, art by Jorge Jimenez, Alejandro Sanchez, and Rob Lee. This week, we get the pen ultimate issue of the final days of Superman. I don't know, you just told me. Get off my plane. And while the word, <laughs> no while the word penultimate sounds impressive, not much really goes on here. We get Superman and Wonder Woman fighting the villain who I like to call Con L, Eric. That was, with a that C. Was a stroke of genius by me. With a C. Con L with a C. Con L. Boy, I, I really do have <laughs> to say, that is so good. You've been patting yourself on oh, the back. Oh, shit, that's good. It's so funny, too, because I put that out. I'm like, hey, can we call the uh, Solar Superman Con L with a C? You get it? And wink. Yeah. And some guy called me out on it. That's the Superboy. Uh. And I'm like, no, that, that's with a K. That's Con L, the Superboy. Yeah, well, that's a little too close. God and then I wrote, have you been write, reading the issues here? No, I haven't <laughs> read anything in the New 52. Okay, Good. you don't even Good. get the joke. Go home. John Podcast West. over. <laughs> See you in seven. Haji. <laughs> it was some white guy with a big beard. Batman. Oh, <laughs> what are we talking what about? We get Superman and Wonder Woman fighting Connell. <laughs> Batman being a complete dick to Lois. And the white family, Eric, the whites. Lousy whites. Going to their Colorado panic room and proving they may be the worst pet owners ever. Totally. We may also have gotten a solar flare, can't tell, and Supergirl checking herself out of superpower rehab to go join the party. I thought the art was incredible. You did not. But the story was far from super, Eric. God, my first note. Clever motherfucker. My my first note, Carnell, (laughs) with seven exclamation points. I'm so happy with Hold on. Uh, we'll give you a minute to pat yourself on the back a little bit more. So here. good. You know, it is I, very good. I love it. You know it. what? The next, the next thing. And you know what got me too is I usually come up with something like this and I'm so late in the game that somebody, I don't know that I think I might have been the first. I think you I are. I'm so excited. And the only. Yeah. yeah it kind of died on the vine then. It did. That. I tweeted. A lot of people retweeted it and stuff like that. Then it died. But yeah, we're calling them that. Uh, I don't know. It's We're going to confuse off. everybody. Yes. This starts off, and you start off with Connell. <laughs> Connell's yelling, and he's yelling at him. He's going to continue this whole thing. I want to be part of the super uh, – the Justice, Justice League. Also, he's yeah. like, this turnout's impressive. There's three people. 
It's, not it's the Trinity. Yeah. They were there last time. But I said to you, it's starting to bother me because we're getting to the point where you're, you're mixing and matching. You're, you're having it both ways, and it's flip-flopping where this solar Superman, Connell, I'd like to call him, he thinks he's Superman. He thinks that Superman is the imposter, but yet he's saying, I want to be a part of the just like he wants to. He knows well, now it, it, it just it's a very little nitpick. It is. It actually is starting to bother me a little. The thing is, I can go with it because in my mind, he's just being a snarky dick now. Maybe. I just think that he would be more centering on, like, that imposter doesn't belong in the Justice League. Look, you know we, me. We have had Connell raging out for four issues now. Just yeah. let it go. He's a snarky I actually, dick. I actually would have liked to the point where he, like, starts telling Batman, like, weird secrets that Superman knows about him. Like, weird shit. Like... Hey, I once x-rayed down into I your know. mother's fucking grave. I know what you're into, buddy. Like, shit like that. Like, it'd be funny and cause a little dissension among the ranks. Or like, hey, Wonder Woman, you do that little thing with your tongue. And and Superman's like, wait a second, we weren't even dating when you, the memories that you have now what's going on. No, but the, the, he, she, he, Connell's yelling. He looks like he, he's definitely getting. The thing is, I was going to do an example myself, but all of mine are just him peeping and not actual Superman yes. memories for some and, reason. And, and super, the Connell's there, and he definitely is flaming up. Flame yeah. on, Eric. He's Flame on, indeed. Up. And it goes on, and there's a weird transition here because they're yelling at each other. Hey, it's gone from bad to worse, that sort of thing. And, um, like, hey, then it goes back to, like, I don't want to be in a cage. His whole thing really does come down to, I don't yeah. want to be in this, in this cage prison. Sucks. I don't want to be caged. And the weird thing is, he's like, I thought maybe I could have lived by Lois's words. And then I don't know where Superman just goes, Lois, she's here. And it, it seemed weird, like a weird transition to get That's her some in. some supervision you got there. And then she's like, Clark, don't. Uh, what? And I guess she's yelling at that point to the solar Superman? Yes, in my mind, she's yelling at solar but, Superman. But I don't even know why she'd call him Clark. It seems so weird. But yeah, that's what he wants to be called. It's basically all set up. Call me daddy, yeah, yeah, It's all set up, though, so that she, he can attack her. Superman slides in front and, and takes the the heat vision, the you know, the super heat vision. There is not much to this issue. It. No, not at all. Because then after that, they're there. And what I also don't like in this whole arc has been times where there's these weird transition parts where everybody stops so they can talk. Because at yep. one point, uh, he attacks Super – the Connell attacks uh, Wonder Woman with the, the solar vision, boom, with heat vision. And gets her. At this point, Superman actually takes a side. Lois, listen to me. He puts both hands on her shoulders. Shit's going down, and it, it pauses to do this. This happened last week in Action Comics when we said that when uh, pre-Flashpoint Superman and uh, New 52 Superman came face-to-face. -face. This whole time, Connell was on the side just standing there. Wait, watching. It's like, when you guys are done, let me know. We'll get back I'm, to this. I might be a dick, but I'm courteous. But Yeah, and it's so funny because, boy, Superman – he is such a pompous ass that he there is nothing he wants more than this fucking book or these articles that Lois is going to write yeah. because this has been stressed so many times. Every time it's not like listen, I care for you. You're you're one of my friends. I know we had a little the hard time. This. No, it's like you have a story to tell. <laughs> so he's going to send them off. I want to see the first proof. Yes, <laughs> before I die, let me get the first proof. Uh, so he's like, hey, Batman. Can you go and take her? Batman doesn't want to. I'm not leaving you. No, no. You got to go. He you don't have so, any powers, buddy. We want you out of here. He is so angry. Because then, uh, <laughs> He's been sidelined. Superman punches this Connell, and there's Batman. They get the Batwing. Again, though, it's like, okay, we're going to leave you some time. Get this. And uh, this is Batman. Yeah. Buckle up and be quiet. <laughs> 
<laughs> like, really? What a dick. He's, He's mad. He's just been sidelined, dude. I know. But it's funny. I don't even get that they're going for that, that Tomasi's going I'm for saying, that. That's how I'm going. He's taking off. He's just mumbling stuff. I'm a part of the Trinity, God too. Damn it, God damn, you're, you're dying. Somebody, I'm going to be here. Like, They're back I'm, together I now, and from, I don't get to fight now. I came now. back from Fuck. death, you son of a bitch. <laughs> but yeah, then it's basically a fight between Wonder Woman, Superman, and Connell. They're going to fight it out. They go back and forth. They're hitting each other with trees. They're going to hit each other with rocks and all that. Now, in the meantime, you go and there it's you see fight. you see the pre-Flashpoint Superman, Lois, and John flying. And that's what I said. We left. They had a dog, Ranger I the Dog. I love that this is exactly where your mind went. Well, they had Ranger the Dog. I'm t- as I was paging, I was waiting. And I'm like, they bet. Nope, they're, they're not you there. You have been concerned about these oh, yeah. pets from the get-go. Nope, they do not have the pets there. I think they dropped them. And then they have convinced John that the fucking pets are crypto. I don't know. Well, for some fly. reason, Superman has to fly his family like he did Lois Lane in yeah, the first Superman movie. So he can't, before, why not just hold on to everybody? Yeah, he, he picked them up before. Yeah. To do this maneuver they did, they had to drop the dog. And right, the cat. Now they have to have this nice time flying through Colorado with arms spread. Mm, well, don't worry, John. Your cat and dog are now living on a we, farm. Yeah, they're on a farm. I'm getting taken care of. That's what my mom said about my dog, Pepper. So my mom said about my uh, two dogs that she Pepper. got rid of yeah. when I was at school one day. That's what happened to me. I came home. Pepper was gone. Oh, a guy. guy just happened to drive by. He had an oh, yeah. arm. Guy, just random guy. Uh, yes. Yeah. So they go and they end up in that color. Can I visit him? No. No, no. no because the, the farmer said that when they get acclimated to the new farm, if you go back, it'll, it'll throw them off. That's what I was told. <laughs> That's actually not a bad line like, at all. Really? That's what my mom told me. And again, it, I was, I think, like 17 at that yeah. time. I wasn't I, like a real little kid. I and was like I was 14. Like, and you know what I said? That is bullshit. I didn't care anyway. I was I was heading to college. Uh, but yeah, the, they I go. I bawled like a fucking baby. And they go to this fortress. They go in, and that's when uh, Lois is like, oh, You got some explaining to do. What the fuck is this place? You had <laughs> is all this your place. bachelor pad? Is this where you bring your horse? This isn't just a like a hut. This is a massive fucking place. This Technological epic, advanced uh, fucking with, miracle. And the, the thing that made me laugh the most about it is there's their fucking beat up car. Yeah. Remember the car with inner gang fucking beat up? There it is. And they even have it's a weird thing. They have that case where the uh, Iron Giant. Oblivion. No, the Oblivion oh, Stone yeah. would have been in it at one point, that second part of the shard or whatever. But yeah, it's empty again. I don't know. Why is this case just there? But. Uh, they tell John. John's all excited. Which he I would, can't even he get half the pictures I want framed. He's got fucking glass cases for I everything. Know, everything. But yeah, he goes and John's excited. Hey, you know what? No, it's this is cool. The world. So they go, hey, exp- you know, go explore. Just don't touch anything. Please don't they, touch. I've seen some of the things in don't there. Don't go There's in that back room. Live aliens. In yeah. I would not have let him do that. But he goes off. Uh, they're talking. Lois and Clark are talking. Hey, you know what? We had this uh, panic room before, but hey, that was just in case you guys have to go. This is the fortress. You know what? Just shut your mouth. Basically, it, it gets you know they have to come to a an accord. Yeah. Where okay, I get it. Whatever. And uh, that's when they get John and they walk away and they're like, Hey, you, me and your mom have a lot to tell you. I, I got so angry because at this moment. He knows that there is New 52 Superman, oh, yeah. which we, he had to have been able to tell then that he's dying. And a solar Superman that the last thing he said was he punched fucking uh, Clark and said that he was going to take John and raise him as his own. I don't I think you'd get them to the fortress and say, listen, I got things to take care of. Shit's gone wrong. He should have flown right out there. Yes. They, they, it's I know nice I got some explaining to, to do. Yes, I, I got some explaining to do. And it, it's a nice like little thing to go towards the setup of the books coming in the Rebirth. Yeah. 
But the shit's going wrong now. The shit's hitting the fan. You got to get the hell out of there. And it did throw me off because it looks like they're going off to movie night. I'm telling you. It's family movie. There better be something amazing in that fortress because for the amount of time that we spent there, it did nothing for the story arc overall. It did nothing at all except to see that, oh, those are going to be – those are your grandparents, the statue. Yeah, we don't need that here. Yeah, you don't. Uh, They could have gone to that Colorado fucking safe house for all I care. It's ridiculous. And for him to just kind of – and that points, they're laughing it looks like. and they're having I I can have this moment in the Lois and Clark book or the Superman book when he takes over. Even John, they get there and he is – he's so happy. He has just seen – I think though he would have said like – what just went on, Dad? Now, maybe they talked on the way. Who knows? They dropped seem... the pets and started talking. Yeah, yeah they did. And uh, it just seems like be like, why was that other guy look like Superman 2? And why was he glowing? Like, I, I... I would have like, an, oh, my God, I forgot about that. I got to get going. I'm sure I've said this when we talk about this book before, but I don't like talking about this book because I get confused as we're talking because we have Clark, Superman, pre- Yeah, uh, it does. We That's say why this, I, when we I just say Clark or some... Superman and yeah. Solar Superman. I get confused as we yeah. talk. I know other people I, have to as well. It's the, that's what happens. That's why I'm glad fucking somebody's gonna die. Yeah. yeah then you go to Lois. Fit out to hurt a bit. You go to Batman. Now you get Batman, Batman out of here. Batman and Lois on. are going, and Lois is now trying to break the story. She's trying to call Perry. She does. Hey Perry, uh, hold the presses. Stop the presses. I got Superman in this. Batman. No. He he busts the signal. He jams the signal. And she's like, Oh, what happened? Hey, Perry. We don't need a media circus. And then drops her ass. Off at a what looks to be possibly even in Colorado as well. Probably. Uh, I see some mountains behind there and whatnot. There's mountains. It just drops her. Just yeah. he is supposed to protect her. He has dropped her at a gas station in the middle of nowhere. I don't know. It looks like it's midnight. What is this guy doing? Because there's a guy there, and there you go. The Batwing lands. Fill her up, buddy. I'm saying that it has to like uh, John and uh, Superman, or God damn it, pre Flashpoint Superman. We're about to have dinner. So I'm saying it has to be around 7 o'clock, 8 well, o'clock tops. the moon is, is right in the middle of the sky. Sure is. Yeah, that's not 7. I don't that know. Is, that is not 7. It's late. And, uh, yeah, they're flying. It looks like late night. And, uh, and I, even I just that. Know, I just know when the bat wings coming in, it looks like it's going to crash because smoke it is does. billowing smoke, out of it. Smoke's and going. And I don't understand why. And then we have the scene where he drops it off and we have it, to have you know that goddamn like? levity thrown like the, in. It looks like the Ravager ship in uh, Firefly. Yeah. Serenity, the freaking firefly, going to fucking smoke bill. But like you said, why is this guy, what is this guy just standing there? Fill her up? Fuck you. And Batman's just going away. Ass, gas, or grass. Yeah, Yeah. ass, gas, or grash, Lois. (laughs) And then, again, he he drops her off. He's yelled about this media circus. I guess you said it right one of these times. Yeah, I guess you can think that he is assuming that Lois is going to do the right thing, but he it's does not take her system. phone. He doesn't on the take her system phone. here? Yeah, he doesn't take her phone. It's like me playing tennis. Ow. <laughs> Ow. Yeah, Lois Lane is Jim Werner. Yeah, and she goes to call, but I don't know why. Why didn't Batman fry that phone, take it? Yeah, I I don't know. He's just, just like, we don't need that. All of this is pointless at this point, really. Yeah, nothing's happening. I, I wanted to give them the benefit of the doubt last issue for something to be wrapped up, but after reading this, knowing we have one oh. issue left, which you have read... And I won't spoil. I'm not going to say anything about it. I will not tell you anything about it. But, uh, yeah, I've read it. uh, But I'm going to talk about this issue. Nothing gets resolved at all this issue. It's a weird fight. And let's get Lois out of the fight zone. And we got to get Batman out of the fight zone, too, for this issue because of it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, 
In the meantime, Lois has her fucking phone. She thinks and she's old, Kanye West. She's calling up a fucking chopper. And yeah. she says, I'll pay triple time. How much money does she make at the fucking I don't know. I should have been a reporter. Planet. Planet. Jesus Christ. Triple time. Pre- and where is she calling? Like, is she calling the local choppers? Hello, I need a chopper. You know, 1-800-CHOPPER. I guess. I don't know. Chopper. Maybe she means motorcycle. Some motorcycle gang comes in. Fucking Zed's chopper. dead, baby. Zed's dead. Uh, yes. So uh, we go from there, and you go back to uh, Solar Superman. I'll even call him Solar Superman. You know what? You know why get, it's, it's annoying me now. You know why Batman? Because uh, this be is a story? joke. Like, what? What do you get when? What? What do you? Why couldn't Batman? What? Just because this is called Superman Wonder Woman, that's yeah. why. And like we said before, when it was Batman Superman, you had to have a figure, you know, way to get him in, and it was. Oh, the he's, Bat- he's got a, a Superman he's can't fly pass right out. now. Yeah, that's fucking nonsense. Fucking so yeah, goddamn. they're gonna just beat. Just the tell shit. me a goddamn epic story. They're gonna beat the shit out of Solar Superman. He's going on and on, and they do. They beat the shit out of him. They beat the Superman. I put in my think my they, thing. They beat they, the Superman out of the dipshit. Because all of a sudden, he is a normal human. He lay. He's laying there. Oh my god, what's going on? Oh, I'm Denny Swan. And I, I thought in my yeah, mind, Denny? too, I'm like, Denny Swan. I, they could have said, I'm Frankie Munoz. I wouldn't even remember. <laughs> I'm like, okay. And then he's like, it's weird, too, because there he is. I don't know that I would say this. Balls I'm naked. Denny Swan from North Branch, Minnesota State Penitentiary. I'm, I'm going to lie. I'm like, oh, man, I'm I'm Tommy John. I'm family, and, uh, man, Tommy yeah, John. And, uh, I work at the Denny's down the street. Please drop uh, me back off it. in my neighborhood. No, he's just going to tell the two big superheroes here that he is a prisoner. And they're like, okay. And then that, I really like – there is two panels here. Why, why would he even be saying that he was out on parole? He was I'm, out and good until he mm, fucking stole a car for some yeah, reason. Yeah. It's so weird. I don't know enough about this character to care about his goddamn prisoner number. That's what I'm saying. Now, this is where I thought, okay, wait a second. They're really fucking with us now because now Superman and Wonder Woman aren't going to beat the shit out of this guy. Maybe he's tricking them. Maybe he isn't. Maybe he's like, what the fuck just happened? And and the solar energy when they punched him because they punched the shit out of him and he left. They broke his goddamn face in one panel. transferred to something like – all of a sudden, this was a little bit of a development that, though late in the story, it seemed interesting to me. It lasts one – not even, is that a panel? One panel? Yeah, one it's panel. Fucking a little teeny bit. There's two. Him talking, and then they go, man, I don't know. We're going to have to figure out what to do. Afraid you got Afraid time. you got less time. <laughs> you got less time. Boom. It's like a Freddy one-liner. And is it that he can do that? I don't know. Do it? We do couldn't tell you else? anything about. I'm telling you, you said that there's possibly a fucking solar oh, flare. Ne- I can't. Page. I can't tell you if that's a solar flare no. or not because I don't know his power but set. The only thing I can tell you is what happens and the damage that happens. The only thing we've ever seen it's that as from there, and the only thing they have stressed this whole time, even going to Ulysses, how did you change? It knocked you out. Whatever. That's all we've seen. So I can only assume that is, but it doesn't match up. The stats aren't there. He uses – now, again, you could say that maybe when you're full-out energy like him, the solar flare – Yeah, come on. Spin spin your wheels here. What should have happened, which I thought was happened, is he would have done the solar flare and then became Denny Swan, and they would have had to have figured it out. But, but it the the you know what it is it's dead water from Aquaman. I I don't know because you get this big explosion. It's enough to knock the shit out of both Superman and Wonder Woman. Knocks Wonder Woman out. So something is bad. And in fact, at one point, it does look like Superman's out as well until he picks him up by his hair, and then he kind of comes to. But my girlfriend it, wakes me the, up too. You don't get a 
well, you can't tell the radius of it because I'm it's looking, something that, that was spelled out I'm to saying, be that like one a small really pa- big. Yeah, that one small panel looks like the trees maybe were burnt away. I maybe don't know. a little, but then but you it's, see that you don't get anything with it but to tell you, know, you. It's like one of those things where this is supposed to be a big moment, I think, but you don't know because nothing set up. I, I, it's so weird, and yeah, you have that, and then you go off to to National City. And there's Supergirl. Now, we haven't seen Supergirl since she said, hey. Is you too? Hey, I, yeah. I, hey, I think that you guys are – but no, it was when Wonder Woman – it was the first Superman Wonder Woman, okay. uh, which I believe was issue three, where Wonder Woman showed up uh, at the fortress all pissed off. I'm and, telling you, the one before that, though, was where Supergirl showed up, though. Yeah, I, but, yeah, but she left her in that. Yeah, remember yeah. that? Right there, she left. She said, yeah. I got to go. If you need me, call me. She left, which we thought, okay, that's I, nonsense. That started – the nonsense because yeah. it seemed like the issues how you even said with Batman where the issues were okay we need these characters in there so these aren't going to be we need these blah, blah, blah. so uh, this one she's there and again when Superman broke into the DEA she was in that thing DEO I mean well, she was in that like a harness type thing but you got the idea that they were trying to help her get her powers back but then we saw she kind of had her powers she was yep. flying she flew I know she passed out she grabbed him so she could at least she flew that. back from the forces she solitude. said she was fine what are you doing she flew back there but now we're at cellular cellular solar inundation phase two and yep. to me that's a bunch of hocus pocus i don't know what's going on because we never really heard all she said was during the time of the truth uh vandal savage grabbed her powers which made no sense no nope. never saw her do that he didn't seem to have the wi-fi set up to do it you were part of that thing but uh there they're going they're doing it okay that's fine i guess but uh-huh. then all of a sudden they stop and she's like, hey, what's going on? And out of the blue, oh, there's some uh, power spikes in California, but nothing for you to be concerned about. Why, why are you telling her this? You are we, doing we this in National City. This yeah. is across the country. I, I'm assuming, right? I, I would say it's East Coast. Yeah, you're, you're assuming it's D.C. I mean, that's how I would assume. But, yeah, why? Why say this and then go to the point where, oh, uh, yeah, what, what are they? I don't know. One of them looks to be Superman, but we don't know what the other one is. Why? Why? Well, I gotta this, go. Like, what is coming? Where is this thing that just pops up that there's these power hey, surges? Fucking Batman got China. I, I don't know what's going on. If you had a thing where they were saying, "Oh, the power went off. Oh my God, there was a surge of power that did this." No, it just pops well, even, up. I'm telling you, a broadcast news where a giant explosion just happened in Samosa, fucking California, wherever the hell it takes place. But uh, this is like me at the hospital because I'm getting uh, my appendix out, and all of a sudden they stop, and I go, "Oh, somehow I'm not on her." I'm like, "You're a real happened? man like that." And I'm like, "Huh? Looks like there's trouble in uh, fucking Condoc. There's what? trouble right down here. Get back to work, yeah, fucko. Really, I am. You're working on me. Why are you stopping? And it's not even the news. It just pops up. I, it, and really, we talk about this. This is only to get Supergirl back in the game. Yeah. That's all it is. She that, could have been there the entire time, like, really. So why couldn't she just be sitting in her goddamn apartment and hears that Lois actually was a piece of shit and called. And they're, oh, news, uh, initial news is out. And it looks like there's a fight. With Su- oh, my God. Oh, oh my, my God. God. My cousin I haven't oh, talked dude, to in they, months. They almost weeks. have to Who be knows? like, okay, we have to remind them that she didn't have all her powers. But yet I thought she did. When, when she showed she up. She appeared to. It's like, okay, the DEO got this shit done. They're back now. Good. And everybody loves that fucking entrance and exit through the top there, Eric. That, yeah. that circular top. But yeah, they're like, hey, let me out. Oh, no. We're going to get fired for this. Yeah, you should be. Why are you even mentioning it to her? She was I don't understand. 
jerks. Yeah, she goes up and she's gonna go off. Okay, and there we go. And then it ends with Rugged Con L Solar Superman's like, Yeah, we're gonna finally see the true Superman. Really? We've seen this scene. And honestly, he, to me, he just looks like the snow miser set on fire. Yeah, it just, but again, it's uh, that's your big thing here, buddy. You know, we've seen this before, and nothing is happening. Now we have one issue left, and there you go. At nothing seems every issue seems to be like, okay, we got to get them back. Oh, we got to get them out, but nothing happened. This issue, no. nothing happened. Nothing. Nothing, and, and what did happen pissed me off because, yeah, you get Supergirl coming in for no reason, really, to me, and you have – Well, that's because Wonder Woman's knocked out now. We need somebody yeah, else. and you have pre-flashpoint. Well, now you have the conclusion. You have to – all the gangs all got to be there now. Yeah. Uh, it's just nonsense. I did like the art more than you. You didn't really like the art. I thought it was really good. Uh, that was probably why I gave it as high a score as I did. That being said, Eric, I gave it a 5, a 5 right. out of 10. Uh, I am one of the worst. Some people really like it. Even with me not liking the art, I think I would still give it a five out. It's not even yeah. that I don't like the art. It's no. just that I don't like the art for this story. But again, this, this is one where I was saying, I'm like, okay, fuck it. Let's go on. Exactly. Just, I just want this. That's where I am too, and, I guess. And I'm hoping then that when we get to Rebirth, everything is good. But I don't know. This actually, this final days of Super League of the story, boom, Connell, whatever you call it. It has really actually done a job on me where if you did ask me what I wasn't looking forward to, the Superman books are probably the ones that I am least looking forward to. I still want to see what's going on, but it's even ruining for me the pre-Flashpoint Superman also because, like you said, I'm getting not confused, but I'm sick of fucking thinking like, oh, this is that. And then also thinking about that book and where does this go in and does he know this and all that because nothing is spelled out. We have – there's a solar flare maybe. Maybe. You don't know because nothing was spelled out. We never heard before something like, a, boy, he – when they – like Steve Trevor, that was the perfect thing for them to be in there and go, you know what? He's really volatile. He's actually throwing some like flares off, not a solar flare, but he's doing this. And I don't know, but our calculations say that he might be ready to blow. Something and when like he does, he'll still have energy left over. Yeah, and yeah, or say even that, that he was there and out of nowhere – he had a solar flare. Kind of like you, flare. Superman, but he still had his powers afterwards. Yeah, because he's pure energy. Yeah. He's this, but nothing. And so everything is made to – it's left out there for you to decide. That's not what this story should be. We have one issue left, and we're still trying to figure things out and wondering things. And I, like you said, you get Denny Swan. You don't care. I don't. There was, there was no care. We got him driving a truck the only and then getting hit by lightning, got, maybe? The only development you really got of that character was when Lois talked to him about being good, and that's been fucking done. That's not, not even Denny that. Swan. That's his entity. No, that's what that I'm is saying. That's crazy that's Superman. That's his Superman. That's the only thing we've gotten any character development with is that Superman. But now he's just a, broke, he's a broken record. He the thing is, the we have then. spent the majority of, of talking about the story arc trying to figure out, is it fucking Denny Swan? Is it this character? Is it a combination yeah. of both? We well, don't even know. Then, at, at that point, they were really going in with that uh, you know mixed personality, multi personality thing between them, like a Doctor Jekyll and Mister yeah. Hyde. That Haven't left thing that. came back a little, and now it's completely gone. But then he's not; a, he lost the power. Like right there, tells me that they're setting something up for like, oh my god, his power can be taken away. All of a sudden, he's there; he's the normal guy. That to me, that's giving you that seed of doubt. You know like, what? oh my god, maybe he could become a normal guy again. Still, he's going to be locked up. I'm telling you though, I, I hate this right now, just because I know you've read the final issue, and I'm trying to read in. Like, what are you no, telling me here? I'm letting you know, I'm not. I'm, yeah. 
fully not telling you anything. <laughs> what I'm saying is in this, uh, what you would lead to believe out of this now. That I, nothing I'm telling you. I'm just sitting hint. here. I'm like, huh? No what's hints. What's he talking about here? No hints. Ooh. And you know what? Maybe next week we'll be like, holy shit, it all fucking comes together. Oh, yeah, it comes together right now. I really did back. like the art. Uh, but yeah, we're going to go on to a – I'm telling you, this is a fucking uh, a parade of shit going on with these books. Uh, when is, yeah. Re- is Rebirth here? Can we spoil that now? It's coming. Can we go on a fucking time fucking warp? My time warp's going to be a nap. We, what we can do is just take a nap. break until Rebirth comes out. Yeah, next week. Yeah, I mean, I mean uh, whatever. <laughs> a week's fine. Seven. See, in See seven. you in seven. All right. What's the next book? Wonder Woman number 52, written by Meredith Finch, with art by Miguel Mendonca, Diana Igia, Igia, Juan Alberon, Stephen, don't call me a real downer, Rob Lee. Oh, cool. Yeah, you like that? Yeah. I thought I was and, clever. And Rob, I'm not Tommy Lee. Lee. Wonder Woman. <laughs> Wonder Woman. In the conclusion to our baby Zeke dying slash Hecate using Wonder Woman as a pawn story, we find out that the true villain to this is everyone but Wonder Woman. Yeah, all the gods are pretty much bad, and we end this story with Zeus coming back, Wonder Woman maybe being God of War still, no, but no justice for anyone, just a baby that's gone and a mother who will never recover. Yeah, I... This This final arc of Wonder Woman's been real fucking bullshit. Yeah, um, yeah. (laughs) I think this whole uh, Meredith Finch nonsense. Do you know what's the funniest thing to me? Is I was thinking about it when I was reading this book and even doing the write-up for this, is that this storyline, this arc, started with Dr. Poison. Yeah. Do you remember that now? Yeah. How useless yeah, that remember was? remember I laughed at Dr. Poison when Dr. Poison was yelling and all these fucking things were going with like the pre- – it wasn't the president. It was like in, in England, I believe. With, like, yeah, it was some UN. prime minister or something. And yeah, the ship was like blowing up and it made no sense. I'm but, telling you, when, when this started though, we knew from the solicits that baby Zeke was going to get ill. And then we had this character named Dr. Poison. Yeah. Who you thought might may, would play back in maybe, you know? Mm. Nothing. Either and did it or if didn't do it, that would uh, like that was the retribution. Uh, something. You know. I was just thinking about that. And it really struck me as odd. But we have been playing this whole thing where Hecate has been showing Diana the way to like she got her on her trolley by showing her a vision that Hera is not good because and we've been joking about this every time we talk about Wonder Woman. Yeah. All we saw was Hecate seeing a, a fucking uh, hysterical Zolan saying, "Shh, go to sleep and maybe Shh, doing a sleep." You should spell. go to sleep. You yeah. know what? You're a little and uh, they, uh, and what, that's it. What gets me about this whole thing is this is another one of those stories where why couldn't Hecate just explain everything right off? Seriously, not just like she no well, explain the full thing. Listen, this is and, what I want to do. I'm going to do this because you have to realize Hera is a piece of shit, and I'm worried about this, and we're going to do that, and whatever. No, it's like no, half-truths. That's fucking... the thing, though, is that she couldn't explain because Hecate is still the bad guy in this because kind after, of. in the last issue <laughs> – kind of. Well, it all depends. If you, want, if you think that the big thing to happen and what you have to have happen is Zeus to come back and whatever, yeah, that, then she's not really the worst <laughs> – uh, but yeah, there she, are no good she, guys. In this, but at least she Woman. wants Zeus to come back. Hera just wants to rule on her own. She just wants to rule fucking Olympus by herself. Hecate's whole plan apparently has been about rekindling her love with Zeus. But the yeah. way she figured that she could do this is to finally get you know she has Hera's orbs now, and she's going to use Gaia's power to take baby Zeke and fuse them to be together so they can always be together. This is how, because apparently they used to fuck around well, back and, in the and day. And I get the deal, too. We I, we joke that Hecate is uh, Zeus's 3 a.m. girlfriend. Yeah, right. Booty call. But the problem you is... don't tell nobody about this lady. All in all, then, 
Zeus is the evil one because you know that I, I see him there. He looks like Jason Momoa and Jesus. He's That's laying there. That's a sexy there. man right there. You know that he's the, he's the he's the leader of the gods. He's the fucking king of all gods. He's king there on Olympus. But yet I think he still doesn't have a – he doesn't have game. So he is telling her the shit. He's like, you know what? I really do love you. You know, I'm the oh, only I one know, who sees you. He, honestly, so I think he's the bad guy. They, I'm telling you, there are no good guys except for Wonder Woman in this. Yeah, it's. I, but, I just think, like I said, Hecate, like they say at the end, where Wonder Woman says at the end, uh, at least she did it for love. She <sighs> she thought she was doing something good. Yeah, we saw what fucking, uh, I can't even think of her name. Who was fucking, who went on, what god went insane over the god of war thing? Yeah, I, I, I it's the god of peace, which, yeah, but I, I forget her name. I can't, but yeah, she, she got swept under the carpet. It, that's so. the same thing, too, though. She was yeah. doing this for love. No, yeah, she's but still she a bad guy. Insane. She's insane. Exactly. I think I'm that, saying Hecate's insane, too. No, I don't, I don't think so. I think Zeus told her this. Zeus and she needs, believed I know. Yeah, so she and wasn't then she went insane. insane. She wasn't insane. She just find wants him Oli- back. You need to find an Olympian restraining order at this point. No, I, I think she just wants him back. And in fact, at the end, like I don't think that he's mad at all at Hecate. Nobody seems to be mad at her. Hera's Nobody just a seems bitch to be mad at was. anybody. No, nah, but Hera's always been a bitch, and that's how it always has to be. They have their rules. I but hate- uh, yeah, I, I actually think the way Meredith Finch was writing this is that you were supposed to be that, oh my God, Hecate was good all along. I, that, it has to be. You, you don't have a story where you end up at the end with like, oh, everybody was a piece of shit. No, Green I think Arrow that, number 52. I think that, no, but I think that Meredith Finch, yeah, but it, yeah, Oliver was kind of the hero. There's always somebody. He was and Wonder Woman, guy. it was just an idiot who listened to everything. Yeah. She's an idiot. And, uh, and basically, Meredith Finch is just like, you know what I want to do? I want to ruin everything that happened yeah. with Wonder Woman and the whole new 52. Not even that. Honestly, the stuff that she has done, in, in my mind, is still intact. She did. He, she brought Donna Trail. She ruined Azarello's run, in my mind, with this. Yeah. Well, again, that whole thing, and you, like you said, at the end, it's weird that they don't really spell it out. Like, listen, Wonder Woman, you were good, but you're no longer the god of, goddess of war, god of war. I have no idea. You, you don't know. I'll say, well, what I'm getting at here, Hera's been the one behind everything in this story arc, yeah. and that's nonsense because all, all we had leading up to this was that goddamn vision of her telling Zola to go yeah. to sleep. Yeah. But she's the one who made baby Zeke ill because she's pissed off again that her husband's a goddamn yeah, and, wanderer. And that's always the case. That's, that's classic Hera. And, that's cla- and it's also classic because it that. leads into Wonder Woman herself. Wonder yeah. Woman is the product She's of the another child fucking of fucking around. Zeus, yeah. And the, the only thing that I don't understand, this whole thing that drives me nuts, is where Zeke and, and Zola end up. Because Zeke is Zeus. Yes. He is, uh, you know, if he's the vessel, that whatever the deal is. Well, you get the is, same thing with Jesus and yes, God. Is but he's, the same thing? But no, but he's, Son of I'm God. saying, at one point, they could even say to me that Zeus, that like... Zeke will never grow up to be Zeus. Zeke, Zeus was going to die, and they have him in this vessel that will eventually have to die. But even so, the, this Zeke, there's no future for Zeke. Zeke is always going to end up something of Zeus. Yes. And yet they act like this is like the no, – I just I, – I get the idea. That, you know, if you're like, hey, kids got to grow up. <laughs> That's what it seemed to me. But yet they're like, oh, my God. And then Zola – who seems to be like, there's the hero, because she has taken care of him this whole yeah. time, and all Zeus does is is heal her. I, I think he should have done more. 
I, it, that's just that kind of was a surrogate mother for a while. I'm just really shocked. This whole thing. We have all the rest of the gods. Who well, really, and, and we're talking about this. Nothing really happens in this issue as well. It's mm-hmm. just a bunch of them yelling. You have the lasso being used that doesn't work. Doesn't work because hey, I'm a god. Why would I have something that makes now? Works I will tell gods. you at the beginning was funny because it does start out. All the gods are there. You got the first. Everybody, Apollo's there, yeah. and uh, they're there. And I forgot completely how the last issue ended. So I'm like, oh, my God, I forgot Zola. And right away, one panel later, oh, she's not dead. She's just nope. under a spell. I'm, okay, yeah. well, there you Sweet. go. She's fucking Snow White. There you go. You had a pretty cool deal before, and you don't even go with that. They're they like, okay, let's get done with this. Nope, she's just sleeping. She's under a spell. Where's Zeke? And then there we go. And it's nothing really going yeah. on. Wonder except- Woman shows up to stop Hecate from telepotting with Zeus and then sacrifices herself to save baby Zeke. Who then becomes Zeus again because of the sacrifice? I'm like, am I supposed to believe that this killed Wonder Woman, or that he brought her back, or what is that? Just because she he, she shielded him with her body, yeah? Because it's not going to kill her. A bunch of rocks falling on her. Maybe, maybe I don't know. <laughs> he we, did save her, but uh, or she saved him. Yeah, and, she, and then he's oh, just, I'm going to award just, you, Jesus Momoa. And I would even like it too if he said, "Listen, um, I want to reward you. You have your pick." You can have anything in this universe. Yeah, and she's like, you know what? I want to get a fuck away from you guys. I don't want to be God of War anymore because you're fucking awful. Let yeah. me go. And they're like, your wish is my command. They're boom. I would have even liked that. I would have laughed That's, because it's true. And it's crazy, though, because half this issue, well, not even half, when Wonder Woman finally shows up to confront fucking Hecate and Hera, mm-hmm. who are both bad guys in my mind. You can say whatever yeah, I, you I want. Don't, I don't think. But, uh, but they're just playing different games is all they're doing. They're both bad guys. But – Wonder Woman puts on that whole God of War persona. We see that, which is cool. We have not seen that in a long time. Yep. And then she goes yeah. and saves baby Zeke, and then we don't see it anymore. And I have no idea if this means that she's not God of War anymore. I have. They don't no. say anything. that It fucking aggravates me because yeah. they're just going to leave it open for whatever they want to do for the next. Yep. You would have even thought at a point it would have led don't to talk something to Greg where Ares, I know he's doing. like Ares shows up and uh, like something has to be transferred. Something happens. You have a thing hey, where like a big dick. Ares you even have that. a thing where Diana dies, and it's almost like a Green Lantern ring. Ares is back. It goes back to him, and then Zeus brings her back, and she's yeah. normal. And then she's like, wait, I feel a little different. And then Ares comes out and like, because you're no longer the god of war. And then she's like, thank fucking God. Let's get the fuck out of here. Come on, Zola and Zeke. Wait a minute. Zeke! That's the, I'm telling you, though, the uh, end <laughs> is the worst just because Zeus is back, and there are no repercussions to this story. Hecate well, is and, left to her own devices. Hera and Zeus are laughing about the throne together. I could say with, with Meredith Finch is that's how the gods are. They are oh, off. So it makes sense. But the thing with me is like, and then Zola's at Paradise Island where she's going to try to get out of her she loss. She is a shell. And I'm thinking like, loss, I know, but this is a kid who was Zeus. I, I don't. I can't wrap my head around. That. The, yes, it's, the way, it's sad that you didn't see Zeke grow up, but there the, he is. He's, I don't know the way. The way Zeke always. I always understood it myself is that this was the imbo- new embodiment of Zeus. He would one day grow up to yeah, be Zeus. I, I actually got that it was a vessel that right. they, they transferred into, and even so, and that's why they needed to use the orbs and all this. This didn't age him. It just turned him into Zeus, and that's no, where he, got, no. In my mind, it was just him becoming Zeus out of nowhere. Because Wonder Woman showed up and stopped the the spell from going forward with it. Well, I think that it stopped because it went to shoot and she got Hecate out because Hecate was going to be involved. But uh, baby Zeus, 
Who knows? Nonsense. It's, it's nonsense. all left up in the air just to get us back to square one so we can start off Rebirth, and it's a mm. terrible goddamn conclusion. Terrible. It, it so really angry. was terrible. And I think, that all oh, those fickle gods, there they go again. <laughs> like, and then what? you have Wonder Woman, and she's like, I'll miss you, Zeke. Oh, my God. I never had a kid, but you were the closest I may ever come to a child. Here you go. I, I need mean, eventually, eventually, even if what you're – eventually he's going to grow up. Uh, this isn't – he didn't necessarily, quote, unquote, die. He He's like a Pokemon. He ceased to exist is like what he Charizard did. Charizard evolves <laughs> in whatever the fuck. I can't even remember. Isn't that the final one? Uh, I don't know. I, Char- I have no idea. Pretty Charmander, sure it is. Charmander, Charmander, all those. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, eventually it evolves. You know, I don't. You know, Rikachu, fucking. Who sick, knows, Zippity man? Duda. Everything is left open. You can come to your own dev- conclusions about things. But really, we're back to square one. Yeah. And you could say that Wonder Woman is or isn't the God of War. I can't argue with you at this point. Yeah, I don't know. We're, we're gonna have to wait for Rebirth. That must be something that maybe they're gonna explain then, or they'll just go with it. I don't know. But uh, I, I like I, the art. I love the art in this book. Yeah, I thought it's the art the was really part. good. I think that was a it was a really good. David Finch is off doing Batman, I believe. Uh, so somebody had to fill in, and they picked a really good guy to fill in because Story- it was really really good. Story arc's terrible though. I actually I, thought it'd be funny to get uh, Chang on, who did the Azarel run. That'd the be pretty cool. Fucking do that last one, but uh, he might have read the script and like fuck that. Rebirth can't come fast enough. Yeah, uh, this is just ended it, and it's another one. It's like okay, it's do, over. Do you know what I give this book, Jim? What would you give it? Five out of ten. Same here. Five out yeah, of ten. I'm telling you, five. Ten. Yep. Five. Fuck you. That's the fuck you score. Yeah, it is. I was like, okay, I really don't care. Five out of ten. Fucking move on. Fucking nonsense. Thank God the art was good, though. Yeah, the art was really good. And I just, I just again, we can argue about what really happened or who's the, but really nothing happened. And it, everything got set to square one. And yep. it, it's nonsense. Superman American Alien number seven's next, Eric. Another final by Max issue. Landis, art by Jock, Lee Lowridge, and John. Let me put my workman boots on. What do you think of that nickname? That's a I don't weird like nickname. <laughs> Max Landis ends his Superman American Alien story, and while at first I felt let down by it being just a Lobo story, I have in quotes. The more I thought about it, the more I liked it. Doesn't hurt that Landis gives us a kick-ass Lobo, which I did like Lobo a lot, but it all leads to a miracle. It's moment. Classic Lobo. I like. It's a miracle moment that gave me the chills, Eric. Really? Movie. Yeah, I did. I like when he says that. Uh, I still wanted to see the Justice League, but we did end up with an American alien. That's what it's called. That's all it led to. Everything led to him being an American alien. Good. By the way, I am one of those guys who hates Jock's art, and I fucking will never be convinced that it's good. I fucking, oh, me either. I fucking hate it. So and do I. People are worship at that guy's feet. I fucking hate it. That's the worst part of this issue for me. I think the last time I saw him was Batman 44. Fucking I, maybe. Uh, I know that he did that Max Landis thing where it was the uh, Superman's Joker, and I could, I'd like to watch oh, yeah, that with that too. I hated that as well. I just don't like his art. It's a it style don't. thing. If you like his art, then so be it. You, you can like it. But yeah, uh, I really had a lot of things. And this is another one where we had argued on the podcast where things were leading, where it was mm-hmm. going to go. And I really was like, I, and it was really that last issue yeah. where it was the thing with uh, Pete. Ross saying all that, you know, and you really liked it. You're like, okay, I get it, you know, all this stuff. I'm saying I weird. like that. I didn't like the issue, though. But, no, wait, I did like oh, that yeah, issue. Oh, yeah, you I'm really liked it. It was the one before the, that. The problem with yeah, yeah. that issue, it didn't need to even happen. Nope. Everything that happened in there where every issue has led to what I thought in my mind of Superman Clark learning a lesson, learning how to do things, learning a little more on the job, learning this and that. I didn't get any of what 
Pete said, because Pete said, hey, listen, every time you fight, I feel like, you know, you're in Afghanistan and I feel like I'm waiting for I can't help you. And things are getting worse. Bigger and badder things are coming. That led to yes, that led to Lobo. But he even said, you can't do this alone. There's all these people. There's Batman. There's that fish guy. There's all this. So, yeah, you think, okay, that's awesome. They're going to lead to this at some point. But really, this Uh issue has nothing. Right. you, You got that. Honestly, I was shocked that Lobo was the bad guy in this because we had that backup at one point introducing Doomsday. Yeah. Where I really thought that we would end on Doomsday. Well, I would have thought – actually – Because we had that Parasite one too. And would not it have been Doomsday with the Justice League showing up and fighting, I thought. or Or even fucking go crazy and make a fun thing of it. It's Starro. Starro's there. That'd be fun too. They all show up. And I'm telling you, even if it led to Batman showing up, in this, we're going to talk all about what we wanted to be. Yeah, the, the Justice League showing up and saying, like, hey, you better watch yourself, you Superman. And they you better check yourself. Blah, blah, blah. And it ends with something happening where they all have to get together and ends. I would have been like, holy shit, that's awesome. It, yeah. It's open-ended. No, basically, you, you have not fight Lobo. But it started, it started out, I liked it. Because, it again, it's a human thing that starts off. He is texting Jimmy about, hey – uh, you know, I told Lois I loved her last night, and she and she's just, a she bitch. just grumbled and <laughs> fucking groaned. Hey, you know, you know, she's got all those groans. That's her, that's Lois, and I liked it a couple ways there because Max Landis has done a really good job of never having to say five years later no. when, when it starts. He does it very naturally right away. So yes, you know that some time has passed. Because yeah, all you need to know left, at this point, Lois and Clark are together. Yeah, they're together. So they're like, okay, time is going on. Let's go. Yeah. I'm, actually, I'm great because I really like the, the conversation between them that ends with Jimmy saying, oh my God, something just blew up downtown. Oh, blew up. He goes to find out. Now, this is where I get the problem with the issue for me. Number one is Jacques. The, the way he draws Superman, I think he ages and de-ages every panel we see him. He, he's got the craziest look. But he's there, and at this point, we have seen a progression of him becoming more confident. All that, But it leads to this where he seems the worst. Now, you can say, okay, this is, because, this is because it's an alien. Yeah, he's, he's dumbfounded from what he's seen, yeah. But to me, he starts crying at a point. His hands are shaking. Lobo points it out, all this. I don't like that i didn't no. like as a last thing but yeah lobo's in there with his fucking you know his ride yeah. his cycle what i get from this too lobo don't fucking poke the bear no and lobo <laughs> yeah and lobo's badass but yeah lobo just is lobo just there to keep taunting him but yeah it that, goes on and he's like hey what are you you, you know what are you the you their king He's like, oh, no, and no. I see you shaking your boots. And, uh, and then fucking there's Clark. Are you from Krypton? Krypton? That played for like, 500 years ago. And not ago. only that, but yeah, he starts in with the, me and my buddies used to go out when we were kids and we collect the skulls and we'd take a piss in them. And we've got ashtrays and it's getting them. them. I'm like, so, dude, k- k- knock it off with that shit. Yeah. Why you got to say that? And, I know you're and, a Lobo, but fuck. Yeah. And you're, and at this point, like, I don't know that this Lobo even, why is he even taught? Like, he is intrigued, I guess. He's just why? killing time, I why think. Why is he intrigued? Why, and why doesn't he just kill Superman? I know that you, hey, that wasn't part of his job, and he wasn't yeah. getting paid, but 
I don't know. And he's like, I'm going to finish the job over here. Then go and finish it. Stop fucking yelling and screaming. But they're the there. Lobo, he sure is a talker. Yeah. And uh, then you have Lois and they're in a, a Daily Planet chopper. There's the chopper, chopper. she called yeah. the other day. The fucking other book. But yeah, they go and they want to get audio. And I really like the way that goes because there you have uh, Lobo just ripping in him, ripping in him. And it's right when Superman like has enough. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to – the whole world's going to see me <laughs> shove that bike right up your ass. And people are like, oh my god. And, and Lex, that's the best. Lex laughs. I'm telling you, when we have that freaking split panels where everybody's reacting because they just got audio and heard Superman yeah. say that, I am one of those people. I'm like, dude, you're Superman. Don't say that. Yeah. And, and Lex even like, but and then I have to, the I did the same ha. He's ha, but yet not even an open mouth. I really, I'm, I'm so against <laughs> uh, Chuck's art, but I like his Lobo. But yeah, I like also, his Lobo as well. I will mention again, another thing I tweeted out, there is a part here where he, uh, Superman, definitely has eli face yes he has eli manning face it's so bad but yeah the, it, basically this is all just talk that's talk 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 hey are you from krypton no so now superman knows that krypton is blown up that's all that's thrown in there so they yeah. would know that then they start fighting and lobo's kicking his ass and then he's giving it back and i think lobo at one point is even kind of thinking it's kind of fun at one point yeah like hey man we're going at it you know what and he's just beating the shit you out of him. can't hurt me. Well, I don't and know. that's when I said that's the big moment was when he's like, hey. And, and I love it, too, because Lobo, I'm thinking the whole time, Lobo is a healing factor. Super sure does. Man. You better get done. You better do something. And he's like, you know what? Uh, in 10 minutes, I'll be, I'll be as good as new, and you'll be dead, just like the rest of you idiots from Krypton. <laughs> and that's now the important thing here to me is that this is being televised with audio. Yeah. And he says, I'm not from Krypton. I'm from Kansas. And through this whole series, to me, Superman was always an outsider, no matter what. Yeah. And with Pete, like they had the point where they were drinking as kids. He wasn't drinking. He was just sitting there. And he was having fun with them, but he was never part of it. And he also was, through this whole thing, he went to Metropolis. But in the meantime, everybody back in Smallville, he was their like, dirty little secret that they yeah. didn't want to let out and things like that. So everything was always like, to me... This was not only him saying, like, hey, fuck you, this is my planet, and I'm going to protect it now. But it was also like saying to the people at, in Smallville, even like, fuck it, I don't care anymore. I'm the world now. I'm not, you know. This is honestly, in my mind, Pete's conversation with him really does lead into this, the yeah, way he, de like, he described, like, you can do these so. amazing things, but I, you I have family that. and friends back yes, home. I you like are one that. of us. But still, he, the whole thing about getting people to help. And you got to stop worrying about out. that Krypton place. Yeah, Your home yeah. is here. Now, that is good, but it took him to get taunted by Lobo to say it because earlier he's, he's going a filthy off, alien. I said in, in the movie Miracle, that's when yeah. Herb Brooks kept saying exactly. to them as they were playing and they had all, everybody was from a different college. Hey, I love that what, te what team are you, what team are you playing for? Oh, I'm from Minnesota. No, keep no. going. And he just, they get all these grueling practices. Hey, what are you from? Oh, Boston college. No. And then no. finally, Michael Ruzioni is like, I'm from team USA. And that's when the whole movie, that yeah. was the click where it went, I really think that he was going for that because it, it is so much like it. <laughs> and even like I will say in that issue with Pete as well that he was so concerned with Krypton that he was so yeah. I want to know, I want to know. Well, now he's found out and he realizes, holy shit. And even if it's that like, whew, he doesn't want to go with the loser, Eric. He doesn't <laughs> want to tie himself to that cart. They're done. <laughs> They're not coming back. Uh, but yeah, he does that. And then he calls a shot. 
He does. <laughs> he points up to the sky. <laughs> I, I think about myself, I'm like, what the fuck are you pointing at? But he's like, you're, you're not going to do that. And I'm like, well, really? I, I don't know why Lobo, Lobo wouldn't be scared to me about that. It might, you know, it might delay him a little. Inconvenience a bit. He's coming back. Now, That it is true. Lobo fought Superman a lot. Yeah. In, in the, so this, this is why I didn't mind Lobo being this. And I like the way it ended where he was like, okay, I'm part of this world like this. It just didn't seem big enough to me for no. the finale. For just uh, throw him in the space. Yeah. And then it goes, they're all watching it, and they, they have reaction there. And that's where I said to you, it's like a weird thing because then you have his parents and um, the Kents. And I don't know why. Like, this is like one of those, like, holy shit, he's stronger than we thought. Oh, God, our, our kid they, plays a little rough. They look, ter- they look terrified. And I don't know that I would have been terrified if I was them, because we know he has powers. He has just saved the planet. This he's a whoa. It's an intergalactic terror. I'm I'm concerned. Yeah, but they know him. (laughs) Like you know what I'm saying. If anybody, they should be the ones who are like, okay. Even if John said to, to Martha, like. We know our boy, you know, he, it, we're going to, something like that. Maybe, it, now, honestly, it's almost like, uh, you know, uh, John Kent, like Kevin Costner in the movie where he, they're afraid of people finding yeah, out what he is and like that. them being like uh, worried about what he can do now. Though I did think when he said Kansas, I'm like, eh, the fucking, the, the government is scouring yeah. Kansas to figure out anything and they're going to find look, anybody who doesn't have a birth certificate. And not only just that, but they're going to look and see that that fucking guy who got his arms burned up, like they, they're going to put one in one story. two. But yeah, uh, then you have Lex, and I love that Lex is just standing there, and you get the idea. There's like Lex is like, okay, you know point. what? I didn't like this guy before because I thought he was an asshole, but he's a little too powerful now. I've got to do something about that. I like that, but the Kents, to me, I would have liked them to say, it's okay, Martha. We know our boy. And then even if she said like, but do we? <laughs> Something like that, but they're Come like, "Come on, Martha, you spent a freaking night on the roof with uh, with fucking cars." Yeah, yeah, he's flying around, little cute little kid. Uh, but then it ends with uh, Clark in the hospital, and, and there's a lot wrong here. Threw me the there's fuck off. There's a lot off. here. Now I like the thing where they're like, uh, they say, and it goes with uh, things that you would think are. You know, broadcasts from around yeah. there. They these could even be tweets. They could be this. I don't know, a little lengthy for tweets, but yeah. Yeah, yeah that's Facebook. <laughs> Thank you at at Superman. Thank, thank you, Superman. Hashtag Superman. But yeah, yeah there's like uh, all these where you have people. Oh, they're still upset because there was a terrorist attack. Oh my God, the games changed. There's aliens. That oh, Superman. Uh, I I don't know. Superman's a little too powerful. I don't know what he's going to do. What what not? Um, but in the meantime, like you said. How are they helping him? He is an alien. Yeah. I think they would have found out when they went to give his IV and they couldn't penetrate his skin. Now, I, I know that this is a whole different thing that you can – that's where I think this ending uh, kind of plays with the idea of how you – like story over continuity yeah. where you say – I think it is a little lazy because I want to know where the super suit went. Where yeah, is right. this costume? They had everybody in the world watching. Uh, you can't tell me that the sleight of hand was to throw Lobo in the sky so everybody looked and that he <laughs> ripped off the custom and hid under the rubble. He passed out yeah. to me. He was fucking – he was beat up. He passed out. Who took the – you know what I'm saying? Why yeah, is that – I'm telling you, it bothers me. I'm telling you, you. I didn't even think about the super suit going away. I'll just fucking blow that off. But the biggest problem I had with him in the hospital being checked over – he's been in a coma it seems like for a yeah. bit. 
where are the IVs going in? How is this working? Tell me you continue, the doctors don't realize, oh, this is not human biology. Yeah, yeah. It's very odd, and his eye. Or like the doctors, are they in on it now? Like, oh, yeah, we know like, that's what I keep thinking that everybody's in on it yeah. now. But it maybe, but yeah, I don't Who knows? know. Because Lois doesn't seem to know at the well, end. Well, there's Lois, and even then, I thought that she was kind of hinting at it, and she's like, "Look at me, I look like Halle Berry all of a sudden." Uh, but yeah, <laughs> she she gets there, and she wasn't. She's just there. What were you doing? You know what? Everybody who they run away from that, and he's like, "I, I was thinking of you. I you would run like that. You. I really like that. I, I, I like so. this whole part, and I but like the whole ending though, because of where we are. Yeah, just me off but I do like that. Ending. I do like that it ends this way of just him. It's a human moment. This yes. isn't a Superman moment. It isn't an alien moment. Clark it is moment. a it is a Clark and Lois moment, which I think goes with the whole book as well. I just the whole issue threw me off because I thought we were building to something really big, and maybe that was the genius of it. Maybe that was his whole thing with. It, it was a more of a human story like this, but yeah, I, I just I was thrown off. I really wanted something bigger. Uh, I wanted even they're in there and, and Bruce Wayne shows up. To fi- I don't know, I, and anything I could think of is going to be hokey. But when I read it through the first time, I even I messaged you. I'm like, I really didn't like it. And the more I read, I liked it a little more because of the human side of it. Yeah. It's pushing more towards that. And through the whole thing, this has been more of a Clark series than oh, a yes, superman definitely. series so it's and I, I, true I, to for that. the most part i have loved this series yeah i didn't like two issues ago and i'm not really hip on this one it's, yeah, it's not I, bad i thought it's last, not great i thought last issue was the worst and you thought it was the last issue was garbage yeah yeah and i like this one more than last issue i i ended up giving this an eight out of ten only because of it being a good clark story and once i got my head around that it was that's what it was yeah. it, then i was good i hated the art so that's yeah i really can't I that can't this was more of a gut feeling i did not say like oh the art's a two out of five and this is a five no i just no. that was my gut feeling of okay it ended and i like that he stayed true to what i think he was trying to do which is show a clark story over superman uh, superman just happened to be his other identity uh, that happened and, and yeah, pushed I'm, the action. I think this was a great success overall. Yeah. Oh, I, this whole series, even though I didn't like Last Issue as much yeah. as you did, I think the series was great. I think this was one of the best Superman stories we've had in four or five years because Tardy, of well, New we 52. Talk, how many months ago we were talking about when we fucking cried and I started fucking tearing up when we were talking about yeah. it? Yeah. I'm t- I, I actually did the part with Lois. Uh, at the end, I kind of got a little emotional, not yeah. like that. And I, I said, I got kind of got the chills with the I'm from uh, Kansas yeah. just because that was the big moment where he's like, no, I like you said, he listened to Pete. He knows what he's fighting for now. And he's not almost like he not that he was ashamed of what he was, but he just felt like an outsider, even though everybody seemed to love him. And now he he doesn't feel like an outsider. And the, he's now the world's child, Eric. Damn he's right. The he world. This is the- almost a love letter to <laughs> Superman fans. The highlight of this issue to me, though, is that well, it's like the second to last page when Lois is on like Clark's lap and they're kissing in the hospital bed. Yeah, I don't like Jacques' art. I really like this. Yeah, it's okay. But again, even when he's beat up in that second to last panel before she looks like Halle Berry, yeah. uh, he looks like he's like 50 there. <laughs> I, I swear to God, he ages. You think that's a comb just, over? I don't know. It does look <laughs> like it. Uh, yes, but yeah, I gave it an 8 out of 10. I think I would end up giving this a 6 out of 10. Okay. Uh, but yeah, like you said, overall, 
uh, just a guy. I really liked it. Now, oh, yeah. I'll tell you that it started like I loved it at first. Oh, yeah, me too. Issues. I was fucking thought this was the greatest thing ever. It did uh, go. And we were in the middle of the truth at that point, so this was a great fucking yeah. thing to get yeah, into. And it's still, I like it. I, I When this is collected, I would recommend it to anybody who so wants I. to see a Superman story that's a little different. I don't even know that I would call this Elseworlds. It, it just is something a little, you know, its own little story. There yeah. you go. It's a different take. Seven issues can't hurt you. Yeah, but yeah, we're going to move on now to Shut Up My Shows Are On. What shows were on this week, Eric, for you? All of them. All of them. All of the shows. Did you go into a time warp and uh, to next December and review that crossover? I can if you want. (laughs) If you just make it up. And and I want video with little action figures. All right. No, I just belched. Holy moly. Good times. Yeah. Oh, God, I had barbecue chicken tonight. Boy, I think I just had it again. Oh. It tasted better this time. That's Boy. weird. Yeah, I have I have a heartburn right now. But yeah, we're going to go on with your shows on and then come back with a bunch of other books. Do you ever fantasize about being killed? Never. Do you ever wonder about all the different ways of dying, you know, violently? I wonder, like... What would be the most horrible way to die? Try not to think about dying too much. Mm. Well, for me, the worst way would be for a bunch of old men to get around me and start biting and eating me alive. I see. Shut up. My shoes are on. Welcome back. Now it's time to start talking some TV. That's right, TV, boys and girls. Ooh-wee. That sounds like fun. First up tonight, we got The Flash, Season 2, Episode 22, Invincible. What are you up to? No good. The Speed Force is with us. How could we possibly lose? You always have to be the hero. And while you're playing the good little boy, I'll be busy when... In this episode of The Flash, everything has gone to fucking hell. The city has been overrun with metas from Earth 2, and Barry and the crew gotta take them all out before they destroy and kill everyone. Eh, I don't know though, because we have this going on, for some reason, I like to think, like, I don't know, suspend my disbelief and all that, and think that Barry actually exists in this city, Central City, but everything felt very small to me here, like, it didn't feel like a city, it just felt like a street and two or three locations. I don't know. It did not have the scope that other episodes seem to have. I don't know. It just didn't seem as big, and it kind of disappointed me a bit. But after sciencing the hell out of shit, they come up with a, a way to stop the metas. They have a frequency generator which only affects Earth 2 people, and it's going to knock them out cold. And it works. Everybody starts fucking freaking out. We got... Zoom opening up a breach, which I didn't really think he could open up a breach where he did. It seemed odd to me. I thought he could only open up in a hospital. He did it at the freaking Central City Police Station. It didn't seem accurate to me. I could be wrong. Who knows? But, uh, yeah. All the metas are gone. Locked up. Put away. Whatever. But the greatest thing we had with the metas is that it actually threw me for a loop before I realized, hey, dummy, we deal with fucking Earth 2 people here. 
we had Laurel Lance return, which is really cool. Yeah, well, she died in Arrow a few episodes back. And, you know, you really think, okay, well, that character's done. That actress is going to move on to another show. Here we have her playing Black Siren. It's really cool. I enjoyed seeing her, but she she really did kick the shit out of Barry really easily. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, this is the fastest man alive. Flash is one of the most powerful superheroes in the goddamn world. He always gets his ass kicked. I know you need that, but at one point, I just want to see him, you know, rock his speed, take out everybody because he can. He's just getting a little preachy, you know. Hey, the speed force is on our side. Everything's going to be okay. I'm like, all right. At least I got to see Laurel Lance again. I might be the only person who likes her character, but hooray. In the end, Zoom comes back after all his minions have been destroyed or taken out, whatever you want to call it. And he just takes Henry Allen and Flash goes after him. They go back to the, the house the, the Flash grew up in where his mother died. And, uh, yeah, they went and killed Henry Allen, which should be a big deal because he is the father of Barry Allen. That guy's pretty much been MIA for most of the season. He just finally came back. Okay, well, I'm going to be in your life now, Barry. That should have been a red flag to everybody because that just doesn't happen. We needed this character for fucking cannon fodder. And it just... The whole episode kind of came off lackluster for a goddamn second-to-last episode. Yeah, this is going to give Barry the motivation to take on Zoom, but he's just been spinning his wheels, you know? I, this, ah. Hopefully the last episode will be good. Let's move on. Next up we have Arrow, Season 4, Episode 22, Lost in the Flood. I cannot get in touch with Thea. You know where she is? Hive has her. Oliver's come for his baby sister. Vey's mobilized the entire arc looking for us. We'll find the end. Are you right? Move, and I will kill you. Like The Flash, this episode of Arrow really seems to have some budget restrictions because we don't have any scope. Everything feels brought down a bit because we deal with mostly this hive city that they're freaking gonna create for the end of the world to keep people safe and that's where we spend it a goddamn suburban neighborhood where arrow has come to find thea to bring her home and it's just a big old fights you know what i'm telling you though this episode was not very interesting to me but we had some awesome fight scenes just with arrow uh diggle just taking on hive fucking ghosts and all that stuff it was really well choreographed the fights looked amazing that's all we really got. And in, in the end, we had Anarchy show up, and he destroyed the Hive fucking Dome City, and Ruve Dark ended up getting killed. And it's, it's, it's really quite the opposite of Flash, where Flash's father gets killed, so it gives him the motivation to take on Zoom at the end for the final showdown. Here, Ruve Dark gets killed in the explosion and, like, destruction and crumbling of the Dome City. And now Dark... He doesn't care about bringing about Genesis and having put someplace safe for his followers to live. He wants to bring about the end of the world because he's pissed that his fucking lady love is dead now. That's it, though. There's not much to this episode. Just, you know, Felicity's father taking off again. We had some drama with that, but all in all, we had some good-ass fights. Ruve dying. Dark saying, we're going to burn it all. That's it. Flash has been very underwhelming to me this season. Hopefully, picks up the season five. When Supergirl comes along. And finally, we have Legends Tomorrow, episode 16, Legendary. Fate compelled me to bring you seven together. 
This mission is not over. We can save the world by stopping Savage tonight. You're too late. Time Master's never late. DC's Legends of Tomorrow, season finale next Thursday at 8, 7 central on the CW. Unlike Flash and Arrow, this episode of Legends of Tomorrow did feel a bit bigger. And you'd expect that. It's the final episode of the season. It's very convoluted, though. We have Vandal Savage, with now that he's a time ship, he's going back through time, and he's talking to past and future versions of himself. Now, he is from the future forest now, so he's just talking to past versions of himself, even though it's a future to us, but anyway. He's going to converge together. At, at one point, we're going to create a time quake because they're both going to take the blood of both. All three of them are going to take the blood from Carter and Kendra, and they're going to pour it over these three meteorites that are actually Thanagarian weapons that are going to be activated. It's all about finding Thanagarian weapons. It's very odd because we just mentioned the Thanagarians in the last episode, I believe. But now it's in full effect. The meteors that crashed down back in ancient Egypt that gave Vandal, Kendra, and Carter their powers, they were sent from Thanagar. It's what gave them their powers. And he's going to unlock it with the blood of Kendra and Carter. And he's going to do it at three points throughout time. Which is going to create a time quake, which is going to be able to change everything. I, it's very odd, and I don't understand how this time travel works, but our heroes find this out. They separate, and they go back in time, and they have to wait for Vandal to activate the meteorites, which somehow make his immortality go away, and they all kill him at the time where he activates the meteors in three different times, which ends up finally killing him. I don't know if I missed something. This seems very complicated to me. I don't understand how it works in the time stream. And I don't understand how this really works for, like, you know, screwing up the time where our heroes originally went back to, like, 1950-something, 2166, 1970-something. I don't know how it works for the rest of the timeline to play out the way it did at the one point. But Vandal's dead. Vandal's dead, and our heroes decide, okay, mission accomplished. And they're going to go their separate ways, but then, you know, some of them want to be like, you know what, let's go back. Let's do some more. Let's help Rip out. Kendra and Carter, though, they're out. They are off the team. It's very disappointing to me because I really love Hawkman and Hawkgirl. But we get the rest of the team back, except for Captain Cold, who died. And it's shocking to me that fucking Captain Cold died. My favorite goddamn Flash villain. He's goddamn gone. But as the issue closes, issue, as the episode closes, we have another wave rider show up out of nowhere and crash land. And like, what the fuck's going on? We're in 2016. What's another wave rider doing here? And a while ago, it was cast about this kid, which I can't remember his name. He's a man, but uh, he's one of the guys from the USA show Suits. And Jim and I were fucking going on. This has got to be Booster Gold. It's a time travel show. It's got to be Booster Gold. Look at that blonde-haired kid. Of course he's Booster Gold. Why wouldn't he be? Comes out here, tells Rip and the rest, you cannot get on that ship because if you do, you're going to die. How do you know this? Because Mick Rory told me, Heatwave told me to come back this time to make sure that you don't get on that ship. And we find out, though, this is Rex Tyler. This is motherfucking our man. And I'm like, no, that is amazing to me. I wanted Booster Gold kind of want Hour Man more now because I had no idea that Hour Man would be on the show. I, he's one of my favorite Golden Age heroes just because of how ridiculous he is with his fucking power set. I love him though. 
And it looks like we're gonna fucking start the next season with Kendra and Carter gone, but we get our man on the team from a fucking some future or past time travel. Who knows? That was the biggest problem in the episode, though. Very epic, very awesome. Time travel is confusing, especially the way it's presented here. That's all our shows for the week. Make sure to come back next week. We're going to talk about the final episodes of Flash and Arrow. Until then, keep watching TV because having a life is overrated. Ah, we're back, Eric. There's your shows. Your shows, shows, shows. Uh, you big D&D fan, are you? No. Big Dungeons and Dragons fan? Yes, I am. Today, I did do the review for my Saturday weirdness. I did Jim Zub's. Uh, Dungeons and Dragons number one. I am a huge fan. I used to be. But I was, I was, say, I was a fan from paper and pencil, tabletop deal yeah. into the games. And this is more of a Baldur's Gate game type deal. The one I don't even know main, what that is. It's the computer role-playing game. That was okay. awesome. Baldur's Gate, Baldur's Gate 2. Electric Boogaloo, I get you. Electric Boogaloo, Neverwinter Nights. I, I was already out by then. But uh, so yeah. I, I played a Star Wars RPG, I think, that was when fun. I was 18, and that was pen and paper, and I was yep. cool with that. But. Well, I loved when the computer games came out because all of a sudden I could actually play them because all, all the time I would read the books and all these modules and things and never have anybody to play. And I mention it now. I've done a top five computer role-playing games list and then reviewed this Dungeon of Dragons uh, comic. And I keep mentioning the same thing. Are you just thing. putting your feelers out now? Well, one time we actually – me and my friends actually for one summer really got into it and actually played and it was one of the best it was so good i mentioned it again but uh what happened i'm I'm leading into this is that this week me and my son rafe were on the xbox one and we were going through some things and i actually like twitch where broadcast games and it's not just the xbox one this twitch you could do anything they had guys playing super mario nice and things like that but i'm getting on right now no you go through and I see that people are playing Dungeons and Dragons. And I thought, oh, you know what, what which game is this? Is there whatever? It could be one yeah. of the old games, it could be whatever. No, it was them at uh, like a virtual table top deal where you had all the guys. I think the one we watched, there were five guys, all hefty. Yeah, of course. And they had like the Dungeon Master it had that list. It was really neat how they had that. Me and Rafe watched them for about an hour and laughed. I, I, I hate to say it because I really thought to myself, like, if I was a younger guy and this was, I would have thought it was the greatest thing. But now <laughs> I'm too old. And boy, Rafe thought they were the funniest. And they just sat there. I'm going to cast the magic missile. <laughs> laughing. Jesus and Rafe's like, God damn it. But the, the weird thing about these guys, uh, first off. Something else? No. The worst <laughs> thing is me and Rafe are the only ones watching. But as they went. They were really trying to incorporate the adventure into us going to their patron account and giving them money because they're like, you found two gold coins. And you know what, guys, watching, if you want to give us some gold coins, I'm like, you fucking assholes. And it was just me and Rafe. I'm like, why don't you just give us the mic? You know, maybe I can get my headset. I'll talk to these guys. Oh, it was so funny. Rafe was like, why are they all fat? That's all Rafe kept saying. I'm like, I'm sitting there playing Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. There you go. You don't have any ladies in that, those lives. And every one, I, I mean, in, in successive it's moments. not much better for podcasters. Oh, yeah. All these times, you see, like, every one of their mothers come down to do wash in the basement. Oh, that'd be so good. That'd great. be good. But now they were playing. Uh, in the meantime, I had mentioned something like that to Paul, who does the weird side, a friend of ours. And he might, I think he joined a group. So I want his bearded ass on Twitch. <laughs> and I want to laugh at him. And then I'll message him. I saw your fucking ass, you magic missile. Magic missile, Eric. 
Magic they, Missile. I Lightning. Laugh, I laugh too because to me, Magic Missile is like the stairway to heaven of Dungeons and Dragons. Like everybody knows that, so you don't want to bring it up. But in the uh, Jim's a, a comic mention, it's there, and actually it made me giggle a little. Yeah, that Dungeons and Dragons comic I really liked. I, I had a good time reading, it, and it was more of the characters from uh, that Baldur's Gate computer. I'm telling you, I saw that, and I think Reggie even had the comment where I saw it. And I'm like, is that Gauntlet for NES? Yeah. No, it was uh, Minx. Minx and Boo are the the big characters. Oh yeah, Minx and Boo. Yeah. Those Boo. classic characters. Minx gl- and Boo. Boo is a galactic hamster. A galactic. You're lying, right? No. Yes. I am out. This sounds Minx, ridiculous. Minx talks to him, and the best and thing is the best thing is is as he would talk to him, you're like, hey, he's like he's insane, but no, Boo knows what's going on, and they they have a connection. It's it's good. So it's like the Great Kazoo. No, no, it's just the Boo, the fucking galactic hamster. Boo, Boo. Yep, Boo. Boo's a good guy. Boo saves the day. Boo saves the day. Spoilers, Jim. God. Saves the day. It's not really a spoiler. In fact, the I big, sh- the funny thing, the big spoiler of the book is pretty much spelled out on the cover and in the solicit I saw. I don't think they care about spoilers and that. But we're not here to talk about Dungeons and Dragons. Thank God. We're not here to talk about Twitch, though. I did Can say, we talk about Star Wars I RPG? You, um, I like the Star Wars RPG. I had like a cat Wookiee thing I created. Yeah, yeah. Was it called a Quookie? I don't even know. It had it actually it was it was from a Star Wars RPG book well, that I picked out, and I can't remember what the hell it was. I ended up playing Star Wars RPG with a couple friends of mine that are big Star Wars fans, and the problem was is we would play it. I believe that we would shuffle through, but like well, if I was the dungeon master or the yeah, game yeah. master, you would call it then uh, in that one. Uh, they were very big Star Wars fans, so if you went against anything, and they wanted to play in the classic universe and the the original trilogy. Oh yeah, we did universe. too. And if you would do anything that might jeopardize any of the continuity of those movies, you're out. Or the books. Fucking and the nerds. problem was I never read the book. No. They read all the books. So you would wa- – I'm telling you, a game session would be involved, That's awesome. would involve them screaming at me because I would say like all of a sudden Bail Organa uh, is dead before he should be. I, w- I think that we played um, probably what would have been right before. For right when Ben and Luke got like you know what I'm saying the yeah. Death Star was still going uh, all of that like the Empire was pretty strong then that was when we were going so everything was up for grabs to right. me and yeah I was throwing shit out there and I, I would just get them pissed off but my, then my, I'd look up things and make up shit my shit was epic though because you got to imagine where I played this is that when I was 18 I worked at a theater I was like right out of high school yeah. and the old AMC theater and we used to get done work. And then line up tables, and we'd all sit around in the theater and play after hours. Because the guy who owned the place lived in Jersey and only came one night a week to clear out the safe and not pay us. Yes. Well, where we played was at my buddy Joe's basement that was probably at that point had $100,000 worth of Star Wars memorabilia. Yeah. is a big thing. So at points, like he's a guy who the original Millennium Falcon, the action figure Millennium Falcon type deal, uh, he had like six of them. Holy shit. And, like, one was to really play around. Like, he had different levels of, like, like one yeah. was still in a box, but these <laughs> others. And, yeah, so if you were going anywhere in the Millennium Falcon, you could pick it up and fucking run around. <laughs> it was kind of funny. But, yeah, I would always fuck with them and say, like, oh, and here's what happens. And this guy, he can't die. Why is he there? At this point, he was actually on fucking Coruscant in the middle of, what? I'll kill you. Are we playing a game or watching the fucking movies? Or are you writing another book? That's so angry. Did he yeah, write we, fan fiction? Uh, no. Oh, I wish he, he did. He was more. Uh, he was a no nonsense guy. He was a teacher. 
He actually taught at a school for like a not I, I wouldn't say underprivileged kids. These are bad kids. These yeah. are, I talked earlier. These are the kids that when they went to see Balto, the kid was jerking off in the bathroom. <laughs> and also they couldn't have women teachers at the school because the, uh, a couple times they had a women teacher. I guess they could and I guess they couldn't keep you from that. But every time they go in and these guys would just take their dicks out. In the middle of class. Ah, uh, high school. Hey, Mrs. Werner, suck my dick. And then I think one guy got thrown out a window. So there's Joe. He shows up. He's a you know, skinny white guy who loves hockey and Star Wars. Star Wars. Yeah. Every lesson involves Star Wars. And <laughs> it worked out for him. It really did. Because even well, these he, kids, he was the Michelle Pfeiffer character that actually he, beats yeah he kids. was the Dangerous Minds he yeah did that I even mentioned that and something I did this week I did a review where you have uh, you always have those and it's one of those where uh, you know I'm trying to teach these kids but you know what I've got to learn too <laughs> they <laughs> taught me like that yeah they, <laughs> I was there to teach them but they taught me. Next thing you know, they're fucking rapping with them. Yeah. Oh, it's the worst. But yeah, Joe would uh, teach lessons with Star Wars. They actually played the role-playing game. Really worked out. It, nice. People loved him. So I don't know. He's a very nice guy, too. The guy, you can't be mad at this guy at all. Though, it didn't keep that guy from jerking off during Balto. No. But we're gonna it's a very sexy movie, that Balto, yeah, right? Balto. It really gets you going. Uh, I will say one thing about these books. I'm done with any book that I reviewed. The rest are all yours. Nonsense. And then we'll mix in that Reggie segment we did. But, yeah, I had two books this week, and they were both Superman. And now we're going to get on with ones, and as I read them, a lot of fives for me. Sure is. A lot of fives. Titans Hunt number 8, written by Dan Abnett, with art by Paul Pelletier, Ray McCarthy, Wayne Foucher, Hi-Fi, and Carlos M. Manuel. It's the end of the Titans Hunt, and all that really means is that our heroes went up against Mr. Twister and some kind of Cthulhu monster that he worked for, and they won. This leads us to our heroes deciding that they should be an actual team and wondering who their mysterious 10th member that Mr. Twister was talking about and cue the lightning strike. <laughs> yes, I was thinking of that live song, Lightning yeah. Strikes. I might uh, <laughs> do a little lightning. I'm not That's right, I was thinking stunned. Dolphins Cry, so. Yes, I, I hate that song. But yeah, <laughs> uh, this is where we're going to start to have some arguments here. We're going to have a little bit of argument because – uh, a lot of these books that are ending to me, they end by basically going, yeah, just fucking the rest of this shit was a bunch of nonsense. Yeah. And let's go on. And there's a book that you like later that I think the same thing. But I think that what goes in with that is if you've at least enjoyed it up until that point, uh, you can deal with it. Uh, we have been waiting for this book. This is a lot like the Super League, uh, Last Days of Superman. Every issue, we, we, we've been waiting. For an explanation, something to I, go, I've something needed to go. it, and not that we didn't get it, but now we kind of get it, and it's like that was not worth it. This was no, not worth the trip. You know, we had to pay gas on this trip, and I had it was to pay not ass. Worth. Yeah, ass grass or grass. Son of a bitch, get it right. I don't know what it is, but you, you know what I'm saying. By the time you get to this destination, it's like paying uh, twenty dollars in gas to go do a job where you get paid three dollars. <laughs> it, it just it does not compute. We find out in this issue that Mr. Twister is a lot like Freddy Krueger and that he needs people to remember him in order to have any power. But that power really depends on you not changing who you were when you originally met him. Yeah. Because yeah. all our heroes converge here. They're going to take on Mr. Twister, but he has power over them because they remember him until they realize, I'm not a kid anymore, yeah, fucko. It, I'm telling you, this is one of those where I think that all of this went down to the fine print. Yeah. And I don't know. I'm not saying Mr. Twister's an evil genius. I don't think he's retarded. 
but he's he's veering towards that ladder because he has not thought this through when he all. wants these guys back and the, he's like that's all I needed you guys to be back and remember and, yeah, and Dick Wonder Grayson, Girl and Robin where, and it's so funny because even then when they're doing it uh, Mr. Twister even says I needed you Teen Titans like he says something and that like all of a sudden you see a light bulb over Dick Grayson wait a second we're actually Titans now. I'm Nightwing. We're not But the really, teens. at this point, I'm Grayson. To so me, don't think about that. To me, where you get the problem in this is that I never really knew why this would fuel him by them remembering. No, so when I, this happens, I can't even say to you, like, that's bullshit, Eric, because all he needed was the memories to fuel him. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't know either. No. I don't I'm know. I'm telling you, all our characters at one point decide when they're stuck in their tracks because Mr. Twister has power over them, we're not the same as we were anymore. I'm not Robin. I'm Nightwing now. One, uh, Donna Troy, that's Donna Troy. She's not Wonder Girl, even though no, it doesn't make sense for her Donna to be in this Troy continuity. Yeah. Um, Freaking, you know, I'm not Harold. I'm Malcolm. I'm not Caveboy. That was a stupid name. Well, all of this fucking nonsense. All except for Hulk, that is, because Hulk can't change. He lives in the past. He hasn't changed at all. He has so changed. Mr. And... Twister still has power over him until Hulk remembers Oh, yeah, you killed my brother. My hate beats your power. And at one point, didn't you think – I did at least. I thought that Dove being different was the key. I thought that he needed all of them, and then all of a sudden she's like – like he wouldn't even remember fully. Like, oh, I have you all, Hawk and Dove. And she's like, wait a second. I don't belong here. And that would have been the thing. Oh, my God, we don't have everyone. Let's beat the shit out of them. About this issue too, I actually had to go back because I kept losing count of what the thing – they're talking about the ten members of I the know. Teen Titans, and we had Bumblebee show up to complete that circle because it's really at this point. But even this he's is, like, I don't know you. <laughs> yeah, this is a this is a Stephen a King's move. It storyline where we have the fucking you, kids doing something and they have to come back as adults now to take care of it because they forgot and all this. Shit. It really is Stephen King's It when you think about it. But to complete the circle, we now have Bumblebee showing up, who has powers never yeah. explained. Okay. And actually has the best power because actually hurts them and pushes them back. But at one point, I wanted Mr. Twister to get a mic and like, fuck you, fuck you, you're cool, <laughs> yeah. fuck you. Because that out. basically was down the deal. And yeah, it just, I, and yeah, like you said, because we don't know exactly what these rules and what's going on. You don't know anything about sudden, Mr. Twister's power. All of a sudden, Hawk. He's got a fucking bone organ. Hawk gets pissed. And yeah. that changes the game. Yeah, he's he uses his hate and starts beating the shit out of Mr. Like, Twister for really, somehow. All this, then, uh, don't you think that anybody else there... Yeah, and maybe it's like it has to be... But some of them might also be pissed. Hey, Mal, <laughs> your wife's in danger now. Yeah. Rage out hey, a bit. Hey, Mal, you know what? Uh, you've been forced to play that fucking weird-ass fucking Cthulhu organ. Pretty pissed off. Yeah. And you're not getting paid. And uh, I did laugh, too. Can Dick Grayson be more of a fanboy? This I mean, every Jesus step of the Christ. way. And they're in the middle of the battle for the world, and he's like, "Play a song." Ooh, oh my God, he's picking that he, one. He picked that one from Ooh. the newest movie he did. That, that good, good choice, Mal. Oh my God, I love this one. I'm like, you son of a bitch. I just it, so yeah, uh, fucking Twister gets Malcolm to open the vortex with a fucking song that opens. Fucking reality, who knows? Yeah, and, yeah. and even that, like, I didn't even... And yes, the the big thrilling thing reveal would have been like, oh my god, who is he bringing in? Yeah, some monster. Yeah, some monster, you never see it. And then I, it, the portal closes. I thought from Narc throwing him in, 
No, I, that's what I get too. But that that say, combined with the song but, of yeah, but then they say even later, then like they, they say that oh, you you closed it, Malcolm, and even seemed like you know what that is. Might've. That's just saying hey. Good job. You closed the portal. Uh, it wasn't the it's, fact that we it's got this. Nightwing. It's not, he, I think he did it with that song. That song is so <laughs> fucking good. But honestly, who knows? Yeah, I, I can say that like, you know, Malcolm closed it, and they threw Mr. Twister in right before it closed, yeah. and he got sucked. I I'm just fine with that, that too. I just going through uh, completed like that, because yeah. it, it explodes then. It sure does. And it seemed like it completed like that ended that reality or whatnot. Now, I also want to go back, because I still don't understand what, uh, Nightwing, he he was in the Teen Titans, right? He forgot. Did did Batman forget? Did everybody in the fucking world Dude, forget? I don't know how it works. Because Is this going to be spelled out in Rebirth? Or why I don't think they it forgot? will. Dude, because I'm telling you, we had people in the sense. we had people in the town who didn't seem to remember exactly what no, happened. That's I don't understand. We had Donna Troy who wasn't created yet. Yeah, and yet she was because she forgot. But maybe she forgot she was created. Like all didn't, this... didn't you see her created in uh, Meredith? Oh, Finch's I saw friend? it, but uh, I don't know. Maybe you can go in weird ways and say that was for it. It doesn't make sense. Let's jump to. The, I'm going to jump to the end where the big reveal. Or they don't even reveal it. It is alluded to, and you can't really say anything otherwise. The 10th member that Bumblebee jumped in for, they're all wondering, who could the 10th member be? Lightning Strike, it's Wally West, pre-Flashpoint, yeah, uh, Flash. Like pre-Flashpoint, Flash. Kid and Flash. Yeah, it's kind of like... How know. does that work in the continuity as well? Uh, yeah, I can understand. Bring him in. It's going to be awesome. Too. I love They Wally. really do throw that out there like that, and it's like it's so little of a... Yeah, you get the lightning there. We've had that before when yeah. Barry was coming back. But even so, even you can even say, like, boy, that looks like what they're talking about in, in Rebirth with the whole thing. But I'm like, where's Central City compared to this? Because that, you know what I'm saying? Like, you could say a bunch of – but it's just nonsense. It really is nonsense where you just end and, again, we have another book that seemed to be this really big thing and intriguing. It was supposed to be. And we just got nothing. We really – all of this were in issue eight to finish it. And it seems like a half hour has passed. Basically, it's been a road fucking story of them trying to get there. Yeah. And they finally And then fighting there. the fucking Diablo yeah. for some reason. Yeah, fighting. And we had an interruption to our story, for Christ's sake, and it's only eight issues. Yeah. It just was so weird. And we went nowhere. Yeah. And I said it. It's like it was too. It was a cheesy ending. And Hey, just, hey guys. We should remember and become a team again. We're yeah. no longer Teen Titans. We're Titans. We're Titans. And I, I want to flash jump. And then, uh, but even yeah. then, though, like, hey, Arsenal was talking some pretty good things before he started hitting on that down at Troy. <laughs> like, really? <laughs> this is so fucking stupid. You know what? I actually don't mind that. Just a throwaway so line. Stupid. Fuck it. Uh, yeah, and then I said, what's weird then is where the you, bad spell, boy, the you spell out the Rebirth uh, Titans, and they only do mention things. I don't know why. Like you said, you think Kid Flash will be there? I do as well. Yeah. Um, and Starfire, which they don't uh, maybe not want to release. But, but why, if it says the Rebirth Team Titans, it says Donna Troy, Arsenal, Garth, Lilith, and Nightwing. Uh, that's all they spell out. Why would you not spell out Narc or Hawk and Dove? I know that they're. I don't want. I don't want. The I know, Narc in but there at all. are they going to explain that? Is it just because hey. now are they going to be like the Hunter hunts what he wants? You know to what hunt. it is. Well, I'm sorry, we don't have Hawk and Dove here. We don't have Mal or Bumblebee because they're like they flew Mal and Bumblebee off to yeah, go have her baby. Go. She but went into labor. They were even saying it seems like at the end they're going to go visit him. Oh, I understand that. The best part in, in my mind, I think about it after we discussed it before the podcast here. Um, where we only have these select characters going yeah. forward. 
It's like they're all sitting around. It's like when you're drinking and making plans that never take place. Yeah, so yeah we're all going to be teaming. Yeah, and then they, a, few, a couple of them go off. We're not going to let them other guys. And look yeah, at that fucking cave boy. Yeah. Get the fuck out of we're here. We're all going to be titans now. You, you no, want a like, fucking dove on our team? Get the fuck out of here. Ego drain the lizard. And you go, all right. Yeah. We'll be right here when you get back, buddy. Let's go. Fuck out of here. <laughs> Fucking get in the car. <laughs> leave, leave the check for him. Fucking art comes out. Whoa. What? Fuckers. What? Fuck them. Fuck them, them. Me, <laughs> cave is he, boy. Is he a goddamn Indian from a goddamn 50s film now? Me, me, cave boy, again. Me not know why. Me, Italian. Me, Italian Indian. No, hey. no throw litter on highway. Oh, me, me cry. Oh, God. Yeah, but yeah. Just imagine it, this whole. Just imagine this. I can imagine Nark coming out. Where am friends go? Ah, uh, yeah. They they said they they call you later. They went for a pack of smokes there. No. Yeah. Oh, gay boy, no smoke. <laughs> Peace, me smoking piece of pipe. I don't even know why Lilith Clay is. I do not want to see her. I know. I don't want to see any of these characters. I, I, you know, Nightwing, I, I, he's going to be in his own book. I don't need this garbage. I don't I, Honestly, I, I'm all and, about these characters getting and together and fighting. Here's fight the thing, people. though. If Rebirth, if I'm reading Rebirth, if I'm reading Rebirth next week and it explains some, I'm, I'm going to rip it up because I want to know now. I want it to know in these eight issues. I don't want it to be retroactively explained to me in a Rebirth number one of it's why they forgot. Yeah, because I think that's what we're going to have. They're oh, going to, like, and I really think uh, that, like, here's the Titans. They used to be the Teen Titans, but they forgot. You want to know why? I really think it's going to be spelled out that way. I don't think <laughs> I'm going to be like, fuck you, Jeff Johns, you motherfucker. I I, I don't know. <laughs> this issue is so stupid. You know, you know what's funny, though? I actually, I love the art in the book. I do, too. <laughs> I, I had a good time with that, and I, I loved having all the characters together finally. It's just ridiculous that we had to wait this long for such a lackluster conclusion. I just, I just, I, that right now, I'm even thinking of Mr. Twister, and he's like, I got this plan. I, I got this plan. These Teen Titans. I'm gonna just imagine. They, just imagine. They remember that they were the Teen Titans, and that remembrance gets me power. And like, what? how does that? Just shut up. Shut I'm up. The plan. He's, in, he's in that same diner writing shit on fucking napkins. Well, how does that work, do Mr. This. Twister? Well, did you see Freddy versus Jason? Yeah. No. That? Well, that's, you won't realize then. Yeah, it'll blow your mind. Go and see it and then come back. But then when they get there, he's got this garbage, whole plan. He has this. He's got the fucking best goddamn fucking guy playing the organ. They're doing this. They're going to bring that. And all that stops them are the characters of grown up. Yep. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. How old are you? I changed my I, costume now. I'm 20. Oh, shit. Shit. God damn it. Not 20, not 15, that's no still more. teen, right? T- 20 teen? I, I watch movies. 20-year-olds play teens all the time. Get in the yeah, character. Yeah, really. Fucking Dylan from fucking, you know, 90210. <laughs> that guy, fucking Luke Perry, that guy was 48. He's still a teen, right? And uh, I, I get, I just get the idea that if they remember when they were teens. And don't. also, I want to know what they remember instead of that. Oh, like, it seems like they forgot five years of their fucking lives. Like, what happened in this time? Well, I guess we'll find out like, that Justice you, League number 52, you know man. What I, you know what those days uh, – hey, who did you like? What rap star did you like when you were 16? Huh. You know huh. what? I can remember five years. Batman, what happened? Hey, we don't talk about that. <laughs> what, what the fuck? It makes no sense. 
I think I, uh, I I drank the Kool-Aid a little bit because I'm looking at my score now after we're talking about this. So I did get really excited for that lightning bolt just because fine, it was – But that, even talk. that is you making up things in your head. Oh, it is. It completely is. It's so is. funny if they're like – the Reapers start like, you know that lightning bolt? It was just a lightning bolt. It was Shazam. He Shazam. is what going on. But no, I, I gave this a 6.8 out of 10. Now – I'm switching what I put. I actually had six out of ten. I'm going five because yeah. I don't give a fuck. That's what we do when we talk that's about from now this. now on, everybody, that, that's the score. Five means I don't give a fuck. Sure does. Every score on our site goes from a six to a four. That five is, is uh, it's <laughs> only there for when you don't give a fuck. That's and something that you'll know that nobody else will. Yes, five out of ten, and fuck Five you. out of ten because I thought that this whole the series was nothing. <laughs> And it did nothing. I don't no. know what happened. I, I got excited for the last issue. You know, I might have been a little like overzealous in my score. Daddy and... yeah. Why even have that? Where is that fucking guy who looked like Shaggy? Did he get killed? I don't even... Neil I don't Richards. Remember. Mad Mod. Oh, God damn it. Go on with the next one. Martian Manhunter number 12, written by Rob Williams with art by Ben Oliver, Gabe Eltiev, and Tom Napolitano. Like the rest of my books so far, Martian Manhunter is ending his run with this issue, and man, it's crazy. After everything that our favorite Martian went through of splitting himself into different identities, bringing back Mars, and then getting Martian refugees to safety of Earth before Mars went back and died again, we find out here that Martian Manhunter is just crazy, and all of that good guys and bad guys in this book were all parts of him that he, unbeknownst to him, he created to play out an insane narrative. Yeah, what was what was happening in that in that airport when it was just him fucking believing it was going? I it doesn't make sense. It was it was like the white Martians. What about the other people? What about the people that were in the airport? Just the humans? Would they just see this guy traipsing around? And what happened when fucking uh, goddamn uh, uh, cars were blowing up when they were chasing when the Martian that was actually was going? cars were blowing up. That was all going on. Yeah, but who was it? I because it, it was all in his mind. No, no, it was not all in his mind. He doesn't cre- even I, – I'm it, telling you. The narrative was something that he yeah, created. You know what I, I'm telling you right now? Rob Williams could go fuck himself because ah. this was another one. This whole series was smoke and mirrors. It was a bunch of bullshit. I don't care. I know that everybody loves it because of the great characters and that. This issue to me was worse than the last one we just talked about because it just basically said, hey, look, fuck you guys. Nothing really happened. Reset. Go. Uh, nothing happened. This I think it's theory. a fun condensed story that no, I don't. I, again, you can say that about Titans Hunt. That we no, you can't. Made. Yeah, you can. No, because it makes just as much sense. No, I'm saying there was no problems where I could not understand the goddamn. No, we even said through the whole thing. We even said like, boy, we're confused oh, about no, they, what's going on. It was on. that. Yes. Yeah, but I'm saying that just, it was it was different than the way Titans Hunt played out. You went right. a whole thing of fucking 12 issues and at the end you're basically told that it was all a, a hoax to us and little did we know that he made up all these people he was and little insane. did he know and yeah i just to me it was nonsense this whole bit was nonsense and I, it angered me and i i did say i sent you a message that you're either going to hate it or love it you love i hated it i thought it was a bunch of fucking hooey and i think that because this book was good at a point and we love the characters i think the story Really doesn't hold up, and it's a bunch of bullshit. The characters were great, Mister Biscuits. I love Mr. Biscuits. Yeah, you love them, but the whole story—if you sat there and told me now the whole story—it makes no sense, and really, there's nothing to it now. There is nothing to it, and it, it angers me that I know that again. There's a lot of other books that are a bunch of nonsense that we say this one's right along with it. I'll tell you right now, I gave it a five because <laughs> nonsense. <laughs> Uh, fuck you. I, I can't take it 
because we had a book where I was invested in it at points. Now, I didn't like it as much as you uh, leading into this issue as well. Right. I was getting a little tired of the whole thing. But then we're basically told at the end, like, you know what? Yeah, everything you saw was hocus pocus and an insane guy. And you, we're going to have Martian Manhunter fly away. It's we're like, going to have his, uh, the girl revert back to uh, Alicia, back to a that little was the girl. Bullshit and now if anybody wants to use Martian Manhunter again, nothing happened. Like, that's pretty much so. We got a mindset of right now where Martian Manhunter is yeah, in his character. He, I'm saying, though, he's fucking way. insane. Yeah, I'm saying, though, and, the and dude's again, fucking insane. And this actually plays insane. out to me. But this you would say insane. The next time we see him, it's, they're not going to they're not going to say anything of it. He I, just I'm flew not, away. But I'm okay because I got the story out. I, this actually leads into how Marsh that one issue I think it was Justice League something um, where they say they had Martian Manhunter on that team until he freaked out and went crazy. Yeah. And this kind of leads. That's the only thing we've had of Martian Manhunter besides for that short thing of was, JLA, which he didn't do, or in jail, even JLU, where he, he did and nothing. And he was in really. Stormwatch. Oh yeah, and he had, but that was a race. And, but that was also a race, so I have no but idea really how that wasn't. even works. It just had that last issue, number thirty. That it just it, again, he is going to show up again, and we're going to have a bunch of other nonsense. It just seems, but yeah, he just flies away I, at the end. I'd never seen Martian Manhunter in this light before, and I really enjoyed but it. I, I'm, that's what I'm saying, though. That you say that this is a Batman story with the same thing. You're going to say the same thing. It's not nothing. Really, except you had Mar like that was the tie-in, but nothing to me screams Martian Manhunter at all. This whole series now. Well, we did have, we did find out some background though that Martian Manhunter was built as a weapon. Yeah, we never yeah. had that before. That's that's and how and he was, was created with one. the blood. No, Actually, that was like, that was, that was like zero seven issue. or something like that. I think they even said that in Zero Issue when he said, and he's like, he's the he's the weapon. And then yeah, he's well, like, he talked about he didn't it. want to be a weapon. We didn't get any background yeah. early on. We got one a few issues ago when we had the flashback to how Malphalak decided he was going to create this thing and he used Martian Manhunter to do it. But was it Malphalak? At that point, it was Malphalak. I do, you know, now we know that it really probably that really didn't even happen. Or the it new, did happen, the, but the, it was what, him doing it to himself. I'm saying no, no. That, all the stuff in the flashback, in my mind, happened because it was know. on Mars back in the day. That now. Because then he went to Earth after Mars yeah. was destroyed and went insane and like created said, all these I actual identities it, yeah. but again, to play out. He went there to make these identities because he couldn't stand Mars going. And that it just, to me, then you're saying like you could have a story where it's Batman fighting Mr. Bloom, whoever. He's yeah. fighting the Joker. At the end, you see he's been Arkham, in Arkham in a straitjacket. And you're like, oh, that, that was him thinking because he's went insane. That's yeah. basically what it was. And I'd be like, fuck you. I just read 12 issues and it's Batman. This is coming out of the fucking shower. And it's Bobby Ewing going, hey, everything's fine now, and flies away. I, I'm saying, really, we, it annoyed me. We had a new background on Martian Manhunter that I really enjoyed. But with this issue, though, I really like the idea of him just being crazy because of how crazy the series was. Yeah. It worked perfectly for like me. I and said, there will, I think, I, that I, I think the charm it, is what got everybody. I really do think this will be a split thing where people will either love it or hate it, like you said. I hate and it. And you hate it. I really enjoyed it. I'm telling you, when exactly I, I got done, and I was actually worried because I did not know how I felt. I yeah. sat back after I got done reading, and I even wrote to you and Reggie right away. I'm like, I think I like it. I think yeah. I actually love it a bit. I, if somebody asked me now if I, they should read the series, I'd say no. Because it's a fucking ending that uh, fucking it wipes everything away and then throws it in. Yeah, it's quirky, whatever. But this is Martian Manhunter. And yeah, we get a thing where he's insane. That's yeah. basically the whole story. And, but the whole thing with like him fighting the Justice League, that happened. All the stuff happened. Like, you know, his his background on Mars. Yeah, but that, even that was just, happened. that was one fucking three panels. And it was an origin story as well. 
Yeah, but uh, but again, when this happens at the end now, the way it ends, then it isn't because the next time we go, it's going to be totally different. And that's not Rob Williams' fault, no, I'm but no, it I'm still it throws me off that we're like, okay, it doesn't even end with like, and then I learn, you know, I, I'm going to go off. This is him just like, okay, that really didn't happen, and I'm just going to go. The Alicia's a girl again, and off I go until my next adventure. Well, I'm saying just, he goes off. He's unsure about himself because uh, he now he realizes he is fucking crazy. He just put all these people in danger and did all this stuff. And he wants to be a good guy. And Alicia came back. She's a child now, which is fucking nonsense. But she came back and like, I still believe in you. I still think that you can be a good guy. And he flies off. And we're just left with that hope. Basically, she says, you tried. Yeah. You tried to do we're it. We're left with that hope oh. where Martian Manhunter will still continue to try at least. Yeah, but I, I don't even – because of the way it ends, I'm like, okay, it's done, and fuck you. I, I don't get this idea where I'm thinking, now Martian Manhunter is going to go off and do this or that. I could care less, and I really don't care if we ever see him again. Really. I do, I'm do. i telling you, I do care. This book made me care about Martian Manhunter. It does, as an but it's not, it's, never gonna, it's not carrying over. Now we see that I don't need it to. This can be a contained story, which I'm happy with, and it's the best Martian Manhunter we got of the new 52. Oh, cause, yeah, because we got shit. Exactly. It, that's, that's the, so again, you're, you're going like I say. Okay, uh, American Alien is the best story of Superman like, in the New uh, 52. Uh, that Titans Hunt was the best Hawk and Dove we got in the New 52. Uh, but I'm not going to say that. it's I didn't read that. I can't tell you. <laughs> uh, and I'm not going to say that You know, all these others like, oh, my God, that was the best Joker's daughter story. No, I, I really was angered by it. And I thought, you know what? You're fucking laughing at us now. And that's what it is. And, yeah, it's a contained story. But I didn't get anything where – I didn't. I was not a Martian Manhunter fan from this book. No. Oh, well, I, I kind of am. Yeah, but it were you? Got me or on the were trolley. you a Mr. Biscuits fan? Or I were like you that like, character as where well. Where were you at any point but in this before, book a Martian before, Manhunter except when in he was the beginning. fighting Justice League? I'm saying that was that in like was it, issue though. two. Uh, yeah, issue two. We're on issue and then twelve. We, we had these and, aspects of John that came together, and, and the then we got John got, again. Though, is that he was insane? I, I don't I, – I just think that it's ridiculous that all these issues now it are pretty much not wiped away, but not even in the point where I sit there and go, huh, you know what's weird? Now that I think – this is like Fight Club where things are a little skewed now. I got to go back and think. No, it's just spelled out, and that's what it was. There's never yeah. a moment that I think to myself, boy, that was clever where I thought this or that. And in fact, they throw in a thing that they say – uh, that first, that zero issue, the preview. That preview, uh, yeah. When we, I went to that lunar module, and and uh, the white Martian talked to me, and it was my voice. Why didn't he say that then? Yeah, that would have been something. You know what actually. I mean? Now again, you might say that he had suppressed everything, and it didn't make sense to him. Now it fully, you are finding out through him the same time. Well, that kind of is a Fight Club moment. Yeah, where we, we then, could have a moment that, where we saw but a bunch of things. That doesn't make me where I'm like, boy. You know what? This doesn't make sense. And then when you're told this twist, it makes sense. There was never a point in this where I thought, oh, my God, why is Malfleck doing that? That doesn't make sense. For there, there is an issue where everything comes at you with this issue. It's not like we've been leading up to something where we could do that. It's Everything is thrown at you with this issue, with this conclusion. Yeah, but like I'm saying, when you see the video of fucking what's-his-name beating the shit out of himself, or even like a, I, I see dead people. Right. Everything and then you go back and have this. Before, you're like, holy shit, oh, yeah. that's not going to make sense. Oh, my God, it does. I didn't even see that. I didn't see that he was at the dinner table. No, I'm saying it would have been nice this, if we did have those moments throughout. Like that. It, everything that is brought to us is brought up here, and that's yeah. one drawback to but the like series I said, and yeah, overall. And it, but it's not like a sh- – like, yeah, it's not even that shocking. It was more to me shocking, like, holy shit, that's how he's going to end it? <laughs> I was never like, oh, my God, I didn't see – it was more – I didn't see it coming because it doesn't make any sense. 
and I'm pissed. I'm I, just going to. I'm going to run through the plot points real fast because I think we've pretty much just talked about our personal feelings up to here. But um, what we got here, we got in the, this issue includes the death of Agent Wessel, who tells yeah. the embodiment of Mars to return Alicia to being a child back on Earth. Well, it's just it's kind of a tall order, even with blood magic, whatever the fuck you got going on. Yeah. It just seems weird to send this adult female and back. And when now he dies, she's a child. That's the big thing that, you know, all of a sudden he dies and he is Martian Manhunter yeah, there. And you're like, holy shit, what that, happened? Man? That but really threw me off because I thought he was okay after last issue for some reason when he killed Malfleck. Yeah. I thought yeah. he was solid. I'm like, okay, yeah. he's back. But now he dies. Martian Manhunter and Pearl rescue the Martian refugees before Mars went back to its proper time and place to die. But the refugees didn't make the journey with John. And then we find out that he's crazy. And then the craziest part to me of this book is when Pearl is there. She is the last person left standing. And she's like, I want to be human. Please don't do this. And then he just yeah. absorbs her. Yeah, he absorbs All her. cold-hearted. You see uh, Phobos. And it looks like Phobos is doing some major damage. But that doesn't do – and and the whole thing with Mars just kind of ends very quickly to get – the. Uh, just to me, everything just – we're going to end it. Rebirth's coming. Yeah. He, there's no book, so let's end it. And it just ends in a, a fucking crazy-ass way that to me was like, hey, we've been crazy up to now. Wait till you see this. We're going to get real crazy. And it just I like it. Me. But yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't, and it angered me. To the point now I'm looking at it, it angers me even more. I, uh, did, I did love the art in the book. Yeah, I did too. I loved the art as well. I thought the art was great. But yeah, now that you're seeing the plot points and I'm going through, I'm like, yeah, that's about what happened. Yeah. Yeah, I, but no, fucking, I'm telling you, this is going to be one of those issues because even like, though, we have a 50 50 thing here. You hate it. I love it. Yeah. I think it's going to be like that a lot. Yep. Uh, nine I'm, out of 10. Yeah, not a lot of people uh, reviewed it, but yeah, it goes from nine of you down to seven five. Uh, grand finale of a mega arc says Comicosity. They're in. Uh, the art was outstanding. But yeah, I give it a five. I yeah. care less. It's done. I'll never. I might think back when, if I think back at this, I won't think back at Martian Manhunter. I'll yeah. think of, hey, remember that fucking Mr. Biscuits? You don't that's even like Mr. Biscuits, though. And I don't, but that's what I would think of. Because really, the big moments of Martian Manhunter were in the first two issues. And we're long gone from that. And I'd say, you remember that crazy-ass thing when Martian Manhunter was splitting 80 fucking people and they're doing <laughs> this? And, and he was actually himself, and he must have been fighting himself because he made a, a fucking play. Really, a, a bunch of nonsense. <laughs> But yeah, five out of ten. I know that. Uh, I think Brandon even said he loved it. But yeah. I think that it's more of a quirky uh, character deal that people fell in love with it up until now. I, I really, the rug was pulled out from under my feet. I fell <laughs> and I fucking shake my fist at Rob Williams. And uh, though he said, because he said in his mail, Brandon, he's like, I can't wait till his uh, Suicide Squad. Nah, I think it'll be very good. So I, I actually like the Royals, that uh, Vertigo title by Rob Williams. I don't think every book's going to be like this. You're not going to have a Suicide Squad where Harley sees Mr. Biscuits of her own. You know what I mean? You're yeah. not going to – he's going to do a Suicide Squad, probably straight up Suicide Squad. It'll I be really good. So. He's very yeah. good with characters. His character work's awesome. That's what I liked about this book. But the overall story was more uh, – I think it was confusing to a point of trying it, to be more it, clever it, than it, it was. Did. And to lead to this, and I think, yeah, I think it was trying to be more clever than it than it needed to be. Uh, but yeah, do you, do you know what did not try that? Our next the book, next book, Aquaman number fifty two, written yeah. by. And before you even go, on, <laughs> Aquaman, all you need Aquaman to be is fun. This yeah. Aquaman to me is just like Green Arrow. All I want is some fun. Yeah, honestly, Flash Boys just want to well. have fun and Flash. You just want fun. Keep go on because I want no fun. Aquaman number 52, written by Dan Abnett with art by Vincente Cifuentes, 
Juan Castro, Guy Major, and Tom Napolitano. Tom Napolitano. It's Tom Napolitano. Tom Napolitano. It's time to end the Deadwater arc and finish up Arthur's time in the New 52, but like a lot of books that are ending, this is a little underwhelming in that nothing is really cleared up besides for murder and guilt being the catalyst for the otherness water to affect Jonah Payne, but ultimately, it doesn't matter because that's all we get and Jonah Payne ends up allowing Arthur to kill him and our issue just ends. Uh, You didn't see Kung Pao, did you? I don't Kung know. Kung Pao, I did there's not. a character, no, I... Master Payne. Right. And every time Mara was saying Mr. Payne, I <laughs> thought of Kung Pao, and it made me giggle. And that was the most fun I had with the book. I watched one of those thing. parodies, but I can't remember which one it is. It wasn't Shaolin Soccer, but what no. the hell? Well, that wasn't even more of a – that was more of a uh, – that was uh, like a Kung Fu uh, Kung Fu hustle you probably saw. That's what it was. That's yeah, what that I was good. Was. And that's more that, of a yes. comedy type thing. I, that's Kung what I was Pao thinking of, yeah. Was straight up that I guess Steve – I can't remember his name. Uh, Oderic? Sure. Oderic. Uh, he went and got an old – movie and put himself in it and it's it's hilarious yeah, i've never I watched love, it so i love it you keep telling me why it's I never so did. goofy but uh yeah there's a guy master pain every time master pain master pain there's people and all the voices you know what's funny you like think of that version. i think of fucking uh damon wayans major pain yeah i actually thought of that too <laughs> that's what happens when a book like this because you, well, your what mind we starts here? to drift yeah, we learn no. I don't know. We learn some things, but they won't tell us because scavenger don't like talking. I, I don't you, know. This is a weird issue in that it just starts out with Aquaman beating the holy hell out of scavenger to get info on Deadwater. But besides yeah. for the most basic of exposition, we don't get anything. The void slash otherness is never explained and never brought up again. It just no. affected Jonah Payne and it, when he was escaping those, like, a down submarine. Eventually, yeah. it's so stupid. And I also like when he's like, "Hey." Uh, uh, whatever at the beginning scavenger's talking he's like hey i knew this day would come and i prepared for it trick myself out with the best combat where i could beg or steal for and that's this is what i'm getting and one uh, aquaman's return is that sounds like a guilty conscience <laughs> really what, what is that dialogue that it sounds like a guilty conscience now it sounds like a guy who's trying to arm himself up to kick the shit out of you <laughs> I, I don't understand we, we've we've had run-ins before i don't want it to end the last like though it did the last time yeah he's like that? you know what yeah i've gotten the shit kicked out of me many a time and this is going to end but yeah and then you get master pain master pain well, and and that even goes back and forth mara's there and uh, mara's an idiot as well because she's I, like Calms him down and then gets him all right. I need to ask you a question though, because uh, we had we had Deadwater phasing through Aquaman's attacks before. Remember how that was a big deal? Yeah, yeah. Until he got to the otherness where he was yeah, solid for some reason. He was solid. Do you remember ever being him becoming water? No, not water. And, and only, it, it seems like it shoved in. Maybe they were under, but yeah, it just shoved in because Mara. Mara has her throat. aquakinesis. And also, where it seems to me when the aquakinesis comes, when he is full water, I don't get the idea that uh, she gets rid of that water and there's a human underneath. No. It. Well, I think at that point he's done. You know, you could flush him down the drain. It just doesn't make sense. And who knows? Because I'm telling you, that whole dehydrated thing Mr. didn't really work out for me the way no. they described it. No, and even then I thought like, like he'd be a mummy. I don't know. Because before I'm... we saw just him sweating, even though that was inside of it, him. It was, like a, it was like a cry. Yeah. Or like yeah, a, he did. a single he tear turned him into us, fucking dead us laugh so much because I remember even then. That, that that tear was inside. <laughs> he made the tears. So oh, I understand. So there's, stupid. But people even, have a lot of water inside them. And then there's Mara. And then they're like, hey. is he like a gremlin? 
Like a mogwai who I can't get wet? Yeah, maybe, because I don't know. She she calms him Fuck down. Me. You know what? How He's did like, I I'm review sorry. this book and never have a Gremlins reference? Yeah, really. He's like, I'm sorry. I just can't bear. And then she starts in. Yeah, Aquaman's searching for a way to help you with your ex-employer, that son of a bitch. Ah! Scavenger probably did yeah, this to like, you somehow. don't know that you want to get him fired up. Now, and then he also, finds some water source and teleports yeah, away. Well, also, at that point, he has... He, he's there. Why are they not trying to at least get him back in like that container? I know it's broken. It's right there. Get him something. Get him somewhere right now. Get get him done there. Uh, no, she just starts taunting him. It makes this whole thing. It, it's so. And also, I love the, the thing. Can you please, please explain to me what dry land cussing is? Nope. It, it, like Mara's like, you fucking asshole. And like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's dry land cussing. I didn't know she was. Now, first off, the biggest thing is cussing like a sailor. Yeah. That's not dry land cussing. But what is dry land cussing? I think I it's like we. It's like the equivalent. Honestly, since they're from the water, it's going to be yeah, opposite. But like, when did you ever – when would you have said like you have like uh, Superman. He's from Krypton and he goes, you fuck. Like I'm going to shove that right up your ass. You know. Ooh, I didn't know that alien knew that cussing. No, it, what? It's cussing. It's, it's a cussing and a swearing. It's, it's a courting and a flirting. A fussing I, I, I and got, a feuding. I got so mad because all that was was for them to have a line. And Dude, I, the dialogue was terrible, and Meryl was uh, shoved in here. I'm telling you, that whole thing where he phases through by becoming water, we didn't have that before. That was thrown in just yeah, so we could have Meryl do something. Different. And then, yeah, the whole thing goes down to him beating the shit out of scavenger, yeah, he shows the shit out of, of scavenger, and him saying what happened to him. Answer the question, and you never really get the answer. He was down in a submarine that got yeah. stayed down, and, and then he had like, to kill two this, guys. We found this weird water. What do you mean weird? Well, you know their know. their electricity, their electric kind of things started going a little wacky, and then you know he did this, and the whole key was that this Jonah Payne. Ended up Master leaving Payne. two guys to die. Master Payne! He, they, he killed them to get the air die. tank so he yeah. could survive, and then somehow his guilt of that made him be able to be affected that, by well, this otherness. And he was also angry, and he went through. Cause then, and also, I like that too, is at, the scavenger's the worst because he's, hey, you had this guy you employed. I, that guy was a piece of shit. He couldn't even keep his marriage together. Always bitching and moaning. That's all you get. He's like, he's bitching. I heard him once. He said he couldn't see his kids. So I guess, that, and then he jumps to like 80 conclusions, which are right. But he, yeah. that's why he went work with me because the pay's good. And he wanted to pay that child support so he can go see him. Whoa, this is that fucking nuts. You know a lot more about this guy than you should. Yeah, really. At, at one point, he just said, I don't know what happened to him. He died. Yeah. <laughs> now we get this whole fucking story. Which I assume happens to a lot of people that work for Scavenger. Yeah, I do too. I don't and think he I goes actually, to every funeral is all I'm saying. No, I, I, don't, th I don't think he's going to uh, No Man Left Behind and then no. ends up like Jim Gordon at the doorstep giving fucking uh, dog. Like Forrest Gump talking about, look, half my business is now your family's business. Yeah, yeah I don't think that's happening. But no. yeah, uh, you get an idea that they have somewhere out there, there's this dark water, dead water. We'll never hear about it again. anything about it. Then at one point I was really taken aback when uh, Jonah comes and he's kind of reverting back to himself, but it looks... He becomes more, Venom. Yeah, he... And he... Actually, in the one thing, he looks like the guy who rips out hearts in fucking Temple of Doom. <laughs> like, there he is! Uh, yeah. He... Well, then, then, then he goes shows back. Up. He teleports, because now he wants revenge on Scavenger for what yeah. Maris told him. Yeah. The short little fucking conversation yeah. they had. He just and said, yeah, Aquaman's talking to him. I love it, because Aquaman's like, no, Deadwater just... Pushes him away and immediately starts chewing on Scavenger. Yeah, I'm like, looks, you are terrible. Looks like Scavenger's dead. 
But no, he's fine. Point. No, it looks well. He's in a well, coma. He's not, he's not fine. He's alive. But he looks like at that point he looks dead. Oh yeah, and he's I was like, holy shit, off. this is where they're gonna end Scavenger. Holy crap! And honestly, I'd end Scavenger there too. Why not? I know. But Fucking then, yeah. Scavenger. And then he comes, and that's where I said where uh, Aquaman later talks to Marin's like, I don't know why he did it. He came. It looked like he wanted to die. It was suicide by it Aquaman. Was. He fucking like he could have phased through, but no, he landed on and my chart. Really. really? What, what is his life going to be from now on? Either he is going to be in these tanks where you can't have moisture and it's uh, awful, or he's just going to be a regular person who is arrested. He has murdered yeah. people. And, you know, he was. Honestly, like, there's got to be something because up until this point in my mind, he has really been worried about his son. Now yeah. he just killed himself. Yeah, but now maybe, your son's an orphan. Yeah, even if he was like something like, uh, yeah, but it, it seems like he hasn't seen him in fucking six Whatever. years. I'm saying though, because of him though, and this otherness that took yeah. over, yeah, he I killed his wife, idea. and he now even, he killed himself. Yeah, I think he might even be like, uh, you know what? I don't want my son to see me like this. Kill me, Aquaman. It's so ridiculous. cure me, Aquaman, please. Yeah, but then he's going to jail anyway. He's not. There's no out. There's no some, plan there's B. There's got to be some like they can live in Spindrift, which is some like you know other soil or yeah, some but shit. I don't know that they let him like. I don't even know. Kill people like oh, you killed. Yeah, people. but we're gonna have has, your kid. You're gonna he have... hasn't killed people. Yeah, but dead he kind of did. What he oh, was well, they, at the beginning. <laughs> well, they were all fighting. I don't know. Yeah, I'm telling you, that was, that was self defense. And as we learn in these comics, when you're taken over by these monsters, it don't matter. Dude, you're Henry still... Allen. Henry Allen. Yeah, yeah. If he can stay out of jail, anybody can. Nonsense. But the yeah, art, I yeah. love the art. In this yeah, book. I did too. And the, you, you end uh, with them in uh, Amnesty Bay kissing. Yeah, that, it's a cheesy little ending. And Finn. And, Finn. and, then Finn. We're gonna, and this goes into Rebirth. There you go. Rebirth. This final story arc was nonsense. The best part of this whole thing was when Deadwater was killing people out of glasses of water and aquariums and shit. Yeah. And we didn't even know who he was then. That was the best part. Yeah, but then two more issues of learning. <laughs> I, I, haven't learned, I haven't learned dick. You know what I give this? A you five. Know what I, you know what I give this? <laughs> a five out of ten. Five. Five out of ten. Go fuck yourself, book. Right. Oh, my God. I'm so angry with these books. Can we have Rebirth already? Really? Fuck me. Let's just make up a Rebirth. I'm going to be Rebirth Aquaman. Uh, Rebirth Aquaman Rebirth number one. Written by, isn't Rebirth it Dan Abnett as well? I have no idea. Written by Dan Abnett. Aquaman decides that he's going to go get that Mr. Pie. <laughs> I could come up with a better story. Here we are, fucking yelling and screaming. These guys are uh, 80 times better at anything. Damn right. Still, they're getting paid. I'm not getting paid for this shit. Oh, my goodness. What are we up against now? We got Aquaman. What's next on this fucking outline? I don't even look at the outline. Next up, we have our digital spotlight. No, no, no. Veggie's books. Next book, we have Weird Comics History. Oh, I'm sorry. Weird Comics History, which is is the Silver Age Part 2 from last week. We're going to see more of or hear more about that. And I know it was Reggie's bits. Now, then we'll be back with Reggie's books in the digital, which, Eric, we already recorded, so me and you will be back with the, the remainder of the books. But, yeah, we got a bunch of shit. You're going to hear us screaming and yelling again. I, I'm telling you, this is the most angry I've been in any podcast just Can about the book. Can you imagine? Can you imagine these books? It's a, They're giving me nightmares and dreams, Eric. <laughs> nightmares and dreams. Here we go oh, off the third comics history. Uh, take it away, Reggie and Chris. Welcome back to Weird Comics History. My name is Reggie. 
My name is Chris. And we like to bring you some weird comics history every week on the WeirdScienceDCComics.com podcast. Uh, this week we actually have our first part two of an issue we talked about last week, the when Julius Schwartz created the Silver Age. Uh, but last week we barely talked about Julius Schwartz, right, Chris? Yeah, we uh, we we basically uh, we did the uh, the lead up to Julius a, Schwartz a, doing a brief, this. A it brief was, uh... history of comics going back to hieroglyphics and all the way up to about <laughs> 1954. Uh, just the whole to, preamble. Just to re- recap, uh, what we talked about, you know, there was a golden age of comics that really had its heyday in World War II. That's where we get a lot of our uh, most popular superheroes that we even know today: Wonder Woman, Superman, uh, Batman. They're all from that that era. Uh, the Flash, the first Flash, the first Green Lantern, uh, and they were really popular up until about World War II ended, and then the superheroes sort of waned in popularity. They gave way to romance and western, and especially horror comics became huge. Crime comics uh, was a huge thing at the time, and then in 1954 was the Kefauver hearings the, about juvenile delinquency, to which uh, Frederick Wortham, who had written a book called Seduction of the Innocent, which claimed that comics contributed to juvenile delinquency was one of the uh, contributing witnesses, and that really uh, was the death knell for comics. It brought, for comics as we know them, it brought about a code, the Comics Code Authority, which essentially neutered all comic stories. Superheroes had to be uncommonly good, and villains had to be uncommonly bad, and, and there were a lot of restrictions placed on what we could see, and the narrative kind of suffered for it. So yeah, dur- during that whole time... There weren't many superhero comics being published. In fact, I think only uh, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, and an Aquaman backup was it. Yeah, I think the... Aquaman, I think uh, Green Arrow was a backup too, but uh, That's right. probably Batman. not on the same scale. Yeah, but you know, th- th- that was it. And uh, all, all those comics, I recommend them because they're so silly and 1950s boring. You know, there's even a kind of flatness about the art. It, everything just sort of has, yeah, has a certain it's... veneer, you know. <laughs> It's interesting because, you know, you figure, you know, we look at comics as being this, you know, grand creative endeavor. But uh, when they were when the handcuffs were put on them, they usually, you know, when the handcuffs are put on you, you get creative. You find ways around. Comics just seem to kind of bend over. It was just, okay, we will we will just be four color play by the rules and not really explore any type of themes that could be construed as controversial in any way. Yeah, they, were, they really spun their wheels for, for several years just doing the same kind of stories over and over and over again, and never any real consequences, never really any conflict. So, uh, interestingly, comics did sell like gangbusters, but it's also important to remember this was a time of Donald Duck comics and other funny animal comics, and Little Lulu. It's Comics weren't just superheroes. In fact, they were mostly not superheroes. Yeah, it was very diverse. So, you know, out of that landscape comes, in 1956... The dawn of the Silver Age, yeah. with uh, showcase number four. That brings us the uh, the red-costumed uh, Flash. Uh, Barry Allen makes That's his right. first appearance there. The costume and, uh, from a ring. Yep, it comes out of his ring. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's funny, uh, in doing the research here, I found that uh, it's argued that Barry Allen is not the first Silver Age hero. Mm. I'm not sure how much credence you give this, but uh, Martian Manhunter is looked at by some circles as the first true Silver Age hero. Mm-hmm. He uh, first showed up about a year before Barry in a backup feature for uh, Detective Comics in issue uh, 225. That came out November 1955, where Barry showed up in October 1956. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know how much I lend to this, because... Uh, 
it was it was just a backup issue. It was just backup feature. He really he wasn't a reimagining. It wasn't like like yeah. Barry is not a new character, but he is a reimagining of an old property, which I think is kind of the uh, is kind of the trademark of. The DC Silver Age. I would do, I would agree with that. You know, Mar- Martian Manhunter has some uh, semi-scientific, as the phrase I used before, yes. trappings that sort of make him a little bit Silver Age. Uh, not to mention the space, the Mars angle. But dude, it's it's low popularity. It just doesn't have the same panache as dusting off an old Golden Age guy. You know, st- stripping him of his blousy shirts and his uh, wild-looking cape, and then putting him in a wetsuit. That really, to me, is the Silver Age, you know. So I, I think I think Martian Manhunter has a hand in there. Maybe that was testing the waters two years before the fact, but uh, I would really put it at showcase number four. Um, Certainly. And uh, yeah, that, that really was a, a sea change. Uh, yeah, the backups seemed to be just things that were floating. You know, Martian Manhunter, he could have taken off like gangbusters, but he didn't. You know, so I mean, you know, if history was kinder to old John Jones, there we we may popular opinion might be that he was first, but since it wasn't, he kind of just flies under the radar. Yeah, for even to this day, and sometimes he gets severely maligned as he has recently been in DC Comics. Although, yes, there was a recent series by Rob Williams that I recommend, but that's not really in what we're talking about here. <laughs> now, uh, we were talking about how, uh, you know, the Golden Age was rooted in global literature and uh, magic. A lot of magic, uh, yeah. Yeah, and uh, this uh, new age was uh, more science fiction oriented. Well, let's, let, let's, um, let's talk briefly about Barry Allen's certainly. new origin. So his old origin uh, for Jay Garrick, The Flash, was he knocked over some beakers full of hard water and the fumes <laughs> from water... Everybody, though those water fumes seeped into his system and gave him super speed. And we talked last week about how I think that you know uh, they might have thought that could happen, but it was really nonsense. Certainly. This time, it's uh, Barry Allen is a forensics what police scientist, police scientist, right? Yeah. And uh, he's the the Central City Police Department is probably the most underfunded police department in the country because they keep <laughs> their most hazardous chemicals on a bookshelf right by an open window. You know, usually in most most labs, I think they usually keep those in a case. You'll tell, am I right? Yeah, they 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 didn't have any locks in Central <laughs> nothing, City. It's yeah. Very strange. <laughs> it was they were they had just moved in, I guess. They were like, I'll put these here for now. And yeah, a, they were just temporary. And a bolt of now. lightning streaks in and smashes all the chemicals, and they bathe Barry Allen. And is some unknown mixture of those chemicals is able to give him permanent super speed. Now, it's definitely could be argued that that's just as much bullshit as. Hard, inhaling hard water, but I think by giving him a scientific career, I think by acknowledging chemical chemical research and chemistry, uh, it was an attempt by Julius Schwartz. Well, uh, you know, I got I got to disagree a little bit because one of the one of the tried and true uh, measures of uh, seeing how scientific something is is the repeatability of the same uh, experiment. Uh-huh. And years later. It would happen to someone else. The, the same thing. Same thing. I know. It's amazing. <laughs> Wally West would uh, get hit by that bolt of lightning that hits the chemicals and come out the very similar to uh, his uncle Barry. And you know, there was actually an issue where, and I, I wish I had the number with me, but it, it could it had to be around the same time. Kid Flash was around, so it was I would say before 1960, 58, 59, where Barry Allen has a dream that Iris West. Also gets the same powers. Now it was a dream, but so that's a third time. The exact same. Basically, 
put all of the hazardous forensic chemicals that you know on a, on a shelf and wait for a lightning storm, and you'll get super speed. Anyone can do it, you know? So it's a, it's a repeatable experiment, therefore it passes the it empirical passes method. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm surprised there's no journals about it, quite frankly. I'd like to see more of that. So that, yes, that, that really, you know, as, as much baloney as it is, and even I want to do a brief thing about his, uh, his ring, you know, his, his ring that ejects the suit. Yes. When that first, when that first came out, uh, every time it did, the caption was, just like an inflatable raft can, you know, inflate to several times its size when it hits the water, so too does Barry Allen's costume expand. That's definitely, True believer. That's, def- yeah, that's definitely <laughs> Julius Schwartz had read something in some magazine and just didn't, didn't understand really what was happening because you can't, you know, yeah, <laughs> it, the, the, the inflatable raft, first of all, it inflates, you know what I mean? So a lot of that space is air, and it's able to go several times its size because of that, but it's not like it molecularly grows. It, it's, no. you know what I mean? It's the same size, <laughs> uh, you know, without air as it is with air. It just has different volume, but that's okay. We, we, we forgive <laughs> Julius Schwartz for the kind of... Fudging it and uh, the, the gimmick. Although, again, I always thought I thought if any hero had the ability to run home and change, yeah, it's, it it's the Flash. Flash. <laughs> you know, like why does he have to carry this ring around? <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry to get a little bit off track there. Now, uh, the uh, these new heroes, uh, they were. Uh, I was reading in uh, Super Gods by uh, Grant Morrison. He uh, he stated that the Silver Age heroes represented the contemporary Kennedy man. Um, you you know, handsome, confident, go getters. Uh, they would rely more on their wits instead of their fists. So that was a uh, part of the shift from the Golden Age, where you know you'd have Superman punch a guy through a wall, right? And uh, and you know, in the in the you know Silver Age would try to outthink. His uh, his foes. He might fly to Antarctica, pick up a glacier, <laughs> and just over, drive it on him. Cook, well, <laughs> cause, <laughs> cause it to melt. That would cause a steam bath. I mean, you know, it, it was always. Yeah, it's it, funny. Mort Weisinger, who wrote Superman at the time, said that he would come up with as many ways. He, he felt like his object was how to figure out how Superman was going to get out of his jam without using his powers. Yeah, very I, Rube Goldberg. I think it's. I think it's a really interesting way to look at it. Uh, Batman also was very much more. Less gadget-based, more cagey, more using his uh, environmental trappings, yeah. So, you know, storytelling had changed a bit and maybe updated to something kids would be more interested in. Yeah, just uh, less, uh, you know, less point A to point B, and uh, you know, with a little bit of a tangent in there, where where there is a little break to, you know, decompress and think. The uh, these heroes were uh, costumed; they were dressed by Carmine Infantino, mm-hmm. and uh, these uh, costume designs were uh, they really streamlined and simplified from the, you know, the flowers, the blousy shirt, and the uh, big cape yeah. of uh, the Golden Age, and uh, most of these looks became the. You know the definitive iconic look for these characters that is still in practice today, and and really the definitive look for superheroes of any almost any company. You know, uh, yeah. definitely Marvel. Just the idea of wearing these skin tight outfits. Yeah, you know, other characters and the most popular characters of the day did have them already, but this I think just changed. Like there was going to be no more of this. You know, wearing a robe or whatever to be a superhero. You either had to be well nowadays. You have to be bare to the chest, bare to the waist. But back yes. then, you know, you had to wear a skin-tight wetsuit, and uh, to me, that that is that's the more striking shift from the oh, golden absolutely. to the silver age. The visual change. Uh, Carmen Infantino does deserve probably his own very own podcast. His uh, contributions to DC Comics and to comics are almost innumerable. But in mm-hmm. in, the, in this capacity, he also brought about a little bit of diamond, dynamic storytelling. 
you know, a little bit of foreshortening, a little bit of stepping out of the panel, a little bit of, like, action shots. He also was editor-in-chief at one time, which uh, is something else, you know. And we have that now at Marvel with uh, Axel, oh, no, uh, Joe Quesada, right? Axel Alonso is the editor-in-chief. Editor uh, Joe Quesada is the CCO at the moment, I believe. But he, he was editor-in-chief or something. He was, he was. For, yes. the, for, the, for an art guy to, to Certainly. get up there. You know, I think Infantino was the first one to do that. And, uh, you know, Very di likely. Dictated a uh, certain visual look for the, for the company. And uh, just can't, can't really say too much good about him. Or, uh, or enough good about him, I guess is a better way to put it. But, uh, but we, that's uh, for another day. <laughs> So the landscape right now, 1956, you know, people have talked about the 50s and it's kind of homogenized suburban aesthetic, but it also was a time of tremendous amounts of progress uh, scientifically and socially, especially towards the tail end of its civil rights kicked in right around 58. Uh, something else happened in 58, though, known as Sputnik, which was uh, when the USSR, Russia, launched their first satellite that orbited the planet. And uh, people tend to look at the 50s as when the space race started, but Sputnik was when that was the moment that the space race started. Before that, there were attempts to fire rockets. There was hopes of going maybe to look at the moon. Once the space race started, it was <laughs> we're going to land on the moon. The end, you know, we're going to see what it, what's yeah. on there, and we're going to put a flag there, and, and that's all there is to it. That really kicked in uh, as a promise two years later, or really one year later, uh, when Kennedy campaigned. But... 58 this was the this was the moment and you know it, it really changed everything about entertainment about society you know there was a kind of a concerted effort for people to get back to math and sciences in schools this is when uh, uh, Kennedy would later bring in the uh, standardized education something or other where you had to take mm -hmm. credits these certain credits of math and science and English and social studies every year so uh, it also he also brought in having to take gym credits every day in school. So if you that annoyed the shit out of you, you can blame John F. Kennedy for that. That was his uh, introduction. This this really was a sea change in uh, the way Americans viewed everything, and uh, the comics reflected that. Suddenly, it was it was no more necessarily fighting a guy robbing a bank or even fighting the penguin. It was fighting. The space monster it was fighting a lot of mm -hmm. alien threats. And this idea of just going into space. And uh, this was around a time that a character that, who had been around for several years, uh, I don't know if he's a Golden Age character. Do you know if Adam Strange? I don't I'm believe not he sure. Is. I don't believe he is. I don't is. think so. But Adam Strange, who is you know, DC's sort of space guy, uh, was brought in around this time and to tap totally into that zeitgeist of uh, <laughs> traveling through space, having space adventures. The whole nature of space adventures, too, changed where they were much more fantasy. Mm -hmm. uh, before that, it was go to go to Mars as a Martian civilization, whatever, talk to the king, fight the Martian dragon, you know what I mean, that kind yeah, of thing. Fight the civil war and, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we help them win their civil war <laughs> and everything will be great. This was much more like go to a planet, get samples, there's a piece of moss on it that, you know, grows into something that's going to usurp the entire ship. A lot more EC kind of science fiction stories and stuff that you'd see more in Twilight Zone in years to come. So this Certainly. was so 58 was the fulcrum sort of between I think those two ways of looking at science fiction as being, you know, more fiction heavy and then after that was more science heavy. Yeah, more based in a potential reality. And then and a, a 
science concept, we'll say. As I said Certainly. before, semi-science. Several, not, not really too much later than that. Uh, in 1961, we had the concept of the multiverse uh, introduced. Yeah. And uh, we'll touch on this briefly because I'm sure that we'll be talking about this at some point in the future. For sure. Um, this is, uh, and I think the, uh, I don't follow the television show Flash, but I think they're, aren't they playing off of this? Oh, yeah. They've got a multiverse yeah. going. The whole season for the Flash has been... Uh, them flitting back and forth between Earth Two and Earth Prime. Okay, uh, very I, good. I'm not gonna. I won't do a whole recap, but it's it's <laughs> it's it's heavily embedded in the lore of the show. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, this is the uh, Flash of Two Worlds we're talking about in uh, Flash number 123, September 1961. And uh, this is where we uh, we learn that, uh, you know, to Barry Allen and, and I guess to the entire Silver Age, uh, the heroes of the Golden Age were just that. They were they were. You know, costumed superhero yep. comic book characters. Now, this is uh, where the uh, two flashes meet, and it's got that iconic cover of uh, both flashes running towards a, a construction worker having a beam fallen on him. Mm-hmm. And, uh, on either side of a brick wall. Uh, yes, like, uh, yeah, hold on, I'm on my way. Yeah. This would introduce that concept of a multiverse where there are more than one Earth uh, in the DC universe. And uh, would bring forth uh, many crises yep, in the years right. to come. Uh, there was this. There was the annual summer crossover between the JLA and the JSA that continued, where they'd, you know, one year they'd have Crisis on Earth X, yeah, and they'd, you know, meet the Freedom Fighters, and then Crisis on Earth two or three, and they'd fight the Crime Syndicate, and uh, that all led to, you know, the the, the big crisis. But uh, yeah, I'm and the sure that <laughs> subsequent many many crises. But that's a, that's another topic. That's, uh, yes. <laughs> but I mean, right, right here, you're looking at the genesis of one of DC's strongest concepts. Some something that, frankly, Marvel has never been able to duplicate with the same kind of success, or at least with the same enthusiasm. Uh, even yeah. Though then DC, they just keep adding Spider-Man. They just, you know, yeah, they they're, they're okay <laughs> with many Spider-Man, but they've never really. I mean, there there is a multiverse in Marvel that I think now has collapsed. But uh, and the same thing happened in New Fifty Two. They basically wiped away the multiverse, which. That's really more editorializing for another time, but in generally yeah. speaking, through most of their history, Marvel was the one rooted in the real world, quote unquote. DC yeah. had a much more rich fantasy kind of a a, a uh, almost a less uh, rules. Yeah, fewer rules and and just like yeah, more possibilities. Yeah, they had like a viable team of superhero animals that were actually like considered part of canon, you know? Uh, yep. <laughs> so it, it right there it happened in 1961, but also something else happened that's in 1962, that we called the Marvel Age, uh, that was the debut of Fantastic Four number one, which did you in 1961? Oh, that was 1961. Yeah, uh, yeah, Amazing Fantasy age. was 1962. So, uh, but Chris and his diligence showed that there was actually an attempt to bring about the Marvel Age earlier, earlier even than uh, DC did it in 1953, cover dated. December 1953, Young Men number 24 uh, featured Captain America as a history teacher. Bucky as a student, Human Torch, was buried in the desert. That would be the android Human Torch, not the Johnny Storm Human Torch. And Namor returned underwater. Uh, This was obviously an attempt to sort of breathe life into these heroes and see if they had relevance, and they didn't take. Red Skull was a communist, that's right. They, They kind of wiped away the Nazi past, and the new enemy was communism. Uh, but you know this would sort of be a template for Marvel's entire uh, their how they handle timelines. They have what they call a sliding timeline, 
right now, I believe in the Marvel Universe, everything kind of starts seven years ago or something like that. Well, I, I think it, or it was at some point. I don't, I you know, I don't, I don't want to say things that we haven't done research, but I believe hmm. what I read something Tom Brevoort wrote a couple of years ago that Fantastic Four in the current universe would have debuted around two thousand two. Okay. So that's why now the, you know the military references are to Afghanistan and Iraq. And, you know, they deal with current, more current events problems. That's the way they've handled it, whereas DC is more prone to reboot. You know, wipe, <laughs> wipe away or change or whatever, throw a bunch of planets in the multiversal blender and, and spit them out and see what they come up with. This is sort of the, the way they deal with keeping these characters relevant forever. Oh, there we go. Dr. Droom, 1961. Amazing Adventures, 1961. Dr. Droom was sort of a uh, strange Dr. Strange, right? Sort of like a low-budget... Yeah. Like it was somebody that would become really one or more of Doctor Strange's villains, I think, was really more emulated. But this yeah. was a bringing out of of the new skin tight leotard wearing type superhero, and uh, even though it wasn't scientific, still kind of had more what we would know as the new trappings of the Silver Age. Yeah, the Silver Age aesthetic. Uh, undeniably, though, probably the most Silver Age property of all would be mm-hmm. the first family Fantastic Four. Uh, that would be uh, you know. The Reeds and uh, Ben Grimm. That was 1961, and uh, definitely considered the true start of the Marvel Age of Comics. I don't really see. I, I've never heard anyone contest that. And it was no. it was like a mixture of romance, science fiction, and horror and monster comics. Definitely, uh, essentially, you know, Kirby and Stanley have been doing this for a long time. At, by that time, you know, they've been doing Certainly. it for over 20 something years. So they stick with what they know, and they had. Fantastic Four were definitely based in space. They went into space, and cosmic rays gave them powers, and then they came back, and they fought monsters, and there was always this back and forth. One of them was a monster. One of them was actually, that's true, was an actual monster. And uh, this this was really what we would consider the the most Silver Age-y a comic could be. Absolutely. You know, also partly to Kirby's incredible compositions. I mean, he, he... you know, I talked about Carmen Infantino. Part of the reason I think he gets wiped away in a lot of discussions is because Kirby would come a few years later and just change the language of comics. Totally. Oh, completely. Uh, and, when, and when he did that, it was hard to look at guys like uh, Gil Kane and Infantino, who were great artists in their own right, but it seemed like what they were doing was uh, ancient. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, pretty much once Fantastic Four came out, they started rolling out a steady number of new books that uh, I can't remember the next one was it Thor I, I think it might have been Journey into Journey into Mystery yeah I believe, you know you had, you had Spider-Man everybody the Hulk came out they even brought back Namor they were able to bring back Captain America and make him relevant um, and you know Marvel would steadily gain market share I mean there's definitely a whole other podcast probably not to be done by <laughs> us about about Marvel's history just in that decade it's, it's very fascinating and I do recommend if Very people are interested to yeah. read the untold story of Marvel Comics by uh, Sean Howe, that's who it is. Hmm. It's actually right next to me. It's 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 a really interesting book. It tells talks mostly about Marvel, but also will tell you a lot about the comics industry at the time. Yeah, but, the landscape. But b- before the decade was out, Marvel would be the top selling uh, comics company. So this obviously worked for them. This was a uh, good little gimmick they did. Yeah. So. Uh, and that pretty much wraps up how the Silver Age began. I uh, sort of stumbled through it a little bit, but I think, hope you got some tidbits of information out of there. Um, just wanted to touch on the last bit 
about how uh, what Julius Schwartz did, which was to take an old property, dust it off, give it a new suit and new trappings. New coat of paint, yep. It's sort of what everyone, is sort of what the, the biggest and best writers have been doing today for years now. Uh, Absolutely. If you want to, you want to run down your new fifty-two ideas, they're well, pretty good. It, you know, I was uh, thinking. You know, I was uh, I was recently doing research on another uh, article I was writing, and uh, one thing that pops into mind: it, it's not a DC property, but uh, what uh, Alan Moore did with Marvel Man. Yeah, absolutely. Um, where you know the uh, the entire all of his golden to silver age exploits were memories that were implanted into him and the Marvel Man family. Yeah. So uh, when Alan Moore, you know, re- revitalized that character, he wasn't throwing everything away. So everything was still there. Whether or not it actually happened is immaterial. Yeah. But he, he all of those off. stories still count. And, yeah. And, and just, 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 I just want to say a brief thing. So what Marvel Man was for the UK was at first it was reprints of Fawcett Comics' Captain Marvel, who a lot of people might know as Shazam today. But when yeah. those ran out, when they could no longer make those comics due to a dispute with DC, which might be its own podcast, they started <laughs> to make new ones, and that's when they created, uh, you know, the Marvel Men family, and and, and uh, essentially created a new lore. But it was really milk toast, really forgettable. A forgettable lot of comics, yeah. And Alan Moore would bring in would 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 bring them into the really the late twentieth century yeah. Yeah, into the eighties, and. Uh, Kind of grossed them up a little bit, I guess we could say. <laughs> <laughs> but it was so good. Uh, oh yeah, that 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 is some good crazy comics. Probably the first of its kind of that kind of like gritty, real yeah, real uh, guttural, real noir, real noir <laughs> yeah. superhero comic. You might want to call it or something. Uh, yeah. Besides the spirit, uh, which is its own animal. Yes. Uh, you also had mentioned you know the new Fifty Two did a lot of this trying to dust off. Forgotten, especially Bronze Age properties like Dial yeah. for Heroes, uh, the Gem World, House of Secrets, Justice League Dark. They also had, I mean, you know, they're, they're dicking around with Kirby's Fourth World is sort of constantly omnipresent yeah, in DC, in but 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 they tried doing that too. Tried to like you know bring out OMAC and even Infinity Man and the Forever People, which I don't think anyone had thought about for thirty years up to that point, except for maybe <laughs> Dan DiDio, uh, maybe. and Keith Giffen, and. Uh, yeah, they they brought back the <laughs> the Batman of Zer and Ah, which really was yeah. one of you know it's funny before that even came out that's one of my favorite Batman stories the Batman from Planet X mm-hmm. uh, and that Batman's actually called Talenos, okay. one of the very stupidest names because it has not enough vowels in it. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, Graham Morrison took this concept when Batman had gone to another planet where on that planet he had Superman's powers. Yep. Uh, and and Talenos was the Batman of that planet. He was sort of in a green and or a, a purple and purple and orange and also, red yeah. ensemble. Very gaudy. <laughs> Whereas Grant Morrison changed that. That was actually his surrogate personality that he could slip into if he had ever been compromised, which is really kind of mind blowing, if you ask me. But that's that's my opinion on the matter. Um, you know, you can go on and on with this, though. You know, that that's Grant Morrison's claim to fame is is dredging up these weirdo characters and making them relevant today. That's Jonathan Hickman does that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's 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 on and on and on. Finding the corners of comics lore to exploit like that has become harder and harder. Obviously, as more and more people have done it, but it's sure. still it still is the bread and butter of a lot of the greatest creators or people that are considered the greatest creators today. Uh, if you have any more that come to mind. 
Um, you know, I, I was reading uh, Kevin Smith's Green Arrow, that the Quiver run, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I didn't really dig this take, but uh, he did uh, bring Stanley and his monster out. There you go, you know, and that's about a weird property. <laughs> yeah, that was just such a strange thing to see on a cover of a turn-of-the-century comic book was, you know, a Matt Wagner-painted Stanley and his monster. And, and after he had already done that miniseries that you reviewed on your blog, you know, kind of like yeah, the Phil Foglio one. That, yeah, that was even that was even more bizarre. So that's why Arnold Drake is has uh, he has uh, lines on the inside of his coffin from spinning around in his grave so often because people keep <laughs> fucking with his creations constantly. Oh boy! So that really wraps up, I think, our talk about how Julia Schwartz created the Silver Age way back in the fifties. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it. We hope you learned something. We hope that you want to write to us and tell us how wrong we are about everything. <laughs> and if you want to do that, you want to write to weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com. Or if you want to follow us on Twitter, I'm at Reggie Reggie. I'm at Ace Comics. And as I say every week, you would do yourself a great service to go to Chris's personal blog. That's Chris is on internetearths.blogspot.com. This week you did all four. Issues of Wild Dog, right? And that was that. Yeah, just yeah. I actually did uh, the first one a few months ago, and I, I forgot about it. Oh, okay. So then I, uh, and then I, I, I wrapped it up. It was such a fun story that I, I didn't see coming. It, it, it really is not a, not a bad miniseries, and you know, you really did bring out that, you know, you, you tend to tell just enough to make the reader feel like they've engaged with it, but they haven't quite <laughs> sat and returned every page and. Uh, Really well done. Also comes with ads at the bottom of every one that are from each issue, so you can really pretend that you bought it off the rack instead of just read somebody's blog. You can get into the gestalt of it. For Weird Comics History, I am Reggie. And I am Chris. And we will will, uh, see you next time. Excellent. Goodbye. (laughs) He's the monarch of motion, the sultan of speed, the wizard of whizzle, yes indeed. Go from here to China in a no time flat. Hey guys, uh, I'm just a fan of your show. I just uh, love listening to your podcast. I just thought I'd give you my rant. My rant, uh, my name is uh, Rocky, and I'm uh, from Canada, and uh, I'm just ranting about uh, my... uh, I'm upset with the New 52. I've never liked the New 52, generally speaking. Obviously, I like some parts of it. Uh, GLA, Batman, the usual cliche good stuff. Uh, But for the most part, it it was very difficult. And just for what it's worth, I pretty much read all of them. I'm a comic book addict. I need help. I read comics even if I don't like them. I, 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 I know of which I speak, and i got to tell you, I, I wasn't born with enough middle fingers to let you know how properly I feel about the New 52, okay? I mean, the, uh, <clears throat> I tell you, the symbol of the New 52, if it was a family tree, it would be a cactus, you know, because uh, every character in the New 52 is basically a prick. I mean, uh, everybody, everybody's an asshole in the New 52. They're dark, they're gloomy, they're not particularly happy. I mean, it's never really changed, you know? And I tell you, right, in a week that has involved the death of Darwin Cook, uh, who was all about fun and uh, the wonderful new frontier, it only reinforces what DC is missing and that I hope Rebirth encapsulates. 
I'm telling you, the new 52 was so ugly that uh, uh, I remember back in September 2011, my, my pet name for the new 52 uh, launch was Shit Happens. Uh, you know, if, uh, if shit comics was music, the new 52 would be an orchestra, as they say. Uh, particular standouts of ugliness in the new 52, Savage, Hawkman, Grifter, Deathstroke, were all drawn at some point by, uh, during the new 52 by Rob Liefeld. Hearing Liefeld talk about his experience at DC, one could be tricked into thinking that the failure of his endeavors were all DC's fault. However, the simple fact is that uh, contributing heavily to the failure was Liefeld's art itself, because his art sucks. I know it's cliche, cliche to say that, but seriously, those comics were so ugly that, I, you know, I could stick one of them out of my car window and I'd get arrested for mooning. It's ridiculous. I pondered giving away my Leifel Deathstroke New 52 issues to my friend's teenage kid, but I didn't want to make him cry. And my friend's kid is fucking blind, all right? I mean, uh, it was, you know, it's just not right. Uh, another seriously bad standout, New 52 uh, ugly part of the 52 is Convergence. Uh, of all the series events I've read in, in my 40 years of collecting comics, Convergence was got to be in the top three worst I've ever read. This series ranks, oh, probably maybe number one, maybe number one next to uh, Amazon's Attack, but at least Amazon's Attack seemed to have a coherent story, if you can believe that, compared to Convergence. Uh, aside from Ruck is the Question, which basically ignored the larger Convergence story, most all the Convergence titles sucked by far the largest collection of ugly I've ever seen. It proved that, yes, Virginia shit does pile that high. As an event, um, Convergence failed. Now, I tell you. Now, on another matter, you want to know how to get away with a bank robbery? Quick digression. Take any copy of any issue of Convergence, walk into a bank. It's so ugly, they will shut off the cameras. Approach the bank teller, show her any issue of Convergence. Her eyes will immediately begin bleeding then show everyone else in the bank, and I'm pretty sure you can rob it with no witnesses. While you're at it, you might as well even go to your local grocery store because you could probably rob the grocery store too. I'm sure even the onions in the produce department would cry. Now, you want free tinted windows for your car? Simple to accomplish. Drive up to your local auto dealership and without getting out of your car, flash the mechanic a cover to Convergence the Atom Number 1. Trust me. They will fucking trip over themselves, struggling to tint your windows for free just so they can minimize the offending clarity of the visual. The new 52. My God, where does one stop? There's so much to say. I challenge anybody to try to find transportation while holding an issue of new 52 Superboy. Fucking cab drivers will avoid you because of the goddamn smell. Fucking cab drivers. Now forget about trying to hail a city bus. Look. Another problem with the new 52 was editorial mismanagement. You want to know how to turn milk into yogurt instantly? Place a glass of milk on top of any transcript of any interview where Dan Didio or Jim Lee tries to explain the art of editorial management or publishing management. You will be fucking amazed. You got to see it to believe it. They might even have videos of it on YouTube if you look hard enough. The ugliest editorial phrase of the New 52 is, and I quote, story over canon, end quote. Remember this fucking pearl of editorial wisdom? Let me tell you, this phrase is so wrong-handed and so completely vomit-inducing that I actually began to call Dan Didio Moses because every time I fucking heard him say it, my ass cheeks parted like the fucking Red Sea, forcing me to shart Leifeld style all over the inside of my pants. I'm sincerely hoping 
now that Rebirth is embracing the idea of legacy, I can finally stop wearing the pens. But I ran too much. But you guys encourage it. You got a great show. That's all I got to say. Keep up the great work. Keep holding DC accountable. And let's hope Rebirth is better than the new 52. All right, we're back. We are back Woo! for the attack. Here we are. We got uh, Ray with us right now. You just heard his uh, sweet tones, your deep, sexy tones. How it's you weird. Doing? Again, I do not find your voice as deep now that we talk to you all the time, but my wife heard it the other day, and she's like, God damn, he talks deep. Yeah. That's sexy. She didn't mean that content either. Cause I, think you're, I think you're just losing your hearing, pups. Maybe. I just, you just sound normal now. now. You sound normal. But, yeah, we <laughs> are here with you with three books, two of which you reviewed. One which you didn't, but we're going to have you join in with us because if anybody is a fan of it, it'll be you, because I am not. But we're going to start with what, Reggie? Poison Ivy, Cycle of Life and Death, number five, written by Amy Chu, art by Clay Mann and Stephen Segovia, Seth Mann, Sandu Floria, Art Tiber, Tiber, and Ulysses Ariola, who... I'm sure awesome. was called the useless areola. The in- useless areola. I, the best was at first. I would never do ask Derek at first. He just went with areola. There was no sure Ulysses did. at the beginning. He went with Ariola, and we laughed so hard. And you got to butch that up a and, bit. And then, like, the next month, all of a sudden, the books had Ulysses on. We're like, he made the right choice. There you go. Yeah. Ulysses is a pretty tough name for me. It you is. Know? Oh, yeah. Uh, that's a pretty kick-ass name. Areola? No. And, yeah, useless areola, which, again, all he has to do is come back with, why are you talking about your moms? Boom. Done. Done. There and you go. Cat's all. Yep. It's all done. But tell us about Poison Ivy. Pamela, try, I, to, try to convince me that it was good, please. Why? Well, I, I can't do that, but <laughs> I will, I will tell you. Both of us. Yeah. I'll, I'll do the best I okay, can. Okay, try, please. Pamela Isley's plant-human hybrids have reached the awkward teenage years, and you know what that means. They are now the worst forms of life on Earth. I mean, have you ever seen a plant get acne? The ladies sneak out for an evening and wind up dancing at a strip club where they pretty much murder everyone. Mime Ivy shows up and brings them all home. They are followed by some kind of Pokemon that attacks Ivy at the end. <laughs> Meanwhile, the plant human teenagers are furiously sending Snapchats to their smartphones. You know, the, the, problem, the main problem now that you're talking about it that I think of is when Ivy goes, like you said, they, they pretty much murdered people, right? Like the whole strip yeah. club. Uh, ma- mainly, what's her name? The whole series has been about murder. But Ivy shows up and it's not like, oh my God, you shouldn't kill people. She's just yeah. mad like, hey, I told you. She's just mad because they disobeyed her and they yeah. have to get home. And yeah. that maybe, pe- like she my goes and almost says, like, listen, like girls, listen, girls, people are going to, you know, treat you poorly. Don't, no, <laughs> no, these people should, the people should run. And I, I, Fucking I, pitchforks and torches. I have one note for this book. And my main note is these girls are bitching and moaning. We shouldn't be locked up. Yeah, you should. Don't leave, don't let yeah. them leave the house. They, you're obviously dangerous as yes, shit. Yes. And yeah, maybe because she's kept them in this house and not done anything. I don't uh, think Ivy's the best mother. You know what they should do though? Though. though? What they should do is probably like make cutouts of, uh, Movie sets and film movies in that apartment, Reggie. You know oh, what I'm talking yeah. about. Just oh, get, sure. The wolf, doing, yeah, the wolf That was pack. depressing start, ass documentary. Start doing movies or something. Yeah, you that know, kind of awesome. Grow that hair long. <laughs> Those guys hey, have they, they got hair. plant powers that could probably make like plant yeah, sets. I, I don't you know. know. Really jungle make, set. Yeah, exactly. I, I, Ivy's more like, uh, you know, I don't really know how to be a parent. No, she should be saying to herself, listen, the, these three, some girls, quote unquote, they're crazy. 
they get out yeah. of here. You know Shit's what, going wrong. Don't you know let what them poison out. Poison Ivy is Poison Ivy is like that. Those Manhattan moms that send their kids to Montessori school <laughs> and have them and have them raised by like Jamaican nannies yeah, yeah. and are totally like cold and like you know they see them like four four times a year on holidays and that's basically. And then it. when they start smoking ganja and getting fucking hey hey, hey all, and they blame ganja. everyone else. They blame everyone else then. Yeah, exactly. They, but that's that, when they blame well, the that's, Jamaican that's what I'm saying. Then Poison Ivy, same thing. She doesn't like go there. I just. It gets me that she doesn't show up and say to them, like, guys, and, and maybe a lesson. <laughs> There's no yeah, lesson. She doesn't care. I, but I'll grant that those two cops probably live. Yeah. Two yeah, cops yeah, that come they, to the they club. Are, they live in my mind, too. Yeah, I, 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 think, I think we're going to see them again next next issue, yeah, and I, I, I could care less then as well. I don't really give a shit either, but I think Ivy showed up just in time. But I think everyone else in that club is dead. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was uh, totally Hellraiser 3 in that bitch. And then uh, and on the way out, Ivy says, no casualties. It's yeah, like, what the no fuck have you been doing this whole miniseries? It's killing <laughs> yeah, fucking... Yeah, really. That's all this has been. You're, you're killing like, she, she's been doing it low-key. She she's just gone. decided against it now. Hey, yeah. guys, uh, you know what? Well, no she casualties. She killed a guy in her apartment. Well, it's... Low key. Really? Yeah. It really Very, starts out... And I'm telling you, this whole thing... Low-key. We jump ahead... In time, and I ju- what happened to this book? <laughs> this is not it, anything it started, like the first it issue. It started three other arcs in the oh, future. I know. As you it's go, like we're another arc for this well, mini Let's rewind to that first issue. Actually, the first day, but even so, when I said this is a bunch of garbage and Eric, no, I, it's I garbage like that now. First issue. Oh, Eric and goodness. I both like the first one. I like the second yeah. one, and it, since then, we've and all just kind of gotten just more. Every issue power. has gotten progressively worse. Yeah, think of definitely. This as a trade, you're reading it, and when you get to this issue, especially <laughs> twenty-five you're weeks late, a row, and you're like, okay. To, I can see that, you know, you jump ahead, but when you jump ahead, have something have happened? It doesn't seem like it. Even so, like Darsham, hey, things are a little weird at the office lately. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, have, they, the, have they said anything about it? He doesn't elaborate at all no, on that. Things and also, been weird. I'm going home to go to bed now. Good hey, night. Hey, what? Things are weird at the office. And by the way, you haven't shown up for 25 weeks and you were the, uh, you know, a person of interest in murders. <laughs> but you yeah, haven't showed it. Yeah, well, yeah, really. <laughs> but she, was, she should be the main person. She has not shown up, it seems, at work. Where there were murders taking place, yeah. it's just gone. That, she, also, she also was like a major, you know, science acquisition. You yeah. know, like like. And so who's working there now? Yeah. And that, and what happened to all this with everybody? The other knew two it was Poison died. Ivy. Everybody knew it was Poison Ivy. They're dead or not dead, but yet still nothing. She's just at yeah. home now. She's on paternity leave. Yeah, that's all it is. We call that maternity leave. Yeah, maternity though, leave. I'm, uh, Jim's yeah. on paternity leave. I'm on paternity leave. I'm thinking she's on like Google. Uh, I heard they have like eight years of maternity leave. Yeah, you, they really they do it the uh, European yeah, way. In this, yeah, in this we get fucking karaoke. We get these three girls. I, is this supposed to be like? I, I don't know why these why this story even involves them. The <laughs> really whole center of the book just totally changes, you know, and, and it, it becomes seems about, like it was going to be the gang and, Gang of Ivy now. And, what and, is and, going and, on? I guess the, the thing is, is that up till now, these baby characters have not really figured in prominently at all. They've sort of been yeah. a creepy little side thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Which suddenly, I they, was just suddenly they're be. center center yeah, stage. Yeah, sexy little side thing. And they're the whole yeah. they're the whole issue. This is poison. But we have, we're on number five of six. It's the whole issue. Yeah. What is going to happen the next month? Do you think just a fight, just the three of them with Ivy at Darshamo, yeah. and they'll fight? What's his no. name? Is now the, a monster over? He is a monster. Yeah. And then I'm what's going to happen? They're going to just walk I, away gonna, and no, go no. to karaoke bar. I will tell you exactly what will happen because these things are monsters. We've seen them murder people in this book. We saw them fucking born out of plants. These are just straight up monsters. Mm-hmm. 
and we're going to have to have a little heart to the book at the end because after the big battle, their accelerated aging is going to make them yeah, die. And there's going to be Ivy saying, yeah. oh, my girls, I love you. I'm sorry this had to happen. Dead. And then we have to feel sorry for Poison Ivy, who has spent this series murdering And folk. then out yeah. of nowhere, Frankenstein's going to come and say, you know what? Uh, I knew a guy who once played God. <laughs> and then he's going to go. The only thing that I really got upset is they're no in that strip beard. club. They're in the strip club and there's Thorn. And I wish the guy, when he grabbed her ass, would have said, plant your ass over here. Plant it. Get it? Good one. Uh, nice one, terrible. I actually wish it was a little bit more like Bloodlines, where thorns came out of her ass, like that one, uh, was it, Haley's really? chick? Yeah, 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 yeah. I like it. Like, hey, baby, what's arm. your name? My name's Thorn. Oh, you mean because you have fucking thorns coming out of your fucking hair, <laughs> and you're green. <laughs> no, no, is that your stripper These name? Girls are green. She's green. She's green with shit coming out. Who Look hasn't wanted to pull a Captain Kirk before? Come on. Jesus yeah, I mean, I, to be honest, she's I got thorns all over herself. Right? Reggie wants to fuck a ghost. I want to fuck a green chick. Yeah, we I all just, have our I thing. I don't know. And they, the whole thing with the Harley, or they're in, and Ivy's like, they don't know anything. They they go out. They they're gonna go to a club. They seem to know a lot. They they're just <laughs> they, heading out. They, they know more about social life than I do. Hey, listen, yeah. I do a lot of karaoke lately. I, that doesn't mean that I'm worldly. <laughs> Because that's all they seem to do. They learn karaoke. They know everything. Off they go, dancing it up. I don't know. You know what? I, karaoke might be the, what life's all about, honestly. But, but, but they're at it. You realize they're at a strip club. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's not just a karaoke club. It's no, fun. no, it's no it a, isn't a karaoke. I'm saying they go out and they're like, let's go to a club. I all hope this, this is a karaoke an, club. All this, of them spending an hour an of just hour singing of karaoke. karaoke. And now maybe, apartment. maybe if they do a little karaoke to some public enemy, they're going to learn some shit. Grandmaster <laughs> Flash, they're going to learn hard. what's going down. It That'd seems like hard, they're actually. singing fucking, you know, Justin Bieber. Next thing you know, they go out. And also, really, Ivy is so, uh, she's got to keep a tighter grip on these girls. Uh, these girls, all they did at the beginning, we want to go out. Let's go out. Let's. Uh, hey, you know what? It's like uh, Phil Hartman, his, his fucking ex-wife. Listen, you're crazy. I'm going to divorce you. I'm going to go take a nap. Like She goes to bed. <laughs> you got to have up, something <laughs> else. You got to have something else or else you're going to die like Phil Hartman, Eric. You know, I miss Hartman so goddamn much. Why did he do? Why was he so nice that he's like, hey, I'm going to divorce you, you crazy bitch, after this nap? Yeah. So Good night. Weird. But yeah, really, uh, we could go in, in and out with this fucking book, but nothing happens except they go to a strip oh. club that seems to change its name, and these yeah. fucking the worst <laughs> policemen. That the, you're made to think that these policemen are working 24 hours a day, but since when? It's six months later. This guy's love- probably been sleeping the whole time. Well, we I, were told- I, say, I love these cops because they're, they're so the stupid. They're, they're the worst. We were told in this book, though, that. Uh, that whole thing with the botanical garden and all the deaths that have been going on, they were told to be quiet about it, not bring it up, not investigate yeah. it. And I really hope there's a payoff to that because it doesn't feel like there's going to be. We've been I don't dealing think with there's these cops. Be a payoff for, to anything. It, and it's so weird, though, because we have this uh, whole thing where we have these murders taking place because the book started out as a murder mystery. Yep. Here we are 25 weeks later and we're focusing on these plant children yeah, all grown it's up. Changed. The murder mystery, and, she even says, like, oh, they got murdered over there. It seems to be done. It's so weird, but I'm telling you, we we had Ivy and the other girls being haunted by nightmares of this plant monster man who shows up at the end. Yeah, and it's just very weird to me because it wants you to it wants to make you think that the monster is that Victor Lee character who was the slime ball boss of hers before who killed the old man yeah. Grimsley or whatever the fuck his name was. Mm. It the thing just doesn't add up to me because we saw somebody in her apartment. I think issue two. Break it up the place, and then we saw a shadow like staring above her somehow. 
And then the next couple issues, we go back to Botanical Gardens. We've seen Grimley since then. I mean, Victor Lee since then. He was not a monster man. Here it appears that he's a monster man, full blown and haunting their dreams. Yeah, but I, I he's think been low for well, what the about, last What about last weeks? issue when they were in the abandoned Botanical Gardens and they were being watched by some shadowy figure that had a red balloon, word balloon? Yeah. yeah. It's a whole was... different character, you know? But, but, and but I, I mean, don't know. The way they spell it out, this seems to be Grimley. It's the way that's it ends. Next oh, is no, Grim Victor, Finale. Victor yeah, so, or Grimly, maybe? I don't yeah, know. Says Grimly's the, dead. I, but it says next, the Grim Finale, and they're really making it seem like, no, that's okay. good. I didn't read into oh, that. Like, oh, maybe his death was faked, or maybe they, maybe they made a hybrid out of him. But, Man, I, I but, but, but the, the point of it is, at this point, I've ceased caring. I really, yeah, I really am so pulled out of story. I'm like, the fuck did I just read? I was reading you know? this, like, and what I'm is like, going God on? damn Reggie, why do we have to talk to you about this bullshit? <laughs> yeah, I, I, it, it'd be one thing, like, we're going to talk about Harley next, and I, I, I wasn't a big fan of that as well. But at least that has some fun to it. Yeah. This is like, I don't even know. I get so confused every issue of, what are they it's doing? Like, it's like a new comic book yeah, all of a sudden. Like, is. what the hell happened? It and totally it's changed so everything weird. about it. And yeah, people probably love it. They fucking the love it is, just because I actually, they want Ivy to be in more books, so they're going to support it. But this is nonsense. I was initially thrown off when we jump in this book, and it is 25 weeks later, and everything seems to be quiet within that half-year period. So I actually went in this kind of fresh. I'm like, okay, we got the girls growing up. I want to see what their characters are like because these are fresh characters pretty much. Last time we saw them, they were toddlers. Yeah. And But then halfway through, like, I, I just stopped caring because they are just murderers. They have no idea about anything. We're going to go and have fun until somebody tries to stop us, and we're going to kill them. No. The end. I, yeah. And we get, like, the, and then I just, it was so nuts. And, yeah, now you want, it's you so talk- pushed, though, that they are going to die. That, that you know they really yeah, it's so heavy handed with that. that oh you know and they I don't know what to say to them well we have no real connection to them so who no, gives I a don't shit give a exactly shit. <laughs> I that's really what I wanted less. though and I didn't get that connection. yeah we didn't get that at all if this fucking monster at the no end rips all three that. heads off and and yeah. shits down their throats I'll fucking laugh that's <laughs> the a best fucking part good time is, to me the best part is though we're talking about Ivy being a terrible mother. So if Ivy's the mother, that means the green has to be the father. And she grounds the girls, actually creates a plant freaking prison around yeah, them. I don't understand. Like, yeah. they already broke out of the plant. Yeah. They have plant ago. powers. Yeah. Yeah. But oh, then she goes, okay. to com- she goes to commune with the green. And in my mind, this is her like, I got to go talk to your father. And the green has no time for her. Like, I can't hear you. He's going out for a pack of smokes, honey. Calm down. Yeah, no, well, it's I mean, because the, I think the green, the Parliament of the Trees actually said, you know what? You don't connect to the green. Get the fuck out of here. What yeah, the hell I mean, are you that- talking about? My, my, I, I gotta say, just, my Swamp Thing nerd uh, alarm raised yeah, right there. I just want to know like, at the beginning. She, she's given them names to reflect their personalities. What, what's Hazel? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what's Hazel? Very, she has that Hazel, is. very Hazel personality. It, it, it actually, yeah, I, and Rose. Really? What, what is the personality there? That I've given them names. She to smells sweet. Is she nice? It doesn't seem it. Now she is actually. No, I think she's the she, nice one. Yeah, but it's still like roses also have thorns. What, where are you getting at this? I, yeah, I don't even understand that. It's it like makes I've no given sense. them names that reflect their personality. It's, and she said, that, and she said that two or three issues ago, too. And even then yeah. I was like, what the hell does yeah, that mean? What, like, what are you talking about? Well, actually, she said it was to reflect their powers, but still, that doesn't make any sense. No, you know? and but now it's their personality. The power of Hazel, you know? And yeah, like, at the beginning, they throw like the whole thing like, I was at the lab. And then, no, I could care less anymore. At least Thorn does. Although, although, to be honest, they all seem to have the same power. And Yeah. Pretty yeah. Much. Plants go nuts yeah. and, and shoot out pheromones. I love it. The next issue, what happens? They go. 
and they're like, oh, uh, poison, uh, yeah, poison ivy, Pamela, you've been cleared of all charges with Grimley and all these, but all these other murders you did, yeah. And and by the way, your your daughters, they're fucking, they're, they're they killed ten people. Now, yeah. that would be an amazing ending if she is That'd actually let go great. of those murders, but they they finger her for the fucking other murders other that she murders. actually did. Yep. That's. It's so that, and she, then she goes back to Arkham. That would be yep, a great back ending. Back to Arkham, thing. baby. But I yeah, agree. That would be going to be ended with Poison Ivy getting fingered. Uh, all right. I'd like to see that. So <laughs> I, mean, anyway. I, was, I was waiting. Actually, I, I didn't even think about it when I said it. That I'm like, oh, my God. I just opened this up. Yeah. Somebody had to say it, and that somebody was me. Yeah. Yes, it was. Yeah. But I gave, this, at? I gave this a five out of five. Five, five, five out of five. Yes, I perfect score. I gotta I gotta say the one one weird comment I have to make is since Clay Man has the only artist on this, as he was only one of them here, I really have liked the art better. And and that's I'm that's not a knock against Clay Man, but I just felt like his art was really stiff. I li- I and, like the character models it looks pretty cool. of the girls. I like the stuff yeah. and plus that guy should have said plant your ass over here. It's I just much it's just the like, camera. It's a decent, you know, looking look wise, it looks decent. And it's not bad. I actually don't like the art. I think this is the issue that I like the art the least, honestly. I yeah. give it a uh, myself probably a four point five out of. I just it it's nonsense. This is one of those when we talk and uh, you know, oh, if we weren't doing, there's no way I would touch yeah, this book. I'd now. be out of this book. Yeah, I'd yeah be so far done. Uh, what would you give it, Aaron? Um, I'm still. I, I was going to give it a five out of ten. But now that you said 4.5, and I'm thinking, oh, yeah, I don't really care for the art as much as I did before. So I'm probably leaning Believe towards me. a 4.5. 4.49 of that is art for me. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> for crying out loud. I don't even know what's going on, but let's go on to the next book. All right. Next book is Harley Quinn, number 28, written by Amanda Connor and Jimmy Palmiotti. Art by John Timms, Alex Sinclair, Moritzat, and Hi-Fi. Red Tools hastily arrange wedding to Harley Quinn is interrupted when the police riddle the church with bullets and kill all of the restrained people in attendance. That's okay, though, <laughs> because they were all criminals and scumbags anyway. Later, Red, Tool and Harley... <laughs> Later, Red Tool and Harley have a date on the broadwalk, but the fact that Tool doesn't get the signal when Harley disrobes and walks into the ocean implies he's probably never going to seal the deal. Mm. And that's too bad, because somewhere in this stupid story for idiots, I started to like this moronic parody of a character. Dumb comic books. Dumb. Uh, you know what? It's funny because what you just said is the whole comic, and really to me, it could have been done in like 15 pages. It really, Probably. It really had some padding uh, on Oh, on my and God. I, it I, took forever to read I this said for me. The error. Again, we have an and issue. And I skip pages. Well, I have an issue. When you review the book, obviously, you're going to have to go through the whole thing. But when we're getting writing and it's something like this, like I got to probably page. I'm looking now. Probably about page 12, and I'm like, well, when is this going to end? <laughs> it just yeah. kept going and going, and I, I liked it enough. I liked Red Tool. I, I, yeah. I laughed at it. Actually, uh, uh, Joel is in uh, at a Comic-Con with Jimmy Pomiotti and Amanda Connor today, and he Whoa. sent me a message. He's like, hey, you want me to ask them why they hate you? And so I'm like, they don't really hate us that Whoa, much anymore, especially with Reggie's stuff. I said, uh, as a joke, go and ask to say, Hey, uh, you know what? I can't get a grip on where you got this red tool. What, what is that character based on? He wouldn't yeah. do it. He wouldn't do it, though. And then wrote back, I think it's Deathstroke. Come on. <laughs> and then I really wrote, do. no. And then he said he was joking. So hopefully right. it was. I said, okay. I thought he had lost could it. You get, could you get Palmiotti to put on a leather jacket and sp- slick and his hair go, back? Hey! And hey, freaking put his arm around. Give the thumbs up. Cigarette, that'd, that'd be cool. so good. Yeah, but uh, oh. I mean, this, this issue is... It's fine. 
<laughs> you like I mean, those, Reggie. I like the art. It's the end of a. It's the end of a three part arc. Yeah. You know, so if this if this was your first, you know, jump on, you're gonna be you're gonna wonder what the hell happened. I thought it was well done. I, I really thought it was pretty well crafted. The whole intro thing, somewhere somewhere in you know after he got his head knocked out, I started to take Red's tool more seriously as a character. And really? so I, I saw him as more of kind of a uh, you know kind of a antihero. Okay. Uh, he went to know. the love boat though. They killed Captain sure Steubing. And right. the best is that Captain Steubing looks like he'd be in Cracked Magazine. What do you think of that? Cracked magazine. <laughs> no, I, I liked it. Again, I, 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 there was some fun. Uh, just I, I just looked it up here. I was I checked out at page eight where I got the third really? holy cremoli kind of thing. Holy now, cremoli. I'll have to say, actually, it, to be quite holy honest. Holy three poli. Me, uh, personally, three it, it was uh, page 13. And you know when that was? It's when uh, Red Tool came out of the, the drink. And that's why I'm like, oh, here we go. We're back to this. But it's okay. I, I really you, didn't, you didn't see the dream sequence that Moritz had, Drew? No, no. I, no, I, I'm saying I, I, he, I went, he went, but he just I checked out. Uh, <laughs> I, I stopped reading everything at that point and I went through and got the greatest hits after that. The greatest hits. God, that, you know, that Moritz had can draw a honey. Yeah, he can. I like, the, I like the art's always good. You always say if G. Paul yeah. Money and Amanda Connor have a book, it's going to look great. And it's, it's, it's it always really the does. Case. And uh, once the dream was over, uh, I was out, and you explained everything that happens in your blurb, and really, yeah. you know what I mean? They, yeah, they you know have something a priest, about, and they have when a, Red Tool goes to when when they go to the boardwalk and they have their thing. Like they're really, it, it there's something develops there. Where first Red Tool basically explains to Harley to the anybody anybody jumping on this comic just got a crash course in fucking Harley Quinn. Yes, like yeah, I read page. that. Part. Then then he hits that father in the head with a hammer, and then there's sort of. <laughs> Uh, there's sort of a change where I like that so much. Yeah, I, I like that too. You know, and, and it impresses her. You know, it's you exactly thought I was going to hit the kid, didn't likes. you? Yeah. Uh, and then there's sort of a change where I feel like he's no longer speaking about Harley. He's sort of speaking to people that identify with Harley. You know, and 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 this sort of his his dialogue just becomes more. And I started to really empathize with him. I fell in love with the damn guy. I got to say, yeah. you know, even though he, uh, you know, looks like a wannabe Deadpool with yeah. stupid. Give you knives on his back. Well, I'll tell you, was... after we tweeted this, I had to, you know, freaking explain things and argue with people all night about uh, Red Tool not being Deadpool. And I, <laughs> did you see that on, on Twitter? The one guy, what, is Deadpool in that? No, it's, it's Red Tool. Really? They, they should have had uh, D- Deadpool. And I, yeah, there yeah, would be some uh, yeah. freaking uh, yeah. lawsuits. And they're like, that's just stupid. Life, I'm like, no, it's just for fun. Whatever, it's a parody. It's fun. <laughs> it's all, and then the guy fun. said, I don't like it because Harley is too jokey and and too not serious and and over the top. I like Deadpool. <laughs> really? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, Conversation over. Yeah. Deadpool's yeah. not jokey. So not I'm telling you, with Dead, with Red Tool in this, it did get people that even just our little deal got people asking. So it was a pretty. Well, frankly, frankly, if you, well, if you pick this book up thinking that was dead, Deadpool, then you don't know what Deadpool looks no. like. So that's it's really it's really on you. Yeah. I, I say you every are time though, the funk at that point. Yeah. I, I say every time with Harley Quinn, you're either on the Harley Quinn trolley or you're not. If you if you don't like the stupid trappings of Harley's like dumbass Coney Island world, then there's nothing for you here because that's all it is. Every yeah. issue, you know, and it does kind of kind of run the same gamut every time. But if you're enjoying it, hey, I thought this, I really like this issue. I gave it an 8.5 out of 10. 
Uh, a lot of that would probably go to the art. A lot of that would go to Maritat, personally. I really like that shit. But uh, I dug it. I thought yeah, it was a good uh, good ending to this the arc. The art is really I good. I was pleased. Now it's going to set up with the uh, the guy with his son had been with that yeah. axe through the head. And Which is go. weird because that was just like a nothing scene. Yeah, it was. It two issues ago. And, and, so I had no and idea what was going on. You that also end. have that background thing of key, that keeps going about the uh, the mayor. And yeah. you know, he had that deal, and now that. But it does seem like they're going to get out of that with that new police commissioner becoming the mayor, because he even says like, "When I take his job, I'll, I'll make." But that'll be that'll be better. later, you know. So there's yeah, going to yeah, be some be friction. Later. I mean, yeah. they, these are well written comics in that in that technical sense where they are seeding stories for later all the time, yeah. and they've got a lot of stuff going on. Jimmy Palmiotti's out, and Connor. They're obviously no slouches, no. but you know, it's it's if you can't stand Holy Cromoli. I yeah, cannot. You're, you're out. Then you're out. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, I, just, I, I like sexy away. Harley though. Yeah, it's, I like just I'm, think it's like that... it's back in the '90s, and I'm just watching Baywatch, and yeah. I don't care about the story. Yeah, I just think that, it, that this story, a lot of times these issues get stretched out a bit. Uh, but yeah, there's this Ultron machine at the end. That's yeah, cool. I saw that. Okay. That made me very happy. There's always some fun things. But yeah. I'm paging through right now, though. Something I didn't realize when reading earlier, though, that I really like is the lettering for Red Tool. Oh, I didn't yeah, realize yeah. that his like caption box was all fucking saw saws and, and, and saw blades. Well, that's yeah. a throwback to the way he was written in the 90s, isn't it? I wasn't positive, but... Uh... I, I've never heard of Red Tool before in my life. Well, no, Deadpool. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. That was Deadpool used to speak in weapons also, just Man. like that. I'm almost positive in the, in the maybe late 90s, early 2000s. Thousands. That guy. Okay. Uh, I, was, I had the early '90s Joe Kelly cool stuff. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I, that, I think that that was cool. Actually, that was one thing I was even going to say earlier uh, that I really did like the the different panels that when he talks. Yeah, you know, one is like a screw. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or like, or like a saw. Then there's what, a and the screw them. screws into the next thing of and dialogue. One looks like it's a, you know, an anvil. <laughs> Somehow, I mean, these, these the, the letterer obviously had a good time with this one. I wonder if they got. Yeah. I wonder. I don't know who lettered it offhand. Yeah. But uh, it's a fun book. It's it's you know a quality book. I feel like you're never gonna get feel too ripped off yeah. if you if you get it because yeah, if nothing else, like Eric says forever. There'll Jesus probably be some Christ. stroke. There'll probably uh, be some stroke yeah. material. I I I'd give it a six. I'd give it a six six five. I do like the art. It just again like Art's you said, great. if you know Harley and love it and go with it, then go go for it. You'll yeah. love it, and that's why it must. It just keeps selling. I think you guys brainwashed me. I think I drank the Kool-Aid. I really am. I'm enjoying Harley lately. All right. Well, the next one, though, is the probably, I mean, it could be considered, it's at least one of the big books of the week. Did you say what oh, score you'd sure. give Harley? Or? No, no I did not. I was hoping you would not talk mm, about it. Um, just give it a five know. and go with it. I, would, I think I'd give it mail a five. It in. Mail in a five. <laughs> Boom. Put a stamp on it. Mail that fucker in. But yeah, the next one is probably, I mean, they they let people put the review out early, and this was yeah. the kickoff issue, which I think was a mistake. What do you think of that? I think uh, well, no, I agree with it you. is Future Quest. I'll just tell you, I think they should have started with Scooby-Doo. I really Definitely. do, because people would have been more in it. This is an odd book before you even go, because I asked you to do the uh, the blurb, Reggie, because I don't even right. know what the hell it is. To, to me, this one is the most niche of them only because like you could say wacky racers is uh, but that's just gonna be what's it called fucking terror dome or what, what is i always Ooh. forget that when they say because they even got the guy who did the uh the the car models and what's the goddamn movie with fucking you know tina turner I oh Thund- thunderdome fucking, yeah what, but what oh is, jesus christ i can't even what is the goddamn fucking regular title 
Mad Max. Mad Max. That's it's basically Mad Max. They've spelled it out. They got the person who did the med, the new Mad Max. Uh, oh really? All right. To do the vehicle designs. So even if you're like, I don't even know what wacky racings racers are. You don't need to. It's just going to be guys racing in crazy vehicles. I want to watch wacky races. Yeah, but like, uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> the Flintstones. Everybody knows. Yeah, I know. The Flintstones, you know, Scooby Doo are the layups. Scooby Doo, you know? and you know, like I said, this well, was this a weird one, one to lead yeah, with. To lead with, it's very odd because I really do that. I hate, hate Johnny Quest. I hate it. I can't stand wow. him. I never liked it. I, I never was into it at all. So this one, when we were deciding who was going to do what, uh, Jody said, I'll do it. Fucking thank God. Because I did not want to get stuck with it. I, I Jody liked it. it. Jody and, and really, it's so weird to me because I don't even like like a lot of people love Space Ghost. Care less. Uh, Birdman. I never was a huge. Yeah, I like Space, Space Ghost. Coast to coast. coast. Yeah, yeah, I, I didn't yeah. like that that much. I, I, you know, like Birdman. That well, that's that's because you're a communist. That's right. But yeah, I that's just, the, you know what? That's the biggest problem I had when I was reading this book because. I watched a lot of these like kind of almost serious Hanna Barbera cartoons when I was a kid, and I didn't like them that much because it was just off the wall sci fi stuff like that, and yeah. it, it just wasn't the heroes that I liked from the comic books and the other cartoons growing up because they're, they, these were old when I was a kid. No, and but even, even I came, yeah. I'm saying when I came into this though, these characters have been so parodies, and like Venture Brothers, yeah. Harvey Birdman, yeah. Attorney yeah. Law. That's all I saw, and then yeah. I got mad because that's what I wanted to see, and, and then I got even fucking just that, Johnny but Quest. Yeah, we instead. haven't even gone into all of the different ones that are going to be in here. They have the Impossibles, they have the Herculoids. All I don't these even are going to be thrown in, are. and I don't know that if you. This is the one that's like such a broad scope of things. Like you might be a big Space Ghost fan. But not like Bert. You know what not I mean? Not unless he's behind that table yeah, it's just, interviewing uh, people. It's just all of these characters. And... All right, all right. Hey, hey, hey. You guys are putting the cart before the horse here. I wrote this beautiful blurb. Yeah, let's hear your gut. You know, sheesh. I, I worked on this blurb all day Good. long. I okay. hope it's not as long as it took me to get through this issue. Me yeah, too. it's a, it's it's about as long as uh, that well, 19 minute uh, phone you call. Wanna, so. Yeah, actually, you want you want me to tell you just before, right before your blurb, I started reading this last Tuesday. What we got yeah. earlier, and I, I couldn't get through the first three pages, and I finally had to do it right before this podcast because I, it just I couldn't do it. But go on, Reggie. Well, let's hear your fucking words. Hanna Barbera Future <laughs> Quest. <laughs> Hanna Barbera Future Quest number one, written by Jeff Parker, art by Evan Doc Shaner, Steve the Dude Rude, and oh, Jordy Belair. Rick yeah, Rude. The dude Rick Rude did, this. did Rick Rude Ooh. at one point while he was? I think Rick Rude. Does he do colors? Rick Probably I no, no. He, he no, he, I think, no, he drew. I know he shakes there and shakes his head. What I Bellet thought Rick Rude did was he puts the color on his chest and then he puts his hands and then flicks it at the page. Just like, there you yeah. go. Just, a rude. just like Rick Rude. Yeah, big uh, fucking mouth lips on his goddamn cock. There. Yeah. Whoa. Hey. Yeah. All right. right that was that's, on his, that's not but, featured in this comic, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. It's an all ages. I hope it was. After crash landing in the. After crash landing in the swampy area near Palm Keys, adventurers Johnny Quest and Haji spot a ton of interdimensional vortices displaying different Hanna-Barbera properties. Dr. Zim and the agents of fear who don't want to see the boys run away with all the toys attack them and try to round up the power of these space warps themselves. But one man-bird and one bird stand in opposition to their scheme. Birdman and Avenger, the bird. bird. And there it is. That's the word. I wanted to fit more instances of bird in that sentence. Yeah. I just, bird. <laughs> no, he's no, one man the bird, bird with a bird wants to give a bird. With bird. The bird. 
What what was going on at the beginning? Uh, Jetpacks. Who are they? Are they or the Green Lantern the Corps? Uh, no, crazy oh. shit. Oh yeah, the actual beginning. I actually oh, yeah. forgot all about that. Oh, yeah. part. I'm talking about in the distant world years before. That's how I had no idea what was going on. Obviously, it's where no these idea. fucking artifacts were put together or whatnot. But you go on, and yeah, there's Johnny Quest, and I already immediately I'm irritated. There he is, fucking Dipsy doing around, fucking jetpack <laughs> like an asshole. Him and fucking <laughs> even Haji. Haji's the fucking voice of reason. Like, listen, Johnny, you motherfucker. Uh, then you have if race. You die, they'll send me back to my country. Yeah, I like too. It's like, hey. Look at down there. What are those? They're fucking fucking alligators. Get away. Swap monsters. Yeah, he gets like, all close. Like, oh, my fuck? God. You mean they're, they're going to try to get, attack me? Fuck you. Your father's a scientist <laughs> and you know nothing. Yeah. And there's race. Race is going with fucking bandit. Or and whatever. I'm telling you, because of me <laughs> loving the Venture Brothers, I'm just reading freaking race's voice yeah. as Patrick Warp. Well, I'm telling you just in general, if you are a fan of Johnny Quest, and uh, then you'll probably love it. You probably will love this book. I, I don't know. I really don't. Uh, Anytime... For me, I'm not like a non. I never loved Johnny Quest. But I'm not a non-fan of Johnny Quest. And this seemed more boring than an episode of well, Johnny Quest. I, I know. Say, so is, that's the thing. I can't tell you what a real episode was because I always turned it off. And or I fell thought asleep. after this, I thought, boy, if this really like represents. The, the cartoon, boy, I'm glad I, I hated it. I just didn't like it. It was boring. I liked me anyway. And uh, but yeah, this I mean, is, the, this is a boring not, comic. The art, the art is good. Yeah, the art's great. I like the yeah. art a lot. Uh, it's really, a boring it's really, comic though. Yeah, it is. I don't it was know. Like, comic. here's where we go. L- let me tell you. Let me uh, riddle you this. You have the Flintstones, right? That's coming yeah. out. It's right. going to be a satire of modern technology, all that. They've said it. It's the guy who does Prez. I wish I could remember his name, uh, whatever the guy's Ty, name is. Ty Templeton? No, no, no somebody else. But who? Yeah. But that's there. Then you have Scooby-Doo. Ben Caldwell? Yeah, uh, yeah Ben there Caldwell. Then you have Scooby-Doo. Okay, we'll mix it up. We're going to have the uh, the apocalypse. They're going to yeah. have zombies, all that. Then you have the Wacky Racers where it is the uh, Mad, Mad Max, Max thing. Thunder, what is this besides... Hey, let's get all these properties in a fucking hodgepodge and throw it at them because yeah. I don't understand. Oh wait, I already read Convergence. That, yeah, is that, that's what I was going to say. This actually reminds me a bit of Convergence with fucking Oblivion stones thrown in, <laughs> and I don't get the angle. I don't know what the angle is besides let's get like, hey, did you ever want to see Johnny Quest with Space Ghost? No, no, I never did. I, I'm telling you. But that's, I, essentially, I that's essentially the way of what they're telling you. But that's you're what see. this, that's the angle. Herculoid's yeah. fighting alongside. It seems like the angle the of this. show at? And yeah, you, you, we get it. <laughs> the fucking these artifacts and stuff are going to bring all these, the impossible, you know, all these characters in together. But I don't get the angle of why we're supposed to want to be excited about it. Now, like I, said, never watched, I never watched the Space Ghost show besides for the 90s, you know, like uh, Coast to Coast. Could anyone tell me why Space Ghost was in the swamp? I think he just showed up. He yeah, just showed up. I, I was there by a vortex. One of these vortex vortexes. Yeah, I think that that's what right. popped out of that. That's what. That's why I said it's like uh, almost like Oblivion Stones or Door. Yeah. Like, all this shit's going to lead to just that. that. Just that one. That one rock shooting. Yeah. Monster from Herculoids is, shows up dead. You know, I think they're yeah. kind of just leaking, leaking out of the other yeah, dimension. Yeah, they're like leaking out of it. I, I, can't I wonder. I wonder if this, if it wasn't for you know, Venture Brothers and all of that, where they couldn't, like, they can't make this goofy, or people will just say, oh, look at them, it's the Hanna-Barbera, but now they're, they're you know, taking it from that and all that, so it's, it's like, extra serious. 
The thing is, if they made it goofy, though, I mean, Hanna Barbera owns the properties that upon which these things were parodied. Yeah. Theoretically, it would be, it could be even funnier because it's actually them. No, yeah, could. you know or what I mean. Like you'd they, be like, "That's so ridiculous." And that's why yeah, Coast to Coast then. worked and Birdman Attorney at Law. It's hilarious. Yeah, I think that this yeah. is just them trying to be. I don't know an actual like, hey, if we had a Johnny Quest cartoon and these characters showed up. But it really is boring. Well, it's supposed to be an exciting comic, and it's not an exciting no, comic. It's you know, it's, it's supposed to be like a you know action. Comic. Really, if you're going to do anything, how about they they should have just went boom. Johnny is now grown up. His dad fucking disappeared. They got to fucking find him. Who He's a junkie. Something like that. Did they ever do that cartoon where Johnny was grown up? I don't know. I, I kind of remember something about maybe I was making shit why up. Why not I don't know. do that? That, that his dad went uh, years ago, disappeared during an experiment. Johnny's uh, grown up. Him and Haji, Adventure Brothers. Him and Haji get the fucking band back together. And his mother did his Both of them are thirty. Yeah. And then, he, or, he, he loses his eyesight trying to save a blind man crossing the street yeah. and gets superpowers. So right? Nice. Defends so Hell's nice. Kitchen. Let's do some Daredevil. Fuck there you it. go. Whatever. Do Haji is Daredevil. This. this is just, it's not very good. It really How's isn't. that? How's that for a time for a change of a... Johnny Quest is Moon Knight. Yeah. <laughs> now we're talking. I'm, I'm DC, looking, are you listening? DC, I, no? I'm looking at it right Marvel now. up your comics? Yes, I'm looking Here's at this now. I, I do not, this comic, the only way this sells is to people our age, even like Jim's age. She's fucking ancient. Because there's no way that kids today are gravitating towards Johnny Quest or Space Ghost or Birdman and Avenger. I, yeah, no, I, I disagree. I think this is more for people that are younger than all of us who want to, oh, that's going to be cool to get that comic because that's an old card. I don't know anybody growing up, anybody who liked Johnny Quest. Nobody. And I've never heard like anybody. my dad might have? I don't, I, no. I bet you he didn't. Why do you think they made Venture Brothers and these parodies? Because those cartoons suck so much that it was funny to make fun of them. Yeah, they it's, didn't, it's they true. don't have Although, that for these other characters. They don't have When Johnny you know, Quest first came out, I think people did think it was all right, but this was, that was 66. Yeah, and, it, and, that, so and even then, stupid. I think that even sure then were. it was a take on, you know, uh, Frank Gibson, uh, Speed Gibson and his flying, you know, things from the 50s. It, it yeah. already was outdated. It, it just, it's nonsense. <laughs> Somebody's out there like, I love Johnny Quest. Yeah, yeah. Jody, like, Jody loved it. Go fuck yourself. That's yeah, what I, I, I say, have, you I have Jody's morons. score here. Jody gave it an 8 out of 10, and that's yeah. nice. Yeah. I, you know, I'll tell you. If, he actually was going to go lower and read it art, again and thought that it was a little better. He was going to go a little lower, he told me. For art. Art's I think great. You, you I really like the it. art. I really have not, not one it looks problem good. With it. But but you know what's interesting is that since nothing happens, it's like yeah. there's no di- there's nothing really dynamic happening. It's just a lot of people talking and sitting sitting dad, around. <laughs> his dad just disappeared, and he had but to I go did. get Haji. And I don't. I was going to make some racist joke about. Haji, I do love I me not. some Birdman though, and I don't mean Michael Keaton. So I was yeah. thrilled to see him yeah. figure prominently. Even then, I'm I'm just worried that you like there. That's what I'm saying. Like that you like. Are you going to get That's enough it. Birdman in these issues to like? Oh, you know what? I'll, I'll keep going. I, why did they start and with I, this? But people, seem I'm to telling like you, it. I was I, so messed up too because I saw Avenger there and I had no idea. For some reason, Birdman did not compute. For some reason, I was thinking the Blue Falcon, which and makes it, sense because that's a much more popular character. You know, Birdman. Is it? <laughs> I think he is. You know, the uh, yeah, I think he's. I think he was bigger than Birdman. Birdman. Didn't even really run in, in uh, that many reruns throughout the seventies. They sh- yeah. showed so up in the. Gotta, I'm looking at the uh, reviews. Tens, on a ten out of, of tens, and a lot. That's the other thing that I would say as well 
is if you go into this without any knowledge of any of the ca- – I don't think – these people are like, this is a really great jumping on point for people who don't know who Johnny Quest is. No. I no. don't think that's true. I don't think it is. I don't know who Johnny no. Quest is, and I was lost in this no, book. I, I, think they, t- I think they could have made a book like that, and they mm-hmm. didn't. You know, I, they I could have made like a more worst, generalized. The worst to me is when they're flying around and they crash land and uh, race and bandit have already fucking crashed and they yeah. have no idea. And they cra- and Johnny's laughing it up. He's fucking laughing. <laughs> Dick. Like, what are you He's doing? I, I don't like him. I, I get, I'm skewed from this and all that. And he, well, what, Quest what would you is a terrible you? father. <laughs> I see it there. He's like laughing it up. Uh, I'd probably give it a five because I like the art a lot. Yeah. Um, the art. If you go five for art and five for story, that sort of way, it's tough not to give it a, a high enough score because the art is really good. I, yeah. I do like it. But, yeah, overall, I did not – this did not change my mind. I wish I would have read this and said, you know what? I never liked Johnny Quest at all. But you know what? I had fun reading this. It was a lot of fun. It wasn't that fun. And no, that's it what wasn't I thought. Fun. I thought it was when boring. I get, when yeah. it came – when I saw it, even the cover, like everything looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. And it just, I, I it know just the wasn't. thing is like DC right now, their whole thing is like our characters are legacy characters. We got to bring them back to what they once were. And for this, these characters, though, these ones demand a reboot to bring them more modern and to make the them more is, accessible. That's and what give this, them a, I something think that's new. That's what this is supposed to be. That's what yeah, I'm well, saying. The, these I, are they all mentioned old GPS. feels to it. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, I know they mentioned GPS. Yeah, still I can't get it through my head what their concept of this was, except let's throw all the characters together because all There's the others, whether it's it. awful when we read it or whatever, but that Scooby Doo is a hey, let's have you know Walking Dead meets Scooby Doo. At it, least it that's sounds something. Like fun. At least yeah, it's fun or, uh, or at least interesting. I want to check yeah. that out. Just yeah, because. I do too. Um, but this, it just seemed to just want to just throw these characters all on the page and, and think <laughs> that harkens, they're that exciting. This comic make, like harkens back to me at a time where I wish there were better cartoons on than me watching no, Johnny no, Quest and really, fucking the rest of them. same with me. There was, and where what, are the gummy bears at? Why at, is Johnny points, Quest on? You know, um, I, this would come on, and yeah, I'd be fucking... I, and yet, probably at this point, when, this, when Johnny Quest would be on in any sort of rotation, I would find Scooby-Doo or the Flintstones. I would go and find those... <laughs> Instead, I, I don't really, even care for them that much, but they're ten times better. But yet, when they announced this, it, it to me, I thought, okay, it'll be fun. And it's not. It's no, not. I, I had no fun. It's the Thundar fucking comic. Hey, Where is it, Reggie? Even that, that would have been awesome. Have that. Have it a post-apocalyptic fucking Thundar. Go for it. You don't even have don't to change, change anything. Thundar meets no, you don't telos. have to change anything. You just have it Thund- going. It would have been telos. Awesome. That'd be hilarious. Are uh, the Thunder? What would you give Son it? Son of Thunder. <laughs> May uh, again, I have no connection. I honestly, this book is not for me, and I hate when that happens because I don't know how to like go in and score it. Then because I just feel weird because I will be biased in my own opinions because it's not for me. I did not have fun. I said I I would give it a four out of ten. Yeah, I give it a five. I like I said, I like the art a lot, and I I the art was great, but I don't care about the characters. Like when I see it on TV, I started tuning it out, tuning it out. Goodness gracious. But what did you say you'd give it, Reggie? I got I only said Jody's score. He gave it an eight out of ten. Okay, I'd probably, to give? be honest, I'd give it a seven out of ten. I love really? Birdman. I'm familiar with these characters, but really the art is top notch in this yeah, thing. It's yeah. it's it's quite amazing. And I think I think I enjoyed it more than you guys. Yeah. Less than Jody. But I do everything you're saying is true. If you're not already invested in this in this connected Hanna Barbera universe yeah. that never existed before today. 
then you're going to be lost and wonder no, what the I, fuck and not give so, a shit. That's so crazy, man. You think, like, Jody's got to be, what, 22, I think? You think he knows these characters? I, I mean, may, may, maybe he, he was able to take more of it at face value because he didn't, you know? That, that's that, that's possible. I think that the younger set yeah. will like it a little more because they want to know, but yet it doesn't give you anything. I think that most people, like Eric said, are going into this knowing few, uh, Venture Brothers and things like that and just going with it. And like, yeah, you know what? It's kind of, I get the point. I get the idea. I, I don't just know. wished it was Venture Brothers the whole goddamn time. No, yeah. I just wanted it to be fun. But yeah. Boys just want to have fun. Oh. Uh, Haji, <laughs> and yeah, fun isn't them running the, around on jetpacks. You know, for some reason, Haji was the highlight of the book. <laughs> yeah, I don't I, mind I, Haji. I, I, I just like Haji was fucking cool. He's telling Johnny he's an asshole. That's why I like him. I agree he, with Haji. He's he the, the voice of reason. reason. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, oh. oh well, well, we're done that. Uh, Fuck I'm it. sorry, Reggie. <laughs> your, your section of books, a bunch of garbage. Bunch of garbage. Uh, but we're going to move on. All right, digital spotlight. Digital spotlight. Maybe we'll like something a little more. Is Futures Future Quest. I always want to say Futures Quest, too. I don't know why. Futures End Quest. Yeah, that's what it keeps reminding me of, and I didn't like that. So, yeah, it's really, god damn it. Johnny Quest is now in the Batman Beyond suit. Fuck that. It'd be better than Tim Drake at this point. That is true. All of a sudden, it's freaking... That's a burn, kid! All of a sudden, it's Johnny Quest. You better get your SPF 5000 out for that burn, baby. (laughs) All right, we're going to start this digital spotlight with you, Reggie, with your book. Adventures of Supergirl, Chapter 9, written by Sterling Gates, art by Carmen Carnero and Sandra Molina. Kara and her sister Alex beat up a bunch of Kryptonian robots, but Alex proves to be no match for Facet, a badass military commander made of chromed metal. So basically, Destro's sister. After getting tossed around a while, Alex sets off a bomb, and Kara is able to grab her and escape before the whole place goes kablooey. Now for some answers from Kara's Kryptonian mom, who could manifest as a hologram like Tupac? Oh, like or Tupac Michael Jackson. Or Michael Jackson. Or Michael. Any other ones they do? Princess Princess Leia in the in that you know the first true. Star Wars. That is true. I, I thought you were gonna uh, say Princess Die there. I'm like, that'd be a ooh. bad taste. I don't know Ooh. what prin- what would Princess Die? They'd have the hologram in the middle of fucking Africa. No, no, I, was, I imagine it was during that the wedding of uh, Prince William back then. She's just there as a hologram. She's there? That would be funny. Oh, <laughs> my mom no, no. would have cried. Oh, my mom loved that princess die. I had to watch that fucking wedding. Sat down. You know, I'm a boy, Mom. I'm a boy. Yeah. I don't want to watch this yeah. wedding. Oh, no, Jess, Jess woke up way early when freaking Prince William was getting married. Yeah, fuck that. I, I slept in that day. Yeah, yeah, every day. I don't give a fuck. What did you? What did you say? What you gave this? Right? No, it, it was a good. It was a good issue. Capped off this arc. It wasn't great though. Kind of had not much happened. Seven point five out of ten. All right, I'm gonna continue. Princess to die. Princess dead. Uh, Injustice Year Five Number Twenty Two or Chapter Twenty Two, written by Brian Bucciolato, art by Zermonico. I bet you Zermonico. Zermonico would like. Princess Di in the fucking... Hello, my audience. name is Rex Locus and Wes Abbott. This week, Injustice continues to have a pretty awesome Harley, but the big story is Alfred. Alfred? He'd Molina? like Lady Di. Alfred, you know that. He probably Alfred got up Molina? early. No, not Alfred Molina. Alfred Raiders. Penny probably got up... He probably got up pretty early to watch that Prince William fucking wedding. <laughs> After <laughs> Harley has had enough with trying to convince Shazam to turn to Team Batman, we watch Superman pay Alfred a little visit. Superman's still really pissed about Alfred telling Damien that he lives his life in fear and is at the mansion to prove him wrong. Alfred not only doesn't listen to Superman, but pretty much dismisses him like a little bitch. 
What do you ah, think of that? A little bitch. I like it. He is. He's fucking, oh my goodness. Things are about to get real deadly in year five, and the cliffhanger shows that Hawkman is joining back up with Batman to get Fuck a little yeah. taste of himself. Bouchelot continues kicking ass by giving fans great character moments, and Zermonico jumps into the book, and his art is awesome. I gave this a nine out of ten, and I don't think oh. Alfred is going to live. A bit. Yeah, there's Hawkman. Three issues. I think, wow. uh, I think that Alfred, uh, three issues from now, dead. All right, Most that's, that's for you, here's, Manship. Here's... Manship hates the spoilers. That has nothing to do with the game, Manship. I'm just telling you, I read the fucking uh, solicits. It doesn't look good for Alfred. What do you I'm just saying, it's going to be one of those double kills where Hawkman's standing behind Alfred. Man's going to yeah. kill them. Uh, Get I, them well, both. The, the thing is, though, they're not in any... Uh, Alfred's at the mansion. Who knows where the fuck Hawkman is? He's with Batman in fucking Antarctica or something, wherever they're hiding anymore. And, uh, yeah, Bat- I'm trying to... Alfred keeps saying, like, I'm telling you, Superman will say, why did you say that? And Alfred basically is like, because that's what you are, you fucking bitch. Fuck you. And then they would, and then they would go to the next bitch. panel, and Superman's eyes are glowing red. And then he'll say something else. Like, it seems like he pulls Alfred himself back. Alfred is so and says, hardcore. Come on, you Alfred. Don't give a shit. Come on, Alfred. You don't mean that, right? You know, we'll go have a drink. I don't know. What are you going to have, an apple teeny? Uh, <laughs> eyes going I'm telling you it, it was really bad and Alfred's gonna he's gonna die because uh, hey, hey fuck it we do Pull spoilers up scary little it, right? bitch. we'll talk about spoilers <laughs> something happens that they say that it brings Damien and Batman together uh, I think that might be it yeah there you go spoilers possibly next one uh, Legend of Wonder Woman number 26 or chapter 26 I don't know why I didn't put chapter uh, written by Renee Delise art by Renee Delise and Ray Dillon the first volume of Legend of Wonder Woman is almost over. I put that because I'm not really sure, but it seems like next issue is it. I had no idea. I never really looked into it. I've just been enjoying the ride. And somebody is like, oh, man, I'm glad that they announced that volume two, which they did, uh, because next week is the last issue. I didn't know. I think Ray, uh, Dill- I think I saw Ray Dillon say that he was putting the finishing touches on the uh, yeah, finale yeah. today. So after last, that's weird that that would be next week's issue. Though. Yeah. You know well, what I'm saying? I mean, I, to be so, honest, what do you say? This is 22? What's that? 26. This is issue twenty six. Twenty six. So, so twenty seven makes sense the way yeah. the way they, they issue, gather it. Issues. Yeah, I, I think that does make sense. But yeah, yeah it just seems weird. Uh, this one's pretty much one big fight scene, and while it's not a letdown, it's also not as good as last week's awesome chapter because it was awesome. Now that Diana is full out Wonder Woman, she takes on the Titan, which we found out last issue is a Manhunter from the you know the Manhunters, Green yeah. Lantern, and awesome. War. And we get to see its twisted origin. The issue ends with what looks like her giving it the death blow. I'm telling you, freaking dim mock. I didn't read this issue, but like on the on the site, there was somebody who commented. I just saw the comments, not actually on the post page. But I'm looking yeah. at it. Dude's talking about, oh wow, so this is like a Manhunter from the Green Lantern. And I thought he was commenting on Martian Manhunter first. I'm like, no, yeah, you're all man. <laughs> Yeah, because you just went to the comments yeah. thing with all the different comments. Yeah, There really isn't much more to say as Delise and Dylan give us some action-filled filler before finishing up this first volume. Of course, the art is outstanding as always, and I gave this issue an 8 out of 10, which I think I've never gone under an 8 for this whole thing. This is... It, it was filler. It's all my, setting up next my issue. My name's I Jim believe... Werner. I gush up Legend of Wonder Woman. Uh, I think next issue is just going to be her finishing off this uh, Titan and then basically like, and then Steve Trevor said that she he loved her and Edda went back home. And uh, I don't know what else they're going to do uh, because they had no idea that they were going to get a volume two. I think it's going to tie up with one of those, like a end of uh, Stand By Me. 
I don't know. Maybe maybe since it's digital, it's easier for them to kind of change yeah, on the fly. That's why I, just, I, I don't, it, it I don't know. It just seems like they're going to end with this, and then that's going to. It's weird too because this won't end like World War Two, which they're going in, but it kind of seems like it's supposed to. The but further they legends ju- of Wonder Woman. They they have jumped uh, forward in different things, so we'll see. But I, I'm looking forward to it. But yeah, I do this book, and uh, that's it for Digital Spotlight. And we'll get back to the podcast. If if you look at DC, kind of like the Star Wars universe, everything pre-Flashpoint would be like the original trilogy, which is really good. And then the DC New 52 and DCU are more like the prequels. And I think Harper Rowe is the Jar Jar Binks of the New 52. So, um, and it just has to do with, with Snyder and the new continuity. And it's just, I mean, Snyder comes, tries to be self-effacing and, and acts like, well, you know, I just try to act, he's good, he tries to be, but he has, I think he just has a huge conceit. He comes out in these interviews, says, says things like, oh, well, we would never take away year one, so zero year is not going to be a new origin, it's, it's origin, it's going to be a deal with different stuff, and then, of course, it's a whole new origin, it, completely eradicates year one it's and and then his whole thing about not using not using um damien as a robin well i have a son around that age uh, i can't write someone that age uh, and i just i just call that bs he just doesn't want to use that damien because it's not a character he created and and you know he doesn't he he doesn't want to play with the with the characters he didn't create because, okay, you don't have a son around that age. Well, you've got Tim Drake who's sitting around not doing it. You know, you don't want to use Damien because you've got a son that age. You've got Tim Drake sitting around doing nothing, nothing in the new 52, except being on some kind of horrible Titans reboot for the fourth, fifth time. Use Tim Drake. He's a bit older. You don't have a son that age. And then um, it, it just goes into the whole thing with, this is the thing. Snyder, isn't this this he's not writing Batman. If this were an I don't have I don't have a problem with other versions of Batman like uh, I don't have a problem with the one in, you know, um the Batman V Superman. He goes around killing people. Well it's okay, that's the version they're using for that continuity. Not my favorite and you know, he uses guns, not my favorite, but it's it's you know, it's an alternate take on it. But if you're writing the main Batman story the one that has been set up for over 75 years, you don't make that, you make that an Elseworlds story. You don't make that the main continuity. I mean, you've got, he doesn't use Alfred. He keeps Alfred away for most of the main run, and then he cuts his hand off for some reason until the end they sew it back on with magic. But he doesn't use, doesn't, doesn't use Robin. I don't write Robin well. I don't write Damien well. But he brings in, he brings in, you know, his own characters. He, he brings a, a version of Julia Pennyworth, who apparently was a character way, way back in the day, and brings in a new version of her. And he brings in Harper Rowe, and and then all of a sudden, hey, Batman, you know, in in the first before the first Eternal, the little preview. Well, I don't like guns. She doesn't have a problem using them. And then Harper Rowe, oh, wait, she's faster. She's stronger than Superman, faster than The Flash, a better programmer than Tim ever was, a better detective than Tim ever was. And it's just, 
it's ridiculous. And then he brings in Duke. I don't have anything against Duke, but if you're supposed to fit all this into that five-year continuity, so not only did he have Dick Grayson, and then he brought on Jason Todd. Jason Todd dies. He takes the time to grieve over Jason Todd, brings in uh, uh, Tim Drake, becomes a Red Robin, and then Damien is a Robin. And then not only while Damien's Robin, then you have Harper Rowe, and then you also bring in Duke uh, Thomas, I believe is his name. Uh, so you've got what, six Robins in like five years? That's, yeah, for even if you go to ten years, that, that's really, really, really stretching it. And it's because he doesn't want to play with anyone else's toys. He wants to make his own, his own character. I think that this is, he, Snyder has a detective character. And it's not Batman. He is a detective character that he thinks, hey, I can put Batman costumes on this character. He made this Joker, which is, you know, he was, um, you know, he he made the Joker into this um, ageless, eternal evil that has long-range plans because usually the Joker was always because he was psychopathic. He was completely insane. I mean, he was, but he wasn't immortal, and he wasn't someone that had the long-range plans, the cunning, he also had an element of surprise about him. This Joker is like a mastermind. And uh, then he made the Riddler into, you know, some kind of, um, the, the, you know, this, I mean, it's good to see the, the Riddler being a, uh, you know, a, a, a bit more of a threat, but he's some kind of huge master of, you know, gamesmanship, some kind of huge, I don't know, a bigger threat than he should be, and and not and then of course he let's see he ruined Mister Freeze's story. I think what he does, and then he says now he has an idea of it's he wants to see he wants to do Two Face. He says it will be completely different from anything you've seen before. Yeah, because it won't be Two Face. He's got some other he's got some other villain that he thinks he th- he thinks this story will work better with Two Face than one of his original villains, and he'll re- remake Two Face into whatever he needs to be to make the story work, whether it's in character or whether it's not. That's what he does with all of these characters. He he puts them into the he puts them into the into the costumes. It's like well, the costume fits like Johnny Bravo, so he just dresses them up in Batman stuff, and and then you know he's created this. Here's his character and it's going to do what he wants it to but it doesn't matter if it really fits with anything anything Batman did in the past or anything in character for Batman because it's his character and then and then um this whole thing with the with the clones and the inserted the memories and and this isn't what Batman would do because I think Batman what's always been good about Batman is the fact that he's human that among above all else, he doesn't have these superpowers. He is a man, and that's why you see him. He would hand over, you know, he trained someone like Dick Grayson, or in the future, he even, you know, reluctantly handed the reins over to Terry McGinnis. He's he's. If you start enhancing him with this cybernetic pro- programming and cloning, you're losing the essence of the character. And I think that Snyder has lost the essence of Batman because. He's just writing a story with the characters he's created, and that central character is not Batman. So, and then, 
to get on to Harper Row. Like I said, it's compl- a completely useless character because there are so many characters that could that could fill the bill. But uh, first of all, it's ridiculous that oh, you've got a costume. Well, you've got the distinctive piercings and the blue hair, but that won't let anyone know that it's you under that little mask that hides one eighth of your face. And her backstory that they built in Batman and Robin Eternal makes Batman out to be a complete asshole. Yeah, I got your ki- your parents killed, but I decided to let you live in squalor with your asshole of a dad who's in prison instead of bringing you to the manor because I thought it would be better for you to have to live on the streets of Gotham and, you know, barely get by. And I know that wasn't written specifically by Snyder, but he was, you know, supposed to be overseeing and guiding that story. So, yeah, and I just, I think, like I said, Snyder has that huge conceit, and you you guys seem to like Batman number 51, but I just looked at it as auto-fellatio. I mean, it was just going through everything that he had created, the Court of Owls and the... Zero year and the end game and the death of the family and oh it's just oh wonderful and I think the Gotham is at the end was him finishing in his own mouth swallowing it with a coy grin and then sticking his tongue out and opening his mouth to show you he swallowed it all because it was just Snyder celebrating how freaking wonderful he is. So I'm glad he's off the Batman main title. I'm just afraid that he's still going to be over there when All-Star Batman starts and he's going to be because he gets so much control and the whole DC editorial seems to kowtow to whatever he wants that he'll continue to fuck up my Batman for years to come. So I can't wait until he gets tired of Batman and he goes to fuck up some other character. And I think, don't get me wrong, I think he's a very talented writer. And, you know, some of the stuff, like I said, I got a subscription to Batman because I enjoyed Court of Owls, enjoyed Black Mirror so much. But then it just started going downhill, and it's gotten worse and worse where I'm just so fucking tired of Scott fucking Snyder fucking up my fucking Batman books. So I'll be I'll be glad when he gets onto something else. He's a talented writer, but he's not writing Batman. He's writing some other guy that he thought of. So anyway, I'm hoping Rebirth will change some of this stuff. I'm looking forward to the new creative team. I'm looking forward to uh, bringing back the original JSA, which I think they're going to do in some way, shape, or form, and I'm hoping that they can get it right this time. And I uh, love your guys' podcast. Uh, sorry if this is a bit long, but I told you I was going to rant and rave. Oh, yeah. So um, till next time I call in, uh, really enjoying the podcast. Can't wait to hear it next week. It's the highlight of my week. Takes up a lot of my time listening at work, and I just have to – I have an open office without a door, so I have to really stifle my laughter a lot because you guys are fucking hilarious, and I love your podcast. Till next week, see you later. 
All right, we're back. Uh, stretch run, Eric. And you know stretch what? We are not going to go until the sun comes up. It, it's Absolutely probably going to be the earliest we're going to finish. We started a little earlier, but then we talked. We fucking we, bullshitted for we an could hour have then. done by midnight. We really could have, and we bullshitted too much. And I just said as we came back, I, I thought I was getting the hiccups. I had a couple of hiccups. <laughs> Perfect for the podcast. Oh, yeah. But yeah, I guess uh, everybody's heard us yell and scream about everything. And now we're going to keep it going because we have three books left, and you didn't like. Some. Yeah. yeah. It's not like you even went gaga for the one you liked. But it's true. But that'll be the first one. The first one of these three is the best of the three. Sure is. The rest is garbage. And sure actually, I'll tell you, it just goes downhill. It does. Fuck, and then we end with fucking full-out garbage. But uh, you go. Sinestro number 23, written by Cullen Bunn with art by Martin Kokolo, Oscar Bazaldua. <laughs> uh, That's a question mark at the end. Uh, Scott Eaton, Wayne Foucher, Blonde, uh, and Dave Sharp. It's time to end our run of Sinestro that has just been the best Lantern book in a dog's age now. But sadly, this isn't the end I was hoping for because all we do here is make the Red Lanterns look like a bunch of pussies, even though they're supposed to be the big bad in Green Lanterns after Rebirth, and get new Korrigar terraformed into a paradise with a terraformer the Red Lanterns were going to use as a weapon for some reason. Oh, and the prospect of a great doom coming in the future that might make Sinestro refuse with Parallax once again. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. It's better I, than finding out that Sinestro was making up the Red Lanterns in his head, and then we'll talk about that later. Well, I'm saying at least the the idea of what we're dealing with here can be continued. It's not like we have to wrap yeah. things up so like it's put back in the toy yeah, box. Yeah, well, the, the thing that's weird about this whole deal, uh, Cullen Bunn had the Red Lanterns in two of his books, and he really treated them like bitches in both of them. And well, it's sorry, not, like, an, are they just getting angry now? And now they'll go from here. Uh, I had an issue right away with the when we had them in the, the Red Lanterns in Lobo. In Lobo, because because it didn't make sense for no, where we left them in the Red Lanterns sense. book. And they even spelled that out a little, and not that it didn't make sense, but they even say like, "You sent your guy." And you know, yeah, that whole they had a reference to that. I didn't the- mind that. I, I thought that was okay. No. Uh, to me, the Red Lanterns in these books, I, I don't know how I can explain this, that I'm like, okay, they're kind of not really only they're bitches. Because, especially in this, where I got the idea that it was supposed to be a bigger story, possibly, but now they have to be in another book, so it has to wrap up, and you can't kill them, you can't do anything like that. And so... That, but really, a terraforming machine as the weapon is very odd. I don't know. It's out like, of nowhere. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to give you a new front lawn. And you know what? The, the worst part it's about so it weird. is the way it's handled in my mind. Because we start this issue out with a fucking narrative talking about how we picked uh, Sinestro picked this planet. It's not the most hospitable of places, yeah. but it's the new yeah, planet yeah. for the. It is all led. It, we're leading up to how this is not a great place. Oh, thank God! At the end of the uh, same issue. We have a terraforming device that yeah, will make this into a paradise. Yeah, it's almost like you are starving, and I come to attack you with a hoagie. Yeah. I'm like, I'm going to get you with this hoagie. Oh, I don't oh even my know God, how I'm the not Red starving Lanterns anymore. planned on using this terraforming device yeah, or where this comes from for them. Like, I know that we had that, that issue before where they attacked that terraforming research group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they got this, but like, why are you – you have Red Lantern rings. Why are you using this terraforming device yeah, as a weapon? I don't know. And, like, again, if they were going to spell it's this just, out that this planet was – and they were going to make it into the next blood pool planet, like that, I'd be like, okay, boy, that's neat. But why have a terraforming – and that's not even the case. And they just, just so show up with a terraforming – like, almost like – they caught them at the wrong time. I, I can't even this machine. I can't even think of the word I'd use for how simple this is from like one step A to step B. 
and all and we're done. It's rudimentary, it's just, Eric. Yeah, fair rudimentary. Enough. There is no yeah, real storytelling to this. I don't mind it though. Oh, the thing is, it looks it. great, and but Sorenik is still mopey, and I'm like, yeah. come on now. But she really starts like you know the Red Lanterns show up out of nowhere. Not even I can't even say that the Red Lanterns show up, but Sorenik has is every has everybody ready because Lester Drax said, hey, you know what? I'm a fortune teller. The Red Lanterns are showing up. Make sure you're ready, and they were. And then she they spelled out, you don't have a fortune teller on your team. <laughs> Exactly, and I'm telling you, the thing is, these Red Lanterns are supposedly the big bads of Green Lanterns, you know? Yeah. Coming up, and the, they just get defeated instantaneously. Yeah, and the biggest really, problem, even but, besides that, my biggest problem is, I know. every other Lantern in this fucking group seems to be the le- leader. Atrocitus doesn't say shit. Yeah. Yeah, I would have really have liked that this would have been the way where, because you haven't said half of these, they shouldn't even be together. They shouldn't even be no, fighting police, each other. Police should never be working. Yeah. So I wish that all of this was like they were separate groups. Like you had Blees, she had some of these guys. There's Atrocitus. And it, and this led to this issue where somehow they came together and they had a little bit of a moment where that would explain. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. Video. Yeah. And like, hey, you know what? And, you know, try, hey, I'll, I'll back down for now, but we're going to have to figure out whatever. But you didn't get you just had them thrown out there. And I don't know. It's I, one of those things. Maybe when this rebirth hits and they go, like, all of this will be wiped out. Maybe it is more than just a rebirth. Maybe, like, some certain things I don't things even think be. it is. I don't either. Um, but, it, yeah. You, I was a huge fan of Charles Sewell's run of Red Lanterns. I loved what he did with the characters, where we ended the book. I, I was happy with. Here it's just humiliating to see how far the Reds have fallen. They can't hold their own at all against yeah, the Yeah, they can't. Lanterns. And, again, this is where Lobo really... In hey, Lobo book, were, fucking they, he Jesus decimated them, and people were angry. I liked the issue because I thought it was kind of fun. But yeah, I admit they they, they decimated. He went through them like you know a, a hot knife through butter. And even here, they're kind of like nothing. They and again, how how stupid can you be to show up at a planet that can't be done? And you're showing up with a terraforming. Yeah, they're, they're going to use this as a fucking way to wipe them out. Maybe who knows? Honestly, I don't it's know. never really talked like, about. It they just show up that they were going to show up and like, hey, you like your planet? You like you like green trees? We're going to give you orange trees. Like they you were going to fuck it up or something. I heard you guys don't like apples. I'm going to have some apples ready for you with this we'll terraforming machine. App- this whole thing's going to be apples. I, I don't understand. Because I'm telling you, we start out with a gigantic the cover, though, dust storm. A gigantic oh, okay. dust storm that everybody yeah. has to seek cover for because this place is so oh, yeah. inhospitable. And at the end, oh, okay, we're all good now. Never mind. Yeah. How about I, that was weird that this was actually – it turned out that that was Earth 2 with this <laughs> – this, I'll kill you. That'd be great. We, uh, uh, I, I, it's weird though because I didn't mind. I like Sinestro a lot in this. I, oh, I, I like him Sornic. too. He's, I like that he's whole very deal. Downplayed though because of this whole injury he sustained, yeah, yeah. whatever the hell it is. I always like Sinestro. He's very cool. I don't know what he's getting at. Where like he's backing Sornic as, as much as he is. Yeah, I, I just got the idea. That, I, like I don't him. know. It, it seemed like he, you know, he definitely has a plan about I, it. I don't know. It's almost like, you know, he knows, like, Lissa has told him what is coming, and he's a bit afraid, so he wants to kind of bond with his daughter a bit and, you know, have this kind of relationship that he never had before because he knows that shit's coming down soon, and I better be what I can right and now. he's heading off to the, the um, Green Lantern Corps book, yes. uh, Sinestro, so we'll see how that goes. And, uh, yeah, we have to, like, from whatever's coming in that rebirth, he might have to team up with Parallax again because some bad shit is about to go down. Yeah, yeah. 
That that is your book. And maybe yeah, that is. Uh, and I do like the art. I the like art. The I'm telling you, I love it. Every time I see Martin Kogel on this. I only think about how much you hated him on yeah. Green Lantern. And yeah, like, I did. This is so amazing. And you I know why I like it better? And it's more of a, I believe, because I'm even looking. When I do look, there is still the scratchy, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He does that uh, that pencil-heavy shadowing. Right. But I think because this book is so much more colorful, it's, and I think the colors kind of, I think the colors over do that as well so you have the, that that shadowy deal but you also have a lot of colors that just go popping off the page baby it is popping it's I, i'm telling you yellow is so bright and it should be yeah. there should never be a dull lantern book no and i really do think that when we saw that was it the regular green lantern book that he was doing yes. at one point yeah i think at one point that was very drab you did have it your was. green but it was all in space and you, it, you, you it wasn't get bright. Much. it wasn't even bright no green. it wasn't you didn't have this boy even with the red and the it yellow crazy. it's like every page it does i we make a joke about popping out but it does because and those it, every lantern book should and even when you have like the Yellow lanterns, but then they have that yellow glow around them, and then the red glow around the red line. It's really good. I, I really do like it. And I do. As I would well. say that it's like it's a good combination of art and color that does it for me because when he's just that drab deal, that pencil, that shadowing really does throw me off. And I see it's all over the place, yeah. and yet it didn't bother me at all. Because no, not at all. Uh, yeah, but I, I, you said not much to say though. No, uh, and it. I do like, I like the ending. I thought it's, that was I'm saying though, it's not much of an ending for me. It is a bridge to whatever they're going to be doing later on. It's just they just fucking made bitches of the Red Lanterns, and we terraformed. Okay, and that's it. We end with Sornik still being the leader, but not getting anywhere except for her own personal satisfaction that she was able to do something for the Corrigarians. Yeah, and then it says end. <laughs> Does it? I don't even. Does it say end with a question mark? End with the question mark. That's all. Actually, I was going to say that before, where we had a bunch of these that like Finn and shit like that. I'm like, I would do the book with end with a question mark. So that's great. Continued. That's how uh, the next week's jail three thousand and one. There's a spoiler. Yeah, and to be continued. And I've said no. (laughs) You shut your mouth. Uh, but yeah, I like this enough though, and I this gave is the it, best of this final book. I'm honestly. telling you, because of the art, I give this a seven. I, I didn't mind it. I, I'm telling you, the treatment of the Red Lanterns, how invested I was in that book, what was going on, and everything that Charles Sewell gave us, I was just really upset with how Colin Bunn has been treating them. Yeah, well, it's it the just doesn't make sense. Me, though I am a big Malifolex fan. Oh yeah, and uh, yes, and when I found out what they did with Malifolex, how do you spell that? I do not know. I can barely <laughs> say it now. It took me fucking 12 issues to know how to say it. Uh, but yeah, when they when I saw that he was actually made out of a insane Martian Manhunter's mind, I thought, no. This is no, bullshit. No, sir. I no, said. sir. Not for I me. This is seven. Uh, I, I gave it a six out of ten. It's not a five, though. It's not a five. I do. I'm telling you, it's it's still a good book. It's just not the a good ending, I don't think, and I don't like the way the uh, characters of the Red Lanterns were treated. And it's just not much going on. No, there isn't a lot going on. But uh, for endings and how I felt when I finished that last page, I was like, okay, here we go. Yeah, I want to yeah. see him again. And I'm I excited do. to see where it's going. This is the Martian best Martian Manhunter flew book. away. I could care less. care less about you, Martian Manhunter. I'm, I'm just you, yelled about that for fucking three weeks now. I'm, I'm telling you, like I said before, the nonsense we had during the paling fight where it's just throw some more rings out there. Yeah. I have really enjoyed this run overall. It is a fun book to read. It That's always a, looks uh, great. I will tell you that even then, like we said, oh, God, here we go with the paling and all the yeah. rings and stuff. But at the end of the day, I thought, you know what? It's, it's good. Yeah. Yeah. Next book has been up and down for us. 
I honestly, I don't. Robin, son of Batman, number twelve, written by Ray Fox with art by Ray, Ramon Box, Matt Lopez, and Tom Napolitano. Tom, Napolitano. he's fucking busy this week. He is busy. He's a busy man. Even though a shit ton of our books are ending this week, it seems that Robin, son of Batman, is still going until issue number thirteen for some reason. Yeah, which is weird. That is weird. It really is weird because that's a good ending. Damien pretty much wraps up his year of blood atonement here and stops the Lou and Darga from destroying the world, but still plans on breaking out uh, the bringer of my God, breaking out the bringer of the end, who had a change of heart at the end of this issue because he doesn't want to leave him as Talia's prisoner. I don't even know what I was getting at here. Uh, Tony, these get worse as I go on. Yes, I, I. Are you done, your blurb? Mm-hmm. Uh, what I really wanted to do if this ended, I'd love to think that it ended with Talia and fucking Batman arguing. <laughs> and I thought that'd be great. But the only thing that I I like this issue. I know that you didn't like it. As much I have as me. checked out of this. I actually like this issue, except for again, we get the hokey. Uh, hey, I know how you feel. What? You do? And it's yeah. like that change of heart that the, it always throws me off. And there, yes, it's, there's it's a, forced. And there's quick. a thing with that, though, that I did enjoy. It is one of the things that I enjoyed most about this issue. What, about um, him coming back from the dead and stuff? And, and, no, no. Because I did he, like that. When he was trying to talk to Surindarga about like what he's doing to try to get him to listen to reason, yeah. it was really mirroring how bad, like, you know, you're, what you're doing right now is only prolonging your father's legacy. Yeah. He doesn't care about it really mirrors what's going on Damien and Batman's legacy. Oh, yeah. he'll well, grow that's, up what, I, that's what I'm saying when he said, you know, you don't yeah. know what it's like. I came back from the dead and he got, no, I, he knows what it's like. And I yeah. really did like that. And I like the fact that he's saying that Batman hears it. And I really like, like, I know what you mean. And Batman's like, what the fuck is going on? What are you damn, doing? I thought I fooled him. No. Bitch. I nope. thought, yeah. We and have an I issue like that. that. We, sh- we have an issue that should be pretty amazing because it takes place on Dinosaur Island. Yeah, that's but, a, they, there's a lot of missed opportunities. In but the, like, I'm this. telling you, in the previous issue, we had the story taking place in Gorilla City. And I'm like, yeah. oh, my God, this is going to be awesome. It is just backdrop. You get nothing yeah. with anything of these places at all. Yeah, and they, they even mentioned it a couple times uh, about, you know, Dinosaur And, they, yeah, you're like, well, really? Well, let's get yeah. to it. Let's can see. I, can I see some dinosaurs? Yeah, I want to see some of these. And you do see it, like. Bits and pieces at the very beginning, uh, obviously on the cover, but then even the first panel, you see a bunch of dinosaurs, and you're like, wait a second, why aren't they involved? They just seem to be watching. They're over there. Why can't we go where they are? Yeah. God damn. Yeah, yeah. Ah, But no, it's it's all about stopping Surindaga from uh, dropping the last of the artifacts where they belong so he can bring on the end of the world. I'm telling you. I checked out of this series somewhere in the middle, too, and it came back to it because I wasn't really following all everything. Because this whole book has been about, I got, like, we see the flashbacks where he took the artifacts. And then yeah. we have to return yeah. the artifacts. And then we got to a point where we have to stop returning the artifacts because they'll bring on the end of the world. Yes, and I, I, that's the one thing that also threw me off when he's telling him at the end, like, hey, if your dad loved you so much, why did he bring you back at the end of the world? I'm like, is this kid dumb? And even Damien even, yeah, Damien even knocks his like, ass is he out that afterwards. Fucking dumb that he doesn't get this. That and yeah, yes. but I did like dumb I like kids who just want to please their daddies. I really like the art. Love I you, really daddy. love the. I'm even looking at it now. I really do like the art. I really do like the. Again, I like the colors in there. And the one other thing that I thought was a missed opportunity. Yes, it's Robin, son of Batman. You have Batman here. He's just kind of hanging out. He's and Batman does much. not need to be in this book at no, all. No, I wanted even him last to be issue, in it more. When he showed up, we had the perfect opportunity because right now is when Damien – I'm telling you, the last issue, which is – this is six hours after the last issue. Yeah. 
It is the first time that Damien has come face to face with his father who's now alive. He knows who he is. This yep. is our first, and we don't get anything with that. It yeah. is a completely missed opportunity because we have to deal with the end of the world, which kind of makes sense. I No time for love, Dr. Jones. Yeah, no time there is, Daddy but there's a lot of time to argue with Talia. Oh my God! <laughs> They're arguing. It's like mom and dad are arguing. <laughs> if they do this, they'll, they'll get they'll get over it soon. But... That was kind of funny though to me. But yeah, they're gonna take uh, what's the best. Name? I always forget his name. S- who? Fucking kid. Sarandarga. Yeah, Sarandarga. They're gonna take him, and yeah, then. You, but you have it where it's like, oh, I'm sorry. Even that, I'm sorry about your mom and dad. No, you know what? Don't worry about that. This is my family. Yeah. And perfect ending. Like, perfect ending. The Finn. end. Finn. The end. But no, like, we're gonna page. we're gonna fuck them, and you know what? Batman would be in on it. Eh, I don't know. I don't. If Batman would be in on, it, I think he'd stop it right then. It it was very odd. Uh, again, I I love the art. I didn't mind that's, the story. The thing is, there is missed opportunities, but I didn't mind this issue as much as I've minded a bunch. But I do think this should have been the ending. It really should have. Huh. I'm telling you, I feel weird sometimes, like even reviews and even when I'm doing my like notes for this, because it seems like I'm always saying the art is great. Love the art. This is a thing where I'm not a fan of this art style. I do yeah, think I like this it. issue is better than what we got last issue with the same artist. Yeah. I do not care for the style, though, overall. Yeah, I like it. I actually think that if they were going to ever have, like, oh, there's two. This is what I wouldn't mind Batgirl looking like. Be, like, it's less of, I don't, I can't even explain it. Like, I like this cartoony style this way, where it's still pretty brutal. You still have these crazy, you have those, like, leeches and things. I like it. I really I don't do even like know what it. those fucking things yeah, are. Yeah, I don't know either, but I really do Fucking like volcano it. worms. And I love the way Damien looks. I think that he looks great. He's the know, pumpkin I... head, and he, but it's more cartoony because it is, like, Almost like, like because uh, it's the son of Batman. It's like a more of a like a little kid style, but it's really good. Who is that artist we liked that did fucking Damien and Batman Incorporated? Was that Burns? Uh, uh, Burnham. Burnham. Yeah. Yeah. I I think that was kind of cartoony. That was, where yeah, we get that that was pumpkin cartoony, head, but that and that was very gritty. That's cartoony. where I. That's what I like though. I but even do like Pat Goliath, and you have this. It's more of a cartoony it style. It's like and, a Calvin and, and Hobbes like fucking said, Damien. They're on. Dinosaur Island. They were in Gorilla City. Like, this is the sort of thing. It almost seems like it could be a crazy Saturday morning cartoon. I like the way the art goes with it. I really Honestly, like the game. way we're going from location to location, it really almost feels like that six-issue minis we had with, like, Batman and Bizarre, but instead yeah, yeah. of guest star, well, actually, we keep having guest stars show up because fucking Talia showed up last Yeah, yeah Batman, there's a lot Ryan of guest stars back. in this, yeah. Uh, yeah, but I, I do like the art more than you, but... Uh, but uh, the best part of this issue to me, besides for that whole thing I said where, like, we had that Damien reflecting his own thing to try yeah, to yeah. wake Sir and Darga up to what's I just don't, on. like, I hate that moment yeah, where... Yeah, it's, it's a cliche. The evil person in this whole thing, the bad guy, just out of nowhere, like... You, you touched a nerve, and, and then, then they, I'm sorry, they this, just fall apart. This character is essentially just an evil demon. Like, he even looks me, like yeah, Damien. It's the only re- reason At he was created point, Damien, was to have this talk. Yeah. And Damien says, like, hey, your dad didn't love you if he did And then if, if it's me as a villain like this, I'm like, yeah, you know what? You're right, but fuck it. Then I'm ending it all anyway. Boom. Right. What's what's yeah. the point of living yeah, if my daddy then? don't love me? I live then. Daddy, I love you. I'm going to end it, not... But, Really? Oh my goodness! Yeah, he just comes. Oh, you're right. Yeah, he you know just what? Falls apart. I, I have not been thinking lately. You're right. Yeah. But no, the, the other thing that I really loved about this issue, I, I can't even say because I didn't love the issue, but I really enjoyed was this whole thing where it's crazy. But I, for some reason, just enjoyed it with the art and everything. The ritual site is in the tool volcano. Yeah. Down past the lot, it's like a secret fucking oh, yeah. place in well, a video game. It really does seem to me like yeah, now, like a video game or a cartoon. 
like if you you can't hit the water, but except for this one section where it goes down to yeah. another screen. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah. it's very weird to me because the only way you can pass through this lava to get to the ritual site is if your blood is connected to the Lazarus pits. I love the look. I think it looks amazing, but yeah. uh, I just like. How is Goliath getting down there? I don't know. And maybe that's some sort of crazy that, background. Like, I'm saying that was like Robin. They're blood like, brothers. They're blood <laughs> brothers. <laughs> Do not mingle your blood with this monster, right. Damien. They're blood brothers. I don't know. But, but yeah, I, thought, cool I thought it looked really cool. Yeah. yeah uh, it, I, even, I'm saying I'm not a fan of the style, though. It's so funny because I'm, I'm as, as we're talking, I'm just paging through the right. uh, way you do it digitally. I'm going, and I keep getting that uh, – I have my family and they're hugging and then I'm like, it's perfect. It's almost like a backup when you go and they're yeah. off the yacht. Then they're like, really? It keeps going. I, I, <laughs> I was shocked when that like wasn't another ended. big moment. But we're going to show them. I like, know it should have. We just got done. some work to do. I'm like, you got why? And even then it, it's like you, you've saved the world. You've said like I don't care about them. We're you know the way this went is a family, and then I and Goliath are like super family. sons and things yeah. like that later, and it's fine. But yeah, it's gonna have to. He has to do what's right, and I don't know that that kid fucking tried to kill everybody. Sir and Darga, yeah, but fuck Sir him. Darga, fuck him. But yeah, well, what did you give it or what? Oh yeah, you did do this. I did do this for what some reason. Yeah. Uh, five out of ten. Can you imagine uh, that? Ten. Just imagine. Just imagine. I actually six. Six out of ten. I like I, art a lot. And I, 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 I had enough fun. This I, like book. That Dinosaur Island should have been a lot more fun, but. This is all we get with this book, though, is that we now we got to stop the fucking the, the – it's a race to the finish, honestly, because we have to stop him from doing this. It has been this – this series, I really, I'm telling you, I love Damien. I thought that's why I grabbed this as soon as it was announced. I'm like, I want to be a part of a yeah, Robin instead of Batman you book. I thought this was going to be like what? your second coming of even a Batman and Robin, but with, exactly. with Robin, but you were getting your Damien story, and yeah. The thing you dealt is, with so, all this that whole time, and it should have been a six issue mini. This should have been Damien, the year of year atonement. Of blood. Exactly. Uh, year of blood. It should have been just that. Just call it year of blood. This is I not a Robin book to me. This is a Damien Wayne doing Al Ghul business dressed as Robin story. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then, at one point, uh, I, it was okay to me uh, when Batman was dead, like he was going to go do this yeah. and continue. But now that Batman's back, it even feels a little more weird. Uh, you know? I, I just, I Parents really checked out of this book. I don't Parents care about it anymore. Fight. Parents are fussing in a fight, Eric. And we have one more book left. And this one is the big one that, that I'd like to take a steaming pile of dump on. <laughs> You'll hear about this one in The Good and the Bad and the Ugly. Yes, you will. Dr. Fate, number 12, written by Paul Levitz with art by Sonny Liu, Lee Lowridge, and Seda Temafante. Not Harry Belafonte. Not Harry Belafonte. All right, let's see what I got here. first. <sighs> I have the briefest of notes for this bad boy. Yeah. Fuck this book. Yeah. Even if we get Kent Nelson showing up and asking for his helmet it's back, late. which doesn't make sense for the rest of the series, it's too little, too late at this it's point. Too late. And it's crazy that this book isn't ending with this yeah, issue. I'm, and this is one that seems to be. Have, I think it has twenty more issues. It get seems it's going to go here. to like fifteen. We have like three it, it, issues left. Yeah, it's, it's getting crazy. Well, it goes till Blue Beetle, I guess, which would be would August. Think. But boy, it's nonsense. And this issue. Again, there are plenty of ways you can end this. I, I don't even know. You, I don't even don't want, even give I don't me an even ending. Care. No. Uh, you, Just stop. Now, all of a sudden now, I wish that he. It's. I wish that already we had a letter arrive and said, you know what? Don't don't go to school because because again, that's just nonsense. I don't care. I don't care that you're. Oh, he's juggling school and, and a superhero. No, he isn't. He's no. an awful student. He should be kicked he's out. He's a terrible hero. And he's a terrible hero. What is he good at? What the fuck is he good at? 
Here, he knows CPR. Whoop-dee-doo. Everybody oh, loves him. You're getting into that. Hold up. The whole issue here, we got fucking Khaled getting pulled into the dean's office because he's missed a lot of time. They're thinking about expelling his ass. But to get the real outline of how many days he's missed and what everybody else is doing, the teacher has to go out of the room to get her laptop. And I swear to Christ. I don't understand that. She is the worst prepared when they go in. They're going in to expel him. Or is she just going to give him a hairy eyeball the entire time? I actually just think that what happens in this case, they would just let him flunk out. Why would they? You fail, you're out. You're damn right. You're expel. Take whatever. I know we said he's probably on a scholarship. I fucking at least I don't know. I, I, he missed all these okay, classes. You're gonna expel him here. You're gonna bring somebody else in out of nowhere, and no, they're gonna be behind just, no. you. Finish up this fucking semester. When he fails, he fails. He's and done. then you say to yourself, "Hey, we really got to fucking work on our like admissions yeah, next really, year." What the fuck happened? But yeah, he's missed all these but, classes. But, so I, the the teacher fucking walks out the room, and the dean's talking about expulsion, which makes Khalid fucking or Khalid, whatever you are. I don't even know. Like, oh my god, it's my destiny to be a doctor. Yeah, I know it. This it's makes my him nervous. Face. And I will I I will argue with people just because of how weird this is. We get a splash of color by the dean, like that's a little bit of yellow, and then well, he has is, a, it's two. One is like almost like a uh, shock, like a boop, 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 around his head, and then there is like a uh, like a flame thing above his head. I'm looking at it now, and I I will argue I with know what you're saying that he's done it. His nervousness. Dean Dean starts having a heart attack. The only thing that I get, though, does he have any sort of powers when he doesn't have that helmet on? Because he's always putting it on. I don't know, man. He doesn't have it on. I'm saying that we found out before there's something with the blood of the pharaohs. He's powerful without the helmet as well. Some nonsense because – who cares at this point, honestly? And again, to me, he'd be like, uh, in his head, because this, this would be something. Though. What you're saying, it, it's a very subconscious thing. If it, if it is him doing it, it's his nervousness yes. because this happening. To me, he's like, oh, no, I'm going to be expelled. i got to get rid of the person who's doing this to me, and he dies because it's, it's all him. Pretty much. It, it's nonsense. But no, and even yes, that, he's, is, I, does, I, I don't have the book up right now. No, I'm looking at it right now. The, doesn't the freaking uh, – I'm trying to think now how this works. When the dean has his heart attack and his little birdie soul comes out, doesn't Khalid see him without the helmet come out with the soul? Yeah, he does see So him. he has something going uh, on. Well, no, because he's like, it. damn it, don't die. And then he says, what am I supposed to do? And then it's a split screen of him and him with the helmet on. What will what it's, will it's do vision. is what your fate did my do. Fate, my fate sense is tingling. Fucking yeah, things. I always like, that was Spider-Man. I, you're going to do what you have to do because of your fate. And it, uh, yeah, if I, he, I don't know. It, it's so weird. And from, the problem, the problem you get all this from is that the style of art is so cartoony in general, and so kind of in that style where you don't know that when, because what it happens is he grabs, he clutches his heart, and he's like, um, uh, and all these like almost like zoinks, like yeah, pretty much. It is a zoinks him. moment. And then he's like, oh, and as he's falling, he has these flames that look like they're out, so you don't know if the thing is... Uh, it's... I, I, will, I will fight somebody just because of how I have seen Khalid act towards, like, police officers and all this yeah, other and shit. Again, how, that's the how case. Terrible it's more of a piece of he, shit. He tried to kill his goddamn Dean. It wasn't on purpose, but still, he mm. is the cause of this heart well, attack you know, in my then, mind. Then the call goes out and the ambulance comes. His dad's riding an ambulance. And I, Did I miss an issue? I, I think I, I you know what? We I checked have, out at some point. We uh, must before. have missed an issue that he got that job because, because I don't remember The only thing that. I've seen Mohammed do since he got out of the fucking hospital is sit on the couch sit and around. assure his maybe wife the, maybe his that his wife, son's upstairs. Yeah, maybe his wife's like, you gotta get off that couch and get your ass back to work. But yeah, you ain't blind no more, motherfucker. Even then he's talking to the guy and he's like, you know what? You're your son used to like the approved drag racing that we do here with this ambulance, but then they're going, 
And yeah, everybody thinks that Khalid is a great guy. Uh, in the meantime, he does chase the soul, and that just leads to Anubis. And to me, I'm like, really, we're we're back to here again yeah. with Anubis. And Anubis, I I don't mind that because he's like, listen, uh, your uh, your soul's mine. You are an awful person. He's right. Yeah. It's awful. And eventually you're going to come here because everybody dies and I'll be waiting. I didn't mind that. Um, but in the meantime, yes, he he saves the dean. Next thing you know, he is back in the med school. That is a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> it, it's just nonsense. And uh, what did you think? I was that much of a bitch. That's what the lady says. And in, in the meantime, I don't know. What is what is this lady? She's a teacher at the med school. I don't know. I actually got that she was like a secretary. I I guess she's a teacher. No, she's been a teacher. Yeah. She has no right to say he's back in school. No. No. She's a teacher. She can't say, okay, you know what? You're back in. No. Did she like like uh, take back her like f- uh, her problem with him before? Like her like. But I don't even think so, of... like that would be like a just a regular professor deciding yeah. that no, you're not going to get expelled. No, that's that's not your place. I had a complaint. I, I took that complaint back. Now, don't worry about it. I, it's so weird. It, it, it does, the book, because sorry, yeah, the complaint is on uh, it's solid fact that he has not gone to to class and is probably failing. Yeah. So weird. I'm telling you, the yeah. book. I'm telling you, when he goes after that soul and we get a new, it just becomes a psychotropic nonsense that yeah. we have to deal with every fucking issue. Yeah. Where he has no idea what to do. No, and he has no idea how to use these powers. And you, you and know what's boring. weird too. You know what's very odd to me until uh, Kent shows up. It seems like you're going to have an ending. Like yeah. everything is leading. Like okay, is I got my life back, back on together. track. Yeah, we're not going to. He Doctor Fate does not have his actual book in, but this would make sense. He's going to be concentrating on fucking school, and then when he is in Blue Beetle, which he will be, all of a sudden shit goes wrong again. He's pulled out. Oh no, I thought that I was done with this, but no, we're going to continue for the deal. And yeah, Kent Nelson comes in and it's like, hey, you got something of mine. And I, it, you know, it, really, there's your <sighs> uncle, and now he's your uncle, and great uncle. I don't even know. Fucking, I, no, I complain all. Like it's his mom's brother, I think. I, I think it's his mom's uncle. I don't know. I think they said great uncle at one point. I'm in this looking. Book. I'm looking because um, I thought he's like, hey, and he likes the peanut butter fucking chocolate cookies or. <laughs> So I complain all the time about how Hawkman and Superboy were mishandled, but goddamn, they fucked this new character up right out of the gate, and I don't see any way to fix him at this point. Yeah, he's just Uncle Uncle Ken. Okay, he says I've seen, I've heard great things about you, lad. I'm like, really? Who's saying that? Because until he saves that professor, even it seems like his mom and dad think he's a piece of shit. Yeah, you get that fucking weird ass neighbor who's always trying to get him. I don't him, remember her name and anymore. And she even says like, "Hey," and the, the dad has like cryptic shit to say to her. You're just sitting on the stoop, handing and out he's advice. Like, you know what? Sometimes the heart don't like what the heart wants. Sometimes the heart don't get what the heart wants. Yeah, yeah. Move along, move along. And she leaves. There's. Oh my god. Hit the bricks. It's not good. This, uh, and yet, this issue, now that I'm looking and reading it, at least, yes, he might have killed the professor. He might have tried to, but at least he does something good. Yeah, he, he fixed his fucking mistake. Boy, but he still doesn't, like, it's not heroic. No, it's not. And even then, like, all the, the what's his name? It's the punching cat, your girlfriend in the They're face. even like, yep, looks like looks like our little boy is croaked oh, dude, up. They dude. go off, and I'm like, really? You're going off already? I think you're jumping the gun. 
I'm telling you. And then we had this whole part, which I, I don't even remember talking. Like, the, we had an angel and Bastet and the cat. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm oh, looking at that now. And that's... We got to go now. I'm like, but you went before and then came back for no yeah, good reason. Yeah, and it's even, like I said, it's even like they're like, yep, looks like our work here is done. Is it now? <laughs> it and is not that done. Is the, that is the weirdest part, too, because Bastet goes off to whatever fucking Bastet does yeah. once she's not on Earth. Yeah. But before that... Maybe I gotta pick my champions more carefully next time. And then she's like, "Okay, my champions. Okay, I gotta go." Yeah, now. yeah. And that, that was actually. I wish that at one point they're like, "Yep, I should have picked better." And that, yeah. that's it. I agree with you, best. And, and even like they go off. You see him in school, and you're like, "Fuck, okay, just done, just please." But no, now we're gonna get Kent Nelson. And I, I really, how is this gonna change anything except make us more angry? Like, are you gonna? Are they gonna force shit in well, now? Well, before we got started, you were telling me how this is probably some red herring. He's not actually yeah. talking about the helmet. But if he is talking about the helmet, that does not make any sense to me well, because no, even the, Khalid above, got this helmet out of a goddamn museum. yeah. And above them, there are two Doctor Fates. Yeah, above them in the thing, and he's like, "Thanks, but I think you have something that belongs to me." And he's like, "That knapsack." Yeah, you said that hug. <laughs> Get <laughs> over one, here, boy. Plant one right here. Yeah, on the lips. They start making out. This is the kind of uncle I am. This is nev- next, never the end. <laughs> That's how it seems. Every God. issue, God. every fucking issue, it seems like it's never the end. I-, I hate the art. I hate the story. All and all this issue just seemed like it was padding, so Paul Evans could shove Kent Nelson into the cliffhanger. And, and when we talked about it in the uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly, even where we said that yes, it's it's cool. I'd like the Egyptian tie-in with Khalid and all that. But it's almost like it's like phony window dressing to me because we're not really getting anything that I think means anything except that the dad's pissed off that his son's not going to be a doctor like his, him. His medical license didn't come over and from And his Egypt. medical license, now he's riding in a fucking ambulance. I, I don't – but yet you're not getting anything that you're like, oh my god, this – like get Miss Marvel – uh, over at Marvel, that was a big thing. Yeah. She is, and and they really explored that, I think, a little oh, bit. I did like read a little, and I thought, boy, this is really good. And remember, when we were supposed to get this whole big thing with Equinox. Yeah. yeah. This fucking uh, you know, this Canadian friggin' uh, Inuit. Yeah, I yeah. Know she that was, was the whole thing. The Cree. The Cree. You're she right. It was a Cree uh, thing, and they made a big thing about it with uh, the Justice League uh, of America, right? Was that the no style? JLU or JLU? And wasn't that? Was that Jeff Lemire at the beginning? Yes. And he was like, oh, and that's, I really wanted to explore the, and yeah, she did nothing. Nothing. We haven't seen her since. Oh, almost like you're like, okay, like, like it's, we need diversity, so let's do this, but not really do it. Until people stop crying for diversity, then we won't talk about it no more. Yeah, and it's such a a phony deal where I'll go back. Uh, Red Roberts said earlier about Midnighter, and I was, at least that, you know, that seems to be what I've been told now by him. Like, hey, that's a little accurate, and it went above and beyond what you usually see. Yeah, you get this, and you're getting just a kid who's horrible, can't do anything right. That's the diversity. It's a diverse fucking hero who doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. And it's it really is the great America, the greatest American hero to me. They, he doesn't have the instruction manual. He keeps fucking up. Where's Robert Culp? Where is I'd, he to get everybody in the line? I'd rather watch that than read this. I, I think I would too, but yeah, what are you giving it? Because I know what I'm giving it. Four out of ten? Yeah, this isn't a five. Uh, no, it is not. This might be down to a 3.5, but I'll give it a four. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of the art, Honestly, the, but the I didn't that, mind the art. The only thing that kept this above a three is just me happy with Kent Nelson being there. Even though it means just nothing at this up. point, it's just I'm just happy to see him as all. Shake on it, buddy. Hey, 
it's one of those things too where I think that if it wasn't planned ahead, they're like, "Thank God we made his mother white," because now yeah. we're throwing Temp Nelson. It makes sense. Like, I, and that's what so- I love too. And they said, "Hey, there's my namesake," or like something like that. I'm like, "His name's Khalid. Is there something where this means Kent over here?" Uh, and I don't also, know. Uh, I don't know. It was weird when it, I don't know. Actually, when the cookies thing and the weird hand. I actually thought that was like an embodiment of Anubis. <laughs> He'd come to the house. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I forgot that he was in this issue. I'm like, eh, cookies, huh? Whatever. Oh, yeah, my, my Khalid, he's a big boy now. He knows CPR. He saved a guy that he may have even tried to kill. Wait. Yeah, a bunch of nonsense. Yeah. All right. That is it. That is it. Man. Thanks a lot, DC. Now I'm just angry and I don't care now, about things. Is this one of these things where this last month was new Coke? And now once it the really classic is. Coke comes, we're going to be so excited. We're going to be that, excited. That is actually a great analogy. We're going to be like, God damn it. This is great. That, that'd that be so fucked up if it came out that they were like, that, like it's leak then. Like uh, Cullen Bond even says, listen, we had a big meeting. And they said, listen, fuck all the books. Fuck everything up. You know what? Hey, Cohen, you're doing the Red Lanterns. Make them awful. Make these Red Lanterns so ridiculously awful so that when we bring them back for rebirth, they'll kick ass. And it does see, it almost seems like it is. I don't know what's going on, Eric. I have no idea. And I'm getting angry. But yeah, I am uh, going to tell you what we have. Oh, no, we have pick of the week. You know what, though? Dr. Fade on Comic Book Roundup. Has yeah. two reviews, average of 8.2. Yeah, I, I don't understand. I really don't understand some people. And I think sometimes people, I think I even said it in The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, where some people will just pick a book. And because there is diversity where they see, oh, there's an Egyptian character. We got um, a different kind of art style and, going on and, here. Yeah, They're trying and, different things. And I'm going to, yeah, I want to, and it's more of like a, a a score more for the overall like good of comics, yeah. You know, like I want this to succeed. Maybe this book isn't the greatest, but what they're trying to do, and yeah, yeah, all you're doing is giving a good. I, I don't know. Some people seem to like it. I, I do not. I think it's a bunch of hooey. I would, I'd well. be, I wouldn't buy this book if we weren't doing the podcast. I'd be no mad way. that I bought the first issue because I would have back when it came out. Yeah, you would have. You would have went. would have went two. I, you always say three. I don't think you would have been past two. I think you would have read the first one and thought, okay, they, they're kind of fucking around with some things. Once that second one came, you would have been done. Done. Yeah. I, I like God to say damn it. You sight would have every one. No, I would not have been waiting this long. Because I'm telling you, at one World's point. World's finest. I think, again, it's, it's more Paul Levitz. I, it, it is, but he fucking ruins everything. Um, I think I checked out somewhere because I did not review every issue of this. I think I missed two reviews. Somewhere in the middle there because of how angry this book just made me and how much I didn't want to read it. Hmm, now you've, you've made me want to look. Here we go. Oh, yeah. hey, there's Martian Manhunter. I was there because I was looking to see if anybody hated it like me. <laughs> I, I'm going to be the only one who hates it. Probably. If people actually would send in you know, mail about that and not about jerking off. There would be a lot of like, Jim's a fucking asshole. He doesn't like that book. I didn't. But yeah, uh, Dr. Fate. Here we go. We have this issue you did not review, correct? You have no, I've not done this one yet, no. Issue 11, no. You I didn't? Do, nope. Yeah, I did. No, it's are not you listed. Me? Uh, you did not do Great Caesar's Ghost. It, oh, my God. Um, are you serious? Nope. Yes, I'm serious. Uh, we go Why did nobody call me out on that? Because I, I honestly no. thought I did it. Issue 10, you did. You gave it a four. <laughs> you, you, Paul Levitz is going to call you out. Like, Jimmy, call me out. He called me out. 
Issue nine? No. Oh my god! I just found out on the freaking yeah. draft. Doctor really, Fate number eleven. Yeah. Issue eight? No. There was only one review. Oh my god! So there. <laughs> that's it. Took this long for somebody to realize. Issue seven? No. Nope. Yeah, so that's seven, where I thought it was. Seven and eight. And seven, I thought it was the eight, rest. Nine. You didn't. Or eleven. Or twelve. Jesus uh, Christ. There we go. And issue six? No. Oh my god! You didn't do that one. We're gonna go. Issue five, uh, there's like five reviews. I think you would have done it. One of them, uh, where I'll say next, yes, three. You did not. Issue number five, you gave a three. There is one there. Issue eight, only one guy reviewed it. Usually you jumped on that, you know, you'll jump yeah. on them thing. And holy crap, I'm in. Uh, issue four. Yeah. Yeah, I think you. you I hate this book. I fucking hate I this know. book so much. And. I didn't even realize I didn't review all this, and I hate it so yeah, much. Yeah, so we say that, and I know that we threw in the, the flash reviews, but I don't remember. I was reading. Most of the time I'll read these not knowing if we're going to do flash or whatever right. at that point. And I was reading, but maybe we did miss one. Maybe it was uh, like issue nine where shit was happening. Maybe. <laughs> See, we're awful. <laughs> oh, but, yeah, then we read this one. I fucking hate it. There, no, there's like, no yeah. reason to read this. No, I, I don't like it. Or I, review it. Just know that I hate it. Yeah, yeah, really. Until you hear from you again. I say that like usually positively. Uh, Legend of Wonder Woman, I'll say, like, the art's so good in this, I really don't have much more to say but that. So until you hear different, yeah. assume that it's awesome. And, yeah, you could say that with this until you jump in. But, yeah, they're, they're, I don't know. This issue, you could go on and on about how you think uh, Khalid caused the heart attack. <laughs> Uh, I will fight somebody who argues with me. Yeah, what is your pick of the week? Martian Manhunter yeah. number fucking twelve. Mine is actually uh, Superman American Alien, and even so, it was I. It wasn't my. It wasn't a great issue. I had a really <laughs> down week, even with your books. I'm not very happy with. I'm telling you, I had on. a down week too. Yeah, and I, I'm just. I can't wait for Rebirth. I had Martian Manhunter, which you hated, so. It's... Yeah, yeah. I just, I, it just seemed like a slap in the face. I, I, I'm looking to. I have up uh, in my notes for Doctor Fate. This is all I have. Uh, it actually was a twist on the "Why did you save me?" bullshit. Because <laughs> that, oh, you saved the professor. You're in. Then I put, now he's a man. Fuck you, <laughs> Kent Nelson. Fuck you. And then I put. This end this please. Fuck you. <laughs> just every bit. I'm like, fuck, I got so angry. Honestly, my notes were way more articulate than I thought because I thought that's yeah. what it was going to be. Yeah, and then I put, from what I remember sending, you, I, put, I sent you a note about something with it. Yeah, I actually tried to write at one point. Shut the fuck up, and I wrote shit the fuck up. <laughs> that was my actually that was my first note. I don't even know what I put about shit the fuck up. I put. All right, here's next week. Here's what we got next week. What do we got, baby boy? We got Batgirl, number 52. All right. Uh, that's ends that. That ends Batgirl. That bridges us to Rebirth, Yeah, I'm it? sure that at the end she's going to be packing those bags and heading off to Asia. I have not read it. Uh, all of these, most of these, I have not read yet. Uh, but, yeah, that's how Batgirl in Rebirth starts or whatever. What she's going to do is travel the world. She's fucking kung fu. Fucking Kane. Look, she's Kane. Fucking traveling the world in fucking wooden sandals. I, I don't know. Uh, Cyborg number 11, Eric. That's crazy. That's the final issue, Cyborg right? Cyborg number 11. That's a weird numbering of, uh, I believe it is. I'm not sure. But I'm I pretty sure it is. it is, but who knows. Next one, DC Universe Rebirth number one. Okay. It's a big issue. 
Big issue. Biggest issue in fucking five years. Five years. I heard things about that issue. I heard things about it. Uh, Deathstroke number 18. Again, I like James Bonney's run a lot. Uh, It's weird seeing this still. All these. It's weird to see Rebirth and and see continuations of New It's going to be even weirder next month. Yeah, so you got that. Then you have Grayson number 20. That ends that. Uh, Nice. We'll see if the satellite on the satellite again. Then you have that, but how does that affect the world along the Teen Titans we, way? So many, you know this. what I'm saying? <laughs> but it's weird. Even now that he's with the Titans, it makes it weirder to me. Yeah. Because then, what happens to say a Lilith when the sa- satellite goes? If that's how it happens, uh, again, I haven't read it. Uh, why wouldn't she forget then? And why wouldn't Donna Troy? Very odd. Um. Then you have – it's weird, too. I'm going through this list. I didn't write it down, and there's a lot of trades. The New God's Godhead trade comes out there. Yeah, I saw uh, that. Justice League number 50. I didn't even realize that was coming out this week. Yep. And uh, Oh, no. I, yeah, I have that. I gave that. And yeah. I, have, I have read that. Uh, Justice League 3001, number 12. It ends it. That's what the – to be continued. That book ended for me like fucking nine issues ago. Yep. Uh, I've liked it. I, it's, it's a fun book. I want to see how it ends. Uh, Scooby-Doo Apocalypse number one. So the next Hanna-Barbera, I hope that I like that more than that Future Quest. I'm really concerned now, honestly. Uh, Secret Six number 14. And boy, every time that one pops up, that's still going, but I think that ends it. Uh, We have... Here's a good one. Yeah, again, this is not one of the things we're talking about, but they're actually just getting around to releasing Smallville Season 11 Chaos. Oh, Jesus Christ. Freaking that ended like seven years ago. I thought uh, they started the site with that, didn't yeah. we? Yeah. Superman number 52. Nice. Nice. Uh, that I think our final days of Super League. ends that. And uh, I believe – see, here's where you go. You're going to have a lot of like guys – with what are you supposed to read? And I believe you are supposed to definitely read the Justice League first. Yes. But I don't know. I don't know if you're supposed to read Superman first or if it matters. It may not matter. It may not. But it's like one of those where you have a weird sort of things going hey, on. You've read them. Tell me. I don't know. I haven't yeah. read Rebirth. That's the problem. Okay. I don't know what that deals with uh, as opposed to what happens with the other things. Uh, my phone. I'm looking at my phone. It went off. Uh, okay. Superman, Superman, Lois, and Clark, number eight. Looking forward to that. Is that the uh, final issue? Yes, it is. Nice. Yeah, all I think where any book that will start up in June, they will have their final issue. So all the Superman books will be ending because that's all starting up in June. And like uh, Flash is coming up too. That ends it. Yeah. Uh, obviously, when you see a 52, you know that ends as well. But uh, Teen Titans number 20, that does not end it. That keeps going. <sighs> Flash number 52. The Omega Men number 12, that ends it. And We Are Robin number 12, that ends it as well. Again, uh, well, it's not a spoiler or whatever. And the things, uh, Duke Thomas is going to be in the Batman book and the All-Star Batman. So that'll end. And hopefully that kind of not explains things, but I hope that ties up well. I that, really hope that they discuss Alfred being Nest. Yes. Yeah, I yeah, I hope he gets called out on it and the, the shit hits the fan. No, honestly, that is the best book besides Martian Manhunter in the uh, DC YOU. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think. We did like like Reggie All Star Section Eight. Really, uh, that I don't shock me I that don't he go had six that. issues. Yeah, yeah, it shocked me that he had it on his his number one, like in his top three of all. Hopefully, everybody's uh, heard that. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, spoilers. Spoiler of our to our book. own saying. What the fuck, you pretentious? <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> Fucking spoiler. 
<laughs> oh my god, I found out that Reggie liked All Star Section Eight. Oh my, you motherfuckers! What it's am not I a gonna, surprise I'm, anymore. Oh my god, now what? Am, what am I not going to do? I'm not going to listen to your shitty podcast. <laughs> oh my goodness, they ruined my fucking life. Oh, you fucking asshole. Yeah, uh, I I cannot wait for it, and I really. Where we were talking about, and I've talked online to people, and they're like, oh, what books are you looking forward to? And I said earlier that I'm looking forward more to the uh, the number ones and the rebirth of the individual issues. What I'm looking forward to, yes. to see with rebirth, I really want to read this rebirth number one yes. and be uh, be rest assured that it's going somewhere good. You know what I mean? I want, oh, to, I end that, I want to end that rebirth. I don't want it to be shock and awe, and I don't need – Every little book to be explained, like, oh, this explained. But if it did, that'd be awesome. But I, be awesome. I just want to read and say, you know what? I like what's happening here. I like what's going forward. I'm very excited now. I don't want to read and go, you I, know what? Fuck you. Dude, I need to be excited because right now, from even doing the podcast, talking about these books, just this week of books, maybe even a little yeah. bit of last week, I feel burnt out the way I did during well, Convergence. Burnt, burnt out as well to the point where I can't say that it's like burnout, like, God, I can't wait for Rebirth, and I don't want to deal with these books that are ending or whatever. These books have been shitty. Yeah. It's not just us like, oh, fuck, I got to deal with this. Like you said, Dr. Fate has two more, three more issues, whatever fuck. it has. Uh, I, but it's because it's bad. And it's bad, and unfortunately, I don't care what these. It seems says. like all the bad books are continuing. Yeah, and uh, you know they can say all they want; they can spin it. There's a reason there's a rebirth, and it's not because everybody's buying these books and loving them. Yeah, it's because it's a mess, and it's been a mess for a while. Uh, well, since convergence, I really yeah, think pretty that, much. that was the breaking point. Convergence fucked it, and then they never recovered, and the DCU made it worse. Yeah, I just want—I want it all to end. I, I want this new fifty-two done, and I—I I do. I'll look back at it fondly because of how we started the site and all that. But right now, it's—it's gone. I'm telling you, I don't blame the new fifty-two. I blame the DCYOU. Yeah, the DCYOU, and I think, yeah, when they did convergence, then that—that that really was the beginning of the end, and it led to this. And maybe when it all is said and done, we'll go. You know what? Thanks, convergence, because that's what you got us. You got yeah. us its rebirth, and it's all good and fine and whatnot. But really. When when it all comes down to it, does it really like to you? Do you think you're gonna wake up, uh, you know, two weeks from now, or they, and you're, oh my god, everything is fucking. I'm gonna be a bright, sunshiny person. We're man. still gonna end up though with books we like and books we don't, and the continuity maybe explain more or less whatever. It's just gonna be the stories. If we and again, I'll go arc by arc. If that yeah. Batman, oh my god, I really love that arc. Let's see how the next one is. I think I'm gonna be a little more cautionary with things than i was before like with martian manhunter <laughs> now i just i think that it's just story and when they said oh story over continuity fuck that uh, just story yeah. just give us good stories give us some fun things books that we want to be fun be fun and even go back and forth yeah batman that's been pretty serious and pretty deadly and dark and yeah i would like a couple light stories but yeah but then again i would like a couple it's all the story I, I don't know. Every book has a little thing that I would rather have or want more of, but we're going to see, and whatever comes, comes. I, I don't know. We're going to see. I, I just I really don't know how we're going to do this podcast next week <laughs> oh. with a 90-page book that means a lot. Like I, I really do think that it's one of those where I hope people don't get angry, but maybe these books that do not have rebirth books. Now, next week's weird because there's just that one. Well, honestly, but, let's like we'll probably just go by and just talk about our feelings of it. Maybe who knows? Yeah, well, uh, and now I'm just saying in general, like you have uh, Justice League three thousand and one. It's ending. Flash review. Yeah, and but 
then we go into these next week, like we start in June, where we may have four books in a podcast. Yeah. It's where we're not going to extend things and make up. No. It's, it is what it is. You're only going to get a couple things. But yeah, next week you have that huge book. And yeah, I think it's going to be more of a discussion of, of how we feel going and, and big points, things like that. Because really, that's the one good thing about our podcast is we do not record until Saturday night, uh, finishing it at least. And it comes up Saturday or Sunday night. And by then, if you haven't read the book and you're listening, then, the, you know, you should know the spoilers. Yeah. And really, if, if you're that into it, especially a book where people are going to be clamoring to get that thing done on Wednesday. With the minute it comes out, they're going to be yelling and screaming and reading it. Though I will tell you, if somehow we get it a little early, out of the blue, that we get it sent to us or whatnot, maybe we'll have something a little separate. It would just help us out. It would. You know what I mean? It would help us out to do that as one little thing. But we'll see how it goes. But that's it for tonight. It is now 2.21. I don't know whenever I ever said that it's 2.21. And even then, I at the end here, I don't know. I had a snafu with my internet. All of a sudden, it went out. I didn't know what was going on. I'm talking. You're not responding. I'm like, what am I saying? It must be a bunch of bullshit. I thought something bad like happened because all of a sudden Hunter. it said uh, Skype said that you were away. I'm like, oh shit, what yeah. happened? No, what and what happened to me is as I'm going, like my little Skype symbol down on my uh, toolbar there had like a, a waiting, like right. a, a thinking deal going. Yeah. On. What the fuck is going on? I just kept talking, and then that's when I saw all of a sudden I got the X on the internet, and I am not, I do not go Wi-Fi. I am, I'm hardlined in, so it's very odd. To lose a connection. That means all shit is broken loose. And I went down. I'm like, what the fuck happened? It's all fucking down. I thought my wife was cleaning or something. She's up, but she's doing something in the kitchen. It's fucking 2.20. That's okay. That's early podcast time. That's that's a weird time to be cleaning the kitchen. Sure is. It always is weird in this house. It's like Damien at some point is over there with this fucking, here's my family. That's my kids. <laughs> when I read when I read that, Damien, maybe that's why I like that. I'm like, yeah, my kids know how you feel, Damien. But yeah, that that will be it. The next time we talk to everybody will be uh, all about Rebirth. And also look for next week for us to have up the part two, the listener picks. Oh, yes. Of the you, good, Jay the bad, man. the ugly. Yeah, Jamin, thanks. Uh, but yeah, again, if you get this and it's before, say, Friday, you could still call in your, write in your picks. Shut at gmail.com. Brandon got his in tonight. I, he got his in. Uh but yeah, and it's still open and gone. And yeah, thanks everybody. Thanks Dancing Mike for his uh, mini podcast, his little <laughs> podcast that was throughout here. Rocky, we have that. We have Brandon with his review of uh, Civil War. We have Chris and Reggie. And I also, I actually talked to you and we forgot all about it. Chris and Reggie have their own podcast. I don't know the stats on it though. I really should. Uh, maybe I will put it in the show notes. I'm, I'm looking now, yeah, in the show notes, which I try not to do anything with the, the fucking thing, but. I'm looking now. Maybe I, I talk a little. Tell me what you want of Rebirth. What do you want out of that Rebirth? I want what everybody wants. Good storytelling. You want good storytelling? Well, I'm paging through. And I don't even know what you're trying to look for. At this I'm trying point. to find where you can go see their podcast. Or oh, it's archive, isn't it? Yeah, but I, it, it, there's an address. You have to be able to go. I don't even know what it's called. You can't <laughs> just go there. That's a fucking big page. I don't need... Yeah, and it's not on it's not on like the iTunes or anything. Well, go check out Reggie's uh, podcast. You can probably find it at, at Reggie Reggie on Twitter. Yeah, I guess you could probably go to Reggie Reggie. I don't even know if you can do that because it's really seems know, to be so. Chris's. But yeah, I'll, I'll think... put it in the show notes, and uh, Reggie can yell at me. Chris on Infinite Earth. Yeah, 
go to one of those. I'll even, I don't know. I'll do something to get people there. We'll see. I, I had sure. big plans. I, I never, never comes through. And then but we planned on talking out. about it somehow. It just yeah, did not we happen. Were, and I, we forget about shit. We just Constantly, right before we get and, back on. And the internet went bad and all shit went loose. But yeah, I'll try to find a way to get everybody to know about it. Uh, but yeah, Eric, that is it. I'm going to go and eat. Um, usually I have hot dogs. I don't know what I'm going to have tonight because it's early. I'm going to tell Jess, baby, you don't got to sleep on the floor tonight. Nope, no. Stretch yeah, those legs through. out. Yeah. Stretch those legs out and, uh, <laughs> you know, get going and that's it. And what do you say? Everybody have a great week. Keep great prepared. week. Proud. 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 See you in seven. See you in seven. Oh, that's the truth, right. baby. That's the clean truth. Oh!